Hello and welcome to the Raptor Show on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. I'm your host, William Liu. Um, so look, first off, apologies. Uh, I've been trying to keep to a Monday, Wednesday, and Friday publishing schedule for the podcast uh, during the offseason, purely out of the love of the game. Uh, no real obligation. In, in fact, specifically no obligations, but uh, you know, the love of the game is what it is. And uh, you know, just like how the players love the hoop, I love the pod. Um, actually, a lot of players off the hoop and pod nowadays. I feel like every other podcast I've listened to is a, a player podcast, but that's okay. Uh, a lot of insights to be gleaned from those. And um, yeah, this is not one of those. This is uh, Friday, which means it's a banter pod, which honestly, I feel like we need an athlete banter pod, Alex. It's, it's like, what do you think? Who would you who would make the best banter pod if someone had to come up and stay here for four hours and talk to each other nonstop about things, maybe let's say 20% basketball? Um what, what, who would be your banter pod pick and roll combo? Uh, absolutely nobody but you. You know, athletes are, are just really boring, and, and I hate hearing from <laughs> okay. them. Okay. Um, no, I, I think if you're talking about the Raptors, you know, I, I actually think Chris Boucher would be really interesting. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. I think he's got a lot of – I mean, he's already proven. He's got the podcast chops, and I think he can definitely banter – Fred, I guess. Honestly, if you go down the Raptors, if you just go down the Raptors roster, I feel like I feel like a lot of them you could have really good conversations with, even like mm. Scotty and Precious. So, but no, I, I only want to banter with you. Uh, who who would be who would be who's your least favorite player podcaster? Let's get controversial like one minute into the the show. Least favorite player podcaster? Well, I think like I I like some of the stuff that Draymond does, but. I don't find like from week to week for it to be like that interesting, but that just might be me. Mm. So, yeah, but no, I hear trying, you. By the I'm way, trying to avoid uh, trouble. Um, I think I agree with you. The quality kind of goes up and down, which I feel like is is kind of the case for a lot of shows, except for this one, of course. Um, but uh, real talk, Draymond had a very good interview with Demar Derozan. It was very clear that the two guys have a really close relationship. They talk a lot. And then, you know, when he came on, because you could kind of tell, like, like, I just listened to Draymond's interview with, with Kyle Kuzma, and that one was kind of just, like, surface-level stuff. Like, you could tell they didn't really know each other outside of just, like, you know, knowing of each other playing in the same league. But, like, him talking to DeMar, DeMar got really real about a lot of stuff. And, um, no, I just respect it all. I, my only tip is you probably skip the first 20 minutes when Draymond's just, like, asking about the Drew League. And he's like, yo, how cool was it that LeBron played for kids? <laughs> Yeah, my tip also is to skip the first twenty minutes of this as well. Um, it's just going to be That's Come on, man! It's it's just going to be a sort of banter. But we do have some Raptors content coming up. Raptors announced their training camp and preseason schedule. They made a few roster moves. We're going to talk about Scotty Barnes being on the cover of Slam and his go-to food spots here in Toronto. Nick Nurse had a charity golf tournament at Wooden Sticks earlier this week. And we'll sort through some highlights from that. And I know that Will has been deep diving into Nick Nurse on YouTube, so he's got some basically stalking there. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, it's, 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 it's yeah, it's so it's, disturbing. Um, and Rico Hines runs; they're back. Everybody is really excited about it. So we're gonna get Will to do quick scouting report on that, and then we're gonna get to some reader emails. Uh, a lot of listeners, not readers, listeners, a lot of listeners last week, we asked them to to email us from across the world, wanted to know how they listen to the banter pod, where they're from, uh, their jobs. Uh, someone 
actually submitted their annual salary. So I guess we'll share that on, on air as well. Okay. Uh, transparency. And then finally, we're going to do some Raptors player tiers based on how the fans feel about them. So the Raptors fandom tier, uh, just basically one of those, you know, half baked ideas that you can workshop in the off season. So that is the slate for today. Mm. Uh, I know a few people emailed uh, or messaged about mailbag. We're just taking a one week break, possibly a one month break from the mailbag. You know, I was just listening back last week. You know, I was in the fourth hour asking Will who his favorite Pokemon was. And I was yeah, like, you know what? we got to step up. You know, we, we got to step up. No, I appreciate all the questions, but I think there's enough content this week, which again, I'm always surprised by. It's August 5th, Will. I'm definitely surprised by, man. There's still content. There's still yeah. content to be made. So here we are. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, there's actually going to be a lot of basketball in this in this show. So it, it might be less banter, more basketball this time. But, we always uh, we'll do see. basketball the first two hours. Like last week was a regular basketball podcast, to be honest, for like the first two hours. Yeah, like, I guess so. Yeah, but yeah. we okay. always start with the opening banter. I know you touched on this in the beginning, but are you the laziest off-season podcast host? What's going on, man? Like you skipped a whole mm. week. I was refreshing the feed. Yeah, I thought you were going to talk to maybe Murph Dog or Big J, you know, just wanted yeah. to get some Raptors content. But but I get it. You know, life gets in the way and, and you took a well-deserved break. Yeah, I mean, I would so yeah, but my goal has been to publish Monday, Wednesday, uh, Friday uh, as a schedule um, for the off season. And Monday, I think, was a long weekend. Was it a long weekend? Yeah, I believe it was a civic holiday is what I want yeah. to say. Yeah, it was a civic holiday in Toronto, not in Montreal, but it's okay. Uh, I I'm from Toronto, so I'm just gonna you know take that Monday off. Um, I guess I could have done something Tuesday, but uh, you know I had a lot of plans out in uh, Montreal for that week, and so just ended up not doing it. I was like, okay, I'll do something on Wednesday, but then I was traveling that day, and then I was playing a game. You know, had to go in net once again for soccer, save the penalty, mm. but uh, probably gave up like five goals. Uh, to be yeah. honest, it was one of those Alex Wong's. You know, oh. remember that game where you gave up seven and like we had no players and all that stuff, and it oh, was like I a remember. three on one every time. Yeah, it was I like remember. one of those situations. I, ho- I hope now you know how I feel. But good luck, good luck to you and the Score FC crew tonight. Oh, in, that's in right, finals. in the finals. I'll, I'll be rooting for you. Hope you guys complete the treble. Uh, You're not gonna come gonna see be. the game, huh? That's uh, oh, 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 I might be there. I might be there. Oh, we'll see. Okay. We'll see how all long right. this pod goes. To be honest, you know what? Like, listen, every... listen, what? man. If stands want to come to the game, eight p.m. Friday night. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to listen to this show and make it on time, but uh, yeah, it, nobody's Lamport. Yeah, yeah we nobody's coming, man. People, people. No, I mean, listen, if one, it takes if one seven days, comes, you know, people are still listening to the first banter pod. So like people are going to get to this in like September. Yeah, when, when that's fine. That's fine. Opens, so. But yes, to, to why are you inviting stands there? Man? What do you want them to do? Bring signs? Yeah, like man. cheer you on? No, because you know how you know how rabid like football fans are. You know, like they'd be throwing like the the paper. The, the funniest thing to me is when someone's like taking a corner in the away end, and like all the section, all the fans are just throwing like uh, rolls of paper. Have oh, you seen like those? the toilet, like the toilet paper, and they just roll it yeah. out, right? Or like streamers yeah. or whatever, and it just looks hilarious. Like I'm just imagining <laughs> that happening in basketball. That just shouldn't be allowed. This is like Why, in NBA it's- games. When guys shoot the corner threes and the opposing bench is just like yelling at them, this is like an extreme version of that. That shouldn't be allowed, man. Why? How are you what allowed you mean, to throw that's, stuff that's at people? Home court advantage. But how are you allowed to throw stuff at people like streamers in the middle of a game? Like, how is that allowed? By the way, streamers is like probably the the most chill thing they throw on the the pitch. Maybe besides like balloons or whatever. Because like, yeah, you know, batteries. Like I'm sure beers. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah, like you know, in the, the Ron Artest um, incident, like essentially that happens like quite often as well. Anyway, APM area busy recently between uh, PSV and Einhoven oh, and uh, awesome. and Ajax, and uh, every time PSV scored, it was like someone they would run to the corner, and then people would be throwing like five beers at the players. It was. It was tough. Uh, soccer is uh, it's not for the faint of heart. I'm not going to lie. No, soccer is not for me, man. But yeah. Um, no, though, everybody come to Lamport, I guess, and, and cheer on. Cheer on, Will. You, you, so you wrapped up your trip in Montreal. Uh, I believe you ran into a listener of the show at a BIPOC market that I you did. were hang out at because uh, she did tag you on, on IG. Um, mm-hmm. And I reposted that. And wow. I have to say, uh, you know, somebody replied and said, triple uh, XL lavender shorts on deck, because that, that was what you were wearing. You, you Listen, brought man. the lavender shorts out again, and it's become part it's become part of your uniform at this point. Okay, can I be honest? I have four pairs of shorts that oh I cycled God. through in the summertime. Please, so, like, Sportsnet, I just... get this man a wardrobe budget, man. Like, just go with Faisal and get fitted for a suit or something, man. Please. Why would I be wearing a suit, man? It's summertime, man. Let's wear a suit every Friday. What kind, of, what kind of person would show up to every event in a suit? If I'm back, um, contract negotiations. Oh, that's continue. Too, yeah. I mm. didn't actually get to ask you this. So last time on the Banter Pod, you were excited to check out comedian and maybe friend of the program Ronnie Chan. Mm. So you had a chance to go to the live show. What What is yep. the review? What is the pitchfork rating? Please provide a recap. Okay, so uh, this was the Ronnie Chang uh, comedy gala at uh, Just for Last Festival in Montreal. Uh, legendary event, uh, as Ronnie told the audience um you know this was where he got his first um i guess big gig and it was the 40th anniversary of of the festival like it's really like a there's a history to this um and so beautiful venue um beautiful event uh got hooked up with tickets mostly thanks to you actually not mostly entirely thanks to you but that's that's you know i appreciate it yeah that's Uh, neither here or there you know yeah and it was it was a comedy gala so like yeah, Ronnie was the host and he told jokes for probably like 10 15 minutes. Um and he kept coming out to introduce people and tell, talk a, you know give a few more jokes and stuff like that, but for the most part it was Ronnie and a crew of other comedians. And I got to say this is not even just me gassing it up because um you know I got these tickets for free and I really like Ronnie. It's just like every single person that he brought out was so hilarious. Like I there was a memorable joke from like each of the comedians. Um so the lineup for people interested, I mean, I guess you can't go back and look at this, but maybe it's televised later. I know it was definitely uh, captured and, you know, uh, maybe it goes up on CBC or whatever. Um, but Ronnie Chang was the host. Uh, uh, Namesh Patel was, um, I think, the first comedian to come out. Then Julie Kim, who I believe is Canadian. Uh, Rashid Baduri, who is from Montreal. He's, like, really over the top with his energy, but super hilarious. Um, Ed Gamble uh nish kumar lisa traeger jay farrow uh and then alonzo bowden uh who i was told was a veteran of the uh of the comedy game was the the, the guy to close it out but it, seriously it was it was really funny i i really had a great time and honestly i realized when i got there i was like this is the first time i've been to like um like a comedy show that wasn't like like an open mic kind of situation or you're not even an open mic situation because i really don't want to downplay this but like it, in like a like a fancy setting let's say like you know like this was at like the 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 palace of arts in um in montreal which is uh it's really really nice yeah i watched a similar show with ronnie when he was here uh a few years ago and i didn't know this was like i didn't know this was like a whole lineup 
I thought yeah, he was just yeah. doing his own show. No, I have no idea. That's super cool. You've met Julie Kim. You know that, right? <laughs> I've met Julie Kim, huh? Yeah, that's super fresh. She's a client of Elaine <laughs> oh, Quans. Oh, 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 <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I think she's uh, from Canada. I think we were briefly introduced, so I don't, I don't blame you for not remembering. It's just funny. You know, this you told me she was one of the 200 Asians I met at that Superfresh. That's amazing. I'm just, no, Julie I'm just... is super funny. I really like Julie's jokes about having a white husband. No, I um, I, I was going to check out because she was doing some shows here at Second City, mm-hmm. uh, I believe. And I was going to check it out. But I think it was one of those weeks when I had the novel coronavirus. So unfortunately, I wasn't going to go. It's all. It's always cool to to check out, especially Asian comedians. You know, I know they don't do... They don't structure their whole set around being Asian, but you'll you'll get the occasional tidbits, right? Like mm-hmm. like the cultural experience, which which I you know I always enjoy. So so what's the rating on this whole show, man? What's the Pitchfork rating? Yeah, I mean it's gonna be. I mean what's so what, what does Pitchfork do out of a hundred? So they do out of ten. Yeah. Out of ten? Yeah, I mean this is this is like a solid nine out of ten. Wow. Okay. I so really had, had, a, I had a great so time, man. You you and your partner time. had a great time. Like yeah, it was you, great. It was like, we we okay. sat right next to the cameraman. In the right camera, well, <laughs> so was it like obstructed view seating? No, 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 no. Every seat, every seat was beautiful. Again, I'm not complaining about free tickets whatsoever. Like all of this, I'm just saying that, like, yeah. But you saw... got the civilian plug. Like you, you, you weren't like backstage VIP sitting in the front row type. Yeah. No, I was. I was sitting in the corner like PJ Tucker. Like, okay. <laughs> I'm, but, I'm just saying it was great. It was great. It was a great corner, man. I loved it. And I nailed the corner. No, no, good. that was a corner taken quickly. But I think like, <laughs> basically. You you could have fired another text to Ronnie and hit that after party. Nah, I don't know if, I don't know if you're about that clout chasing life, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, no, nah, I, I appreciate it, man. No, seriously, it was a great time, and um, yeah, honestly, go go. It, I I'm pretty sure it'll be televised eventually. Like I, that's just for me. It's just like I've been watching just for lives for like for it's it's hard to get away from it, especially if you're in Canada, right? Like you see these clips all the time. Like, um, like it's this. I think there's just something about the stage, the the music, the intro music, everything like that. It just like clicked into all these like nostalgic moments of me watching. If I'm gonna be honest, Russell Peters, man, who also hosted a gala that night. Oh man, yeah. Well, you know the you know bro, I bro, Russell Peters ran what? the game in at least in Toronto. Russell Peters ran the game for like four or five years. He had oh like, of course he yeah. he he accumulated generational wealth during that stretch. Um, definitely, I went to a Charlie Sheen comedy show once like ten years ago. Remember when he was in the news talking about Tiger Blood, and yeah, and and all of that. Is uh, he still it, alive? Like, I, I just want to know. Like, oh man, yeah, that's a dark question. I, no, I but it, so. he's he's in one of those. He's one of those guys where it's like it's possible that he he could have passed. Yeah, that was. But that I, was I believe he's still alive. Yes, he confirmed Charlie Sheen is alive. Okay, that was okay. that was not that was not you know a highlight of my life. And um, my friend John and I actually bought a lot of tickets because because he was getting a lot of hype at the time, and we thought this was going to be a whole scheme to to resell mm. tickets, and we ended up yeah. having to sell all of them at below cost. So it ended up being a a huge yeah. L. But yeah, people should check out Ronnie. This is what you get, by the way, for trying to profit <laughs> off of Charlie Sheen. Like, come on, man. You know what? Bro, I, I know got... you were making money, money too at that time, man. You're yeah. sick. You're yeah. sick. Yeah, I was trying to pull off a pyramid Why? scheme while working at Ernst and Young. I don't know, man. You just gotta He's chase like, two and a half men has been on the air for four seasons now. <laughs> this is the peak. <laughs> no, you don't understand. It was on. He was on like every tabloid, but it was all. Very problematic stuff, but yeah, Ronnie's uh-huh. got a couple of Netflix specials for people who actually just want yep. to check out his work. You know, yep. this is not paid promotion or anything. Like, it's 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 great content. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody should should definitely check that out. I told you last time he was he was here, 
so then he invited me uh he refers to me as steve he was like yo steve like you should um you should come to tiff's because there's a bar at, at tiff like on the second floor i guess it's like a decent looking bar yeah, yeah. um uh, i forgot i forgot the name of it but then he was hanging it's out like something there lounge after. or something right he was hanging out there after i think it's called luma or something and, and yeah, then yeah. he was and then he was with a couple other comedians and actors and i guess they were dressed like kind of nice and then you know you know how i dress people know how i dress i showed up in like a vintage like uh apple macbook like t-shirt and shorts <laughs> And then he just oh, he just roasted me the whole night. He's like, "Why do you have an Apple logo on your chest, bro?" I, I'm not gonna expose where you live, but you fully could have walked home, changed to come back, and not miss a lot. And, and then I was talking to this really nice, uh, uh, this nice lady that that Ronnie and and his friends were hanging out with, and I didn't realize until the end of the night she's like part of the main cast of Kim's Convenience because because I d- didn't watch the show. Oh uh, wait, word? Yeah. Who was it? Was it Jin Yoon? Yeah. It was the shorter. It was the shorter girl. Um, that's that's the best description. Oh, was I she got. younger? Or was she... she was definitely younger. Yeah, she, she, she was, was definitely, definitely younger. younger. Okay, I, I was gonna say I don't I, I don't know why her name is escaping me too, but uh, yeah. No, I, I, I believe I believe I'm looking well. it up. No, it's not Jin Yoon. I'm looking up right now. It's it's the it's the actor who plays Janet. On, yeah, yeah, on yeah. The, the daughter. Yeah, Andrea, Andrea Banks. So, Andrea yeah, Banks. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, I, we I had a great her we, organically yeah. in Toronto as well. But uh, okay, I yeah, was no, like, we, we were having a great conversation. Them, you know, yeah, we had yeah. a great conversation. I was picking her brain just about like working in the industry because she was like, yeah, I'm an actor and things like that. And you know, I just didn't realize. I still haven't watched Kim's Convenience. Maybe I'll get to it sometime. It's a, uh, it's really sitcommy. It's really adorable. It's really sweet. It's really sitcommy. So mm. it's it's up to you if, if that kind of like is. Sounds, what sounds like, like an to Asian, see, but I, sounds I really like an Asian it. friends. Yeah. Um, no, it's no, you wouldn't go there. Okay, ah, man, is it Asian friends? No, not really. No, but it, we it don't is need, a sitcom, we don't need to give it that. Okay, yeah. cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. I, I think that wraps up your Montreal recap. Unless there's anything else you want to say oh, about the city. Actually, one thing I did want to say about the city. So, I mean, obviously, I'm going back as well. Uh, you know, like this is <laughs> this is just trip one of like four or five. Mm. Um. I got a great tip from a listener of the show uh, who messaged me. Uh, the person's name is... I'm opening my my DMs. What's this guy? Oh, Lucas. This guy, Lucas, DM me. And he was like, yo, I heard you're in Montreal. You know, here's some suggestions of sort of what to do. And he was like, yo, you should go check out the CBL game. Um, the, the Montreal Alliance. This is like their first season in the CBL. And he's like, it's a good time. So I was like, oh, great. Okay. This is a season. It's the last game of the season, too. So I was like, yeah, cool. I bought tickets. You know, I was like, oh, they're like only 40 bucks. So I, I made sure to like sit like center court and everything like that. Um, and then, yeah, I went to the game and not really knowing what to expect. First off, it was sold out. Um, second of all, it was in the, the venue was super cool. Like it was like the front of it. So I had like um, one side was like uh, a modern building that had like sort of a glass exterior you could sort of see within and it was nice right uh and then it was attached to the side of um a, what looked to be like an old church or something with some sort of like a triangle like dome um and so the but when you get inside you realize it's the front face was sort of still preserved but inside is like they have like wooden benches for seats and they have like literally hundreds of benches in there and the atmosphere was really great probably only sat like you probably only put like two three thousand people in there but it was such a cool atmosphere for a basketball game the environment was really strong lots of people were wearing jerseys and stuff which was which was nice to see and then i apparently 
because I watched the game and I was like, wow, these guys are not playing well at all. Um, and they were getting like clapped. And so I looked at the standings and I was like, oh, yeah, they're like four and 13. But then I thought about it, I was like, yo, they're four and 13. This is like the last game of the season. And like everybody was still cheering like, uh, you know, quite a bit. And uh, it was it was a great time. So um, I guess salute to the CBL and the Montreal Alliance. It made me very optimistic about basketball in uh, in the city. And then, yeah, I met up with uh, Chris Boucher's manager briefly. You know, just ask nice. them. Uh, Talk some business. He talked a little business. So we'll, we'll obviously, when things are actually there for us to say, we will we will say them. But really, uh, it was just cool to sort of get to know his side of things. And, you know, he's like a assistant GM to Joel Anthony, um, you know, NBA champion Joel Anthony. So do you have to say that when you mention Joel Anthony? Of course. Man. Are you Come obligated on, to? NBA champion Joel Anthony. The Montreal Alliance. The Alliance. Yeah. No, I'm looking yeah, at their logo great, right man. now. It was it's great. Like a Huskies logo. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be in Montreal next week. So there's a there's a tennis tournament happening there. I yeah, yeah. While I'm there. And it's a it's presented by Rogers. So I wish I knew it's more people Rogers at Sportsnet. Cup, but... Oh, okay. I, I wish I knew more people at Sportsnet so I, I can finesse some tickets. So if any, if anyone <laughs> I'm from pretty Sportsnet, sure you can, man. If any <laughs> No, I asked Danielle Michaud. show. She's like, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Why? Really? <laughs> I don't know. What? Uh, let's move okay. on. Right. So what else? Oh, yeah. So we, we took I took friend of the program, Tom Henry, comedian Tom Henry, yeah. speaking of comedians, to, to dim sum mm-hmm. last week. So, you know, we, we ordered the standard items, you know, the, the yeah. chicken feet, hog house, I gave them the, the, the real, I guess, what do we call it? Kind of like the beginner's guide. Like like the dummies guy to dim sum. Well, it turns out he's had dim sum before. Oh, okay, like he yeah. recognized some of the items, but I think chicken feet was really the one that he hadn't tried. Mm-hmm. And he did have the experience, and he he did not love it, did not love the texture. Yeah, but, but he did grind his way through it and, and ate it. So I really respect. I respect it. it. I respect I, it. I, I I think the texture is what gets to a lot of people when it comes. to Yeah. Chicken feet. Well, I mean, again, like it's definitely not for everybody. I just know that like. I don't know. It's just in a lot of like Chinese cuisine, that sort of like, um, I don't know. It's like that kind of texture of like, not obviously like you can bite into lean meat and then there's fatty meat, but then there's like something in between almost like cartilage type of meat. And like, I, I just know that like it just, it just eaten quite a bit. I don't know. So I, I think it's like fairly normal for us to have. But when you think about it, like the way it's like prepared and everything, it's like basically like the, the chicken claws are like, um, deep fried and then steamed afterwards mm. so I'm it's sorry, like man. this, this making weird, me this like, making me out. so hungry this making me so yeah hungry. it's like a it's like a weird puffed out kind of like texture mm. which i know for a lot it's it's very different from like eating like actual like lean meat like like, like let's say chicken breast um but uh you know it's part of the unique uh you know experience of it all you know you just like eat a claw then you spit out like five bones it's uh it's a great time man yeah i, I can't recommend it enough even though it mm. sounds Really, really scary the way I'm, I'm saying it no, right now. No, no, all, all you Willow stands, <laughs> go find the nearest restaurant wherever you are. You know, oh, no. whether you're in Carrot River, Saskatchewan, um, or, or you know, parts of of Newfoundland, and sit down and just order one one plate of chicken feet, and then please send us your review. Um, okay, we, we definitely want to want to hear about it. Yeah. The, so the following day, I went to like my my nephew's place, and, and my mm. mom got takeout dim sum. Basically, literally all the exact Bro, same items. Takeout dim sum. Yeah, what's wrong with that? I feel like the experience is not going to hit the same, man. You think it violates a code? It's the same food. What what do you want? Someone pouring tea for you at the table? 
I mean, yes, usually. Um, but no, like, I, I, what I would, I feel like you're losing like the essence of it. You know, like the 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 rhythm and the pace of like one item hits your table at a time, and like, the, nah, man, like you, you want you want a, you want the cart the lady cart. you want the cart lady to come through. I, like I want that, I want the food delivery person to be dressed like a cart lady. Can can that can that can that be? Arranged? Oh my god, no man, but, I can't. Man, I'm pushing back against that, man. No, I'm okay. really the anti. I'm really the anti Asian guy on this show. No, man. I just no, mean like man, it's just weird that. to me, man. You're getting all your dim sum at once. It's like colder than usual. Like I've gotten rolls on on Uber Eats, man. Like it's a like bro. A, you you live king. like ten minutes from there. Yo, don't worry about it, man. Stop stop geolocating <laughs> me. But anyways, my yeah. point was like. I couldn't really eat it the next day. Like back to back dim sum is tough. So I actually I think agree. dim sum is like a like maybe like once every two weeks or something like that. Like dim sum is not a type of item you can really like type of food you can really just repeat. Yeah, well, I think it's also like the variety of it. You have a little bit of it, which is like like baked into the literal name of dim sum. Like what it means. At least I know what it means in like Mandarin. It's almost like a snack, like an appetizer. Yeah. So yeah. like it's a, it's a Asian tapas. Yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah, if you want to. Yeah, man, damn it. We really do. We really do put Chinese and then uh, other culture food in front of it all the time. <laughs> Yo, that's how, that's how it works. You were talking about the Jang Bang last week. Like the Asian, it's Asian pancakes, you know, or, or Asian Nothing waffles. Like pancakes, man. <laughs> no, we could, oh. we, we could do an entire segment uh, of just putting Asian in front of every yeah. single. But, you know, yeah, we'll wait for, we'll wait for someone in the mailbag to, mm. to ask us that question. It's just like when they call this Asian thesis and marrow. Oh yeah, I think I did that actually. Oh okay, um, all right. Yeah. I call oh. this Pacific Mall Jesus and Mero. Yeah, but I, I like oh, to put okay. just Pacific Mall in front of everything. Um, it's it's one of four jokes that I have. But anyways, I found out my like nephews. My nephews are like seven and ten. They already have their own bank accounts. Like he's got like seven hundred dollars mm. stashed. I guess this is from like red pocket money. I'm I'm witnessing generational nah, wealth on, happen in person in real hold, time. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What's up? Yesterday, you and yes. I were invited. To go to a podcast recording, more than winning yes. podcast, yes. Um, and you brought up this idea that your your nephews, who are mm-hmm. one of them's age seven, yep, has this bank account. So you told me the story literally yesterday. But yesterday yes. you said it was seven thousand dollars, and now okay, it's okay, no, 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 no. That was okay. No, that was definitely a mistake on on, on my part because it was the morning, and I just can't function in the morning. No, it's okay, definitely okay. in like the 700, 700. I mean, wow. you you did. We were supposed to record at noon, and you did tell me, uh, "Hold on, I gotta wake up a little bit." Which, and <laughs> if I had to guess, means probably you're probably taking your second shower of the day or something. Yeah, you you're absolutely correct. No, I I was. I, I was in bed, like you know, like the meme, just scrolling Twitter and realized I had to wake up mm. and, and and come out of the bullpen to do okay. the enterpod. But no, it just okay. Got so seven hundred dollars. Okay, that that's more reasonable for a seven. Yes, man. yes, yes. When no, you my said bad, it was seven thousand dollars. No, no, like, no, my bad, my bad. Bro, generational just, wealth is come on, man. There's no reason. No, 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 no. No seven year old should have seven thousand dollars first. Yeah, honestly, but, a seven year old should have seventy dollars, like max. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but but no, because we were going to the toy. We were going to to Mastermind Toys to to pick up some stuff, and he's oh, like, yeah. "Grab my," he's like, "Grab my wallet." He's like, "Grab what? my wallet." <laughs> he's like, "I'm gonna pay for this myself." Like he's like, "Here's my like debit slash credit card," and it, well, the crazy thing is, what? I bought I bought both of them because because you know we've established I buy gift cards for everybody, right? So so they You're have a, a gift card for your seven year old nephew, bro. What's bro, you they do with that, man? they both Pretend have a hundred. an airplane. <laughs> no, bro, they both have a hundred dollar gift cards from Mastermind from their last birthday, which they didn't use. Okay. So so we we ended up just using it. They were buying Pokemon cards. Like I don't know how many Pokemon cards you can buy. Nah, man. Like this was like a battle pack or something like that. I don't know what's going on. 
And Listen, man, Pokemon yeah. cards for, for seven-year-olds is like you buying sneakers, man. No, but he has like three binders of them. Like, yeah, how, how many shoes do you have, man? No, the, I'm not talking. We're not talking about myself right now. But like, I, I, but no, no, I get it. But no, but like, listen. So then, it just got me thinking. Like, uh-huh. I was trying to think. Like, when's the first time you had like a bank account? I, I feel like I didn't have a bank account until I was in like high school, and even then, like, it was like you know, well, I, I mean, was making they, like they, minimum wage at Winners. Yeah, you guys were still doing a certified checks uh, until you were forty. <laughs> no, so. I had those checkbooks, man. I still have those checkbooks from like TD. No, I definitely still have those. Anyways, like I was just trying to think, like when's the first time you had a bank account? Um, when's the first time I had a bank account? Probably when I was in grade nine, so probably high school. Okay, know? so about the same, yeah. Because I feel like it's there was pretty... no reason for me to to have a credit card before that point because I was just stealing money from my parents. Like, a were you getting kid. like weekly allowance? Uh, yes, but okay. also I was getting my own weekly allowance. I'm sorry to my parents, man, but they kept a lot of cash in the house. For whatever reason, and uh, it was easy for me to just slip a twenty here or there, and then do the same thing. Literally, I would just go to the convenience store of a yep. guy that I knew. Shout out La Rose Plaza, and um, yeah, the the guy would give me a discount because I would buy so many Yu Gi Oh cards from him. So he would give me like no tax, and you know we would do like a you know you know what I'm saying when you, you know when you're like twelve years old, you, you got to make deals with the local convenience store owner, and um, yeah, I would just like steal money from my parents and just buy Yu Gi Oh cards, and then I had a whole shoebox. Um, well, along with my friend, who we were sort of collectively pooling cards into, yeah, man, it was it was real serious addiction at some point. Yeah, it's probably I, the I, first addiction I had as as a person was was, was, yo, was that's buying insane. Yu-Gi-Oh cards. And now and now it's basketball. Um, but you don't understand, like the experience, like as a kid, of being able to like peel open a, a new. Oh pack yeah, just ripping and a not new knowing pack. what's going to be inside mm, is such. Yeah. It's like. I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't think I've had that thrill as an adult. You don't understand. Like, you know, I can't like peel open my wallet and be like, "Wow, there's forty bucks in here." Like, you know, like, or I, what would even the adult equivalent be of like on on like uh, opening like a pack of cards? Like, I don't know, man. Getting a direct deposit from Sportsnet for covering the Raptors. Mm, yeah, that's how about that. Yeah, how about that, man? You're right. You're right. Keep perspective. Stay humble, man. This guy's like I haven't had this guy. This guy's like I haven't had the same thrill as ripping open a Yu-Gi-Oh pack. This guy covered the 2019 Raptors championship run. This guy's this guy's on the Raptor show. This guy opened the show being like, "Yo, man, I do this for the love of the game." Like, I don't know, man. We're still under contract, contractually obligated. Anyways, okay. um, No, I just wanted to know. We weren't told to have an off season. We were like, I know nobody told us to to record. But, Nobody told us to record you know, for three hours. No, you're right. Definitely you're right. no one said that. No one definitely no. said to record no. for three hours. But, but, but unfortunately, like 12 people every week get really excited about this publicly. And, um, you know, as egos mm-hmm. go, you know, once it once you feed into to Will and I's egos, um, then we'll, we'll do it. No, we were saying during the season, because like, listen, man, banter pod is not a sustainable concept. Like our yeah, like I was telling I you yesterday when we met up, like our lives are not that interesting. No, like, we like, have said I, nothing interesting in 31 minutes. No, by now, like, people know, like, we really tell the same three stories. We know the same 11 Asians. Um, you know, there's the same five people that we that we shout out. Mm-hmm. You know, shout out Elaine Kwan and, and Mark Savell. You know, going to give a recap of our outings um, shortly. Okay. But, like, yep. yeah, but during the season, you know, if I'm back, um, we should do uh, one banter pod, like, pod-only banter pod once a month. Like aside from aside like from it. our Monday to Friday shows, aside from your React pod, I think it's a nice little break from what will obviously be very basketball focused episodes to serve the audience. It's just yes. a nice way to catch up, maybe talk a little behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. And, you know, give poker updates. I actually wanted to do this 
I think I pitched this idea to to DTR boss. I can't remember of doing one of these like every every Wednesday or something, and I think it got shot down. <laughs> I was like, I think it'd be super cool if uh, we just like maybe did a pod or a ten minute video every week uh, of just me and Will talking about the show. And you know we could call it like office hours or something or branded, and it didn't work. So then, no, the Raptor you know, Show show. Yeah, yeah, that could be cool too. But no, I like the Banter Pod. We've now given Banter Pod life. So we've got Slander Pod with Assad. We've got mm-hmm. the Banter Pod with me. And then I was suggesting to you too, you know, next year when you make a push again for Raptors players to get votes from U.S. media, those can be like the the Pander Pod. Yeah, the come, propaganda come up. Yeah. yeah, we could we could rebrand propaganda into you know just panda pod. Honestly, yeah. like I, I don't know. I, it's, <laughs> it's really just me and you. It's the panda pod. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the regular pod. Come on, yeah, man. That's the regular show. Why did you have to do pa- that, man? That's the panda pod. <laughs> god damn it! Oh, oh my god! Yeah, yo, it's so good though. I... Oh, god. I'm just and... picturing us eating bamboo leaves right now. Yeah, I actually do love bamboo, though. <laughs> Why, man? Bamboo shoots. They're delicious, man. Oh, yeah, bamboo shoots are good. Oh, by yeah. the way, do you, are you pro what? or uh, are you pro durian or no? Do you eat durian? Uh, no. Do we talk about this? I can't remember anymore, man. No. I mean, I'll have durian flavor things, like a, a, a like okay. a like a bubble tea. Or, actually, I don't even have durian bubble no, tea. No, durian ice cream is good, though. Durian yeah, yeah, cream. like okay, durian ice cream is good. Yeah, yeah, but or like even candy that's like tastes like artificially sweetened as durian or whatever. But okay. no, not 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 itself. No, it it does intimidate me. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. It smells horrible. That that that's honestly like the Asian final boss of food. Yeah, like, like, I, 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 like <laughs> trust I up, me. I'm, like... I'm gonna I'm gonna say that's when I grew up in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm, when I'm you sing the. Pastor. That's when you. That's when you turn into Doug Tranquata and sing the national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of I, I I can't wait for uh, for preseason. Yeah, for for yeah. people that don't know, when we're in the radio booth and and Will's not punching the wall or throwing chairs, like during well, that, that wouldn't happen. Yeah, it's relax. Fictional. That Josh, wouldn't happen. Josh, Josh Sue, fiction, purely fictional, man. Uh, so don't, during don't, the national, don't, don't inspect yeah. the box. <laughs> D- Actually, that national, sounds hilarious, but whatever. Yeah, that's that's insane. Um, during the national anthem, Will goes into this really deep voice and and really sings very patriotically. Um, you know, you, know, you sing yeah. the anthem like it's 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 a well, little disturbing. Well, I mean, when I'm at the game, what do I want to hear after a, a land acknowledgement? Is O Canada, right. of course, like right. No, and, and, a, and the Star Spangled Banner too. After a land acknowledgement, wow! And, and then you get a little dessert with Strizzy in, introducing the, mm. the starting lineup. That that is. Yeah, I'm tapped in. Get moment. your hands clapped in. Yeah, my favorite is when the Raptor mascot comes out and bangs the drum at, at center court right yes. before tip off. That actually yes. gets me really hyped. What about uh, just give me the light? Um, the uh, the Sean Paul drop, and then the <laughs> lights turn on, and you're like half the half the lower boys not here yet. <laughs> Oh yeah, I like that too. I also always like hearing a Joe Button pump it up, you know, at arenas. They're gonna be playing that song for for a thousand years uh, mm. at arenas, which is which is amazing. Uh, we'll get to the Raptors content soon. Uh, we're oh yeah, once yeah, again, you know the vibes for, for the four hour mark. But my energy's good today. I think Yo, Joe um, Button's gotten a long neck. Okay, like I don't I actually <laughs> like I don't know I don't know what like I can't work with that. Man. 
Yeah, you're right. Sorry, this is out of nothing. Sorry. Yeah, actually, don't like save that for the save that for the React pod. Didn't you say Terry Stotts had a long neck one time? Yo, no, Terry Stotts has a long neck, bro. Yeah, Terry, yeah, yo, yo the things you say on the React pod, like you just like like you just make these observations. I'm like, yo, man, just please stick to sports, man. Like, bro, what, what is going on? No, listen, man, Terry Stotts can reach the top leaves on the tree. Man. <laughs> no, please, man, please, man, please, man. We gotta stop offending people. Um, no, I'm, no, I'm just saying, man, that's a compliment, really. Yeah, it's yeah, tall. Yeah, yeah, like when he, you know, Brian Colangelo's callers, like he should have sure. that caller for Terry Stotts. That'd be okay, a regular okay. caller. I can't, I can't work with these. Um, so yeah, yeah, just to wrap up my visit to my nephews, uh, he yep, saw my, right. he saw my 2001 Honda Civic, which you had the pleasure of, of, of sitting in yesterday when, when I correct. drove you to our podcast recording. And he was like, Your mom used to drive that car. You don't even have your own car. You're broke. So, so my nephew <laughs> called me broke. <laughs> He's like, you got to roll these windows up. <laughs> like, oh, wow. Yeah. So, wow. Any, anyways. I, I mean, yeah. listen, man. I, mean, I can't blame him because that car is like literally older than him. It, it is. You know? Man. There's Which hot I, wheels. I, there, there are hot wheels cars that are worth more than, than this car. Yeah. yeah. No, listen. To people who are listening. I mean, like, yeah. Obviously, a 2001 Honda Civic. Um, you know, you were nice enough to give me a ride to the, the studio that we were going to to record the, the show that we're saying um and so you pulled up i wasn't even ready yet i made you wait like 10 minutes got to the car saw the car and i literally laughed because i don't know man i had never like been in your car before never seen your car before i don't know what i was expecting i guess this is exactly what i was expecting but like hopping the car first off there's nothing in the car like it's like it's very clear (laughs) you you don't even drive this thing right the only thing in the back in the back seats is like a set of golf clubs honestly (laughs) you basically are you're basically a (laughs) Howard from Uncut Gems. Yeah, no, it's uh. Yeah. By the way, that's the, that's the other that's the other edition of the pod. You know, we had the slander pod, we got the the banter pod, we got the the pander pod, we got the panda pod. Now we got the Sandler pod too. Oh, you know? okay. <laughs> yeah, Damn. that's just that's just when we eventually get Adam. And, and Sandler maybe pod will be wild, man. Yeah, Damn. I agree. Um, but no, seriously, there's nothing in this car. Uh, and then you get in, and Alex's rules. What are the two rules to riding in your car? Yeah. So first rule is no talking. So no initiating talking. Like we talk, but like I have to carry the conversation because because I need to be in control as as I'm behind the wheel. So we did chat, but um, you know, but but like very like you know casually, nothing that's very like intense that's going to take my attention away from the road. And I was like blasting my GPS. So like every time we were talking, like every thirty seconds, it'd be like, "Yo, mm. turn right on Lansdowne," mm. and then. Second rule is no music. So I had, uh, you know, Fan 590 as, as a company person, you know, have Fan 590 on, listen to the, to no, the English hour. Shouts that's to correct, English. man. There was, some, there was a lot of talk about the O-line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was some football banter. But yeah, uh, I just, if I'm not driving to somewhere that I'm familiar with, I just need to focus. I need to mm. concentrate. So yeah, that's the thing. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to put any of my passengers at risk. So. Bro. But listen, man, you, you know, my review of you as a driver, um, honestly, pretty good, pretty solid. You know, I, I no, thought you would drive driver. more slow than you did. And honestly, like, I don't know why your Honda Civic says you can go up to 240. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that car can go up to like maybe 100. Well, we were on, we were on the Gardner and then the DVP. And I think you got up to like maybe 80. Like cars no, were passing you. But listen, we, were, we got there safely and we listened to uh, sports radio at a very low volume without talking. Yeah. Yeah, no, in no on the highway, you know, you notice a car got pulled over, and yes. I was like, 
that cop's definitely not coming for me because if anything i'm gonna get i'm gonna get fined for driving too slow mm. um you know because because definitely you got to step on that honda civic really hard to to even get it to 100 so i just imagine every car on the highway just laughing at me as they pass me and it's okay man it's part of the game Damn. it's part of the game you know the car gets me to my parents you know gets me to the golf course uh played played so terribly at golf with my dad this week that he demoted me to the twilight times only so uh, i don't have to pay a, a fee <laughs> at the course he's like next time we're gonna go at 6 p.m when when you can play for free because like you should not be spending money playing golf <laughs> so there's no, there's man. that there's that we're almost we're almost at the raptors news last thing oh, last thing okay. for me i guess uh big news for me personally this past week i finally went to uh, a couple restaurants that that i finally went out that, to a place that wasn't super fresh Wow, um, I'm, which, I'm very happy. For, I'm very happy. Yeah, for it. yeah. Not to say the super fresh is not a destination. It absolutely is a destination. To yeah, she also super fresh. But Alex has been going like there. ten times per per month. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, you know, I saw Trevor from Super Fresh at Pickup Ball, and I was like, man, I haven't been to Super Fresh for like three weeks, and he's like, me neither. So I guess he's been slacking. Oh, uh, no, no, Trevor, Trevor's busy. He's got some co-owners there holding it down. You know, shouts to Dave and James. No, but I went to, I, I went to Aveling. I believe this is in Leslieville. Um, mm. You know, it's on it's on Queen East. Yeah. Um, with with a friend of the program, Elaine Kwan, you know, shouts to the chefs there, Eva and Steve. Checked out their brunch menu. We should definitely go there for like a brunch or dinner. You know, yeah. get a nice group there. They had a nice balmy sandwich, uh, okay. you know, pastrami club, and, and these cold press hand pulled noodles. Yeah, I'm just reading straight off the menu right now. But, oh man, no, um, the photos look incredible, man. It it, it was great. And, and then you know, yesterday I had a chance to uh, hang out with uh, spicy meatball Joseph Casharo, a mm. uh, friend of the program Mark Savelle, mm. and his uh, fiance Adriana. We went to because they're getting married next month. Uh, we went to. Right celebrate pre-celebration at house of chan um had a wow. great time there have you heard of house of chan it's a very uh i've heard of it i've never been institution yeah yeah i've never been but uh how was it how was yeah, house was, of chan house of chan it's uh it's very it's a very popular chinese restaurant in in the jewish community okay um, yeah. and um you gotta just look it up they, they they've got like uh like the the like the typical like asian font um, oh, and then they've yes. got the filet I believe mignon. the font is called Chan. <laughs> oh my God! Here comes the panda pod. Uh, yeah, so someone hit a got... gong. No, we need a gong sound from from Derek next to <laughs> you. Derek just anytime yeah, we talk to an agent stuff, yeah, a, a gong Derek just <laughs> No, we need like dragon dance. We need like a drag. We need to. Bro, we literally <laughs> we talked to a dragon dancer yesterday. We Remember? literally talked to a dragon yesterday. Yeah. Uh, which you were like which part of the dragon are you he's like all of them he's i'm like you you head or tail he's like both yeah. i'm like oh okay. he's like i'm the head of the snake but yeah they serve like steak and lobster but then they've got your your usual like mm. kind of just chinese menu all right and, you know mark Savelle was like oh can we please get the chicken balls so you know we definitely okay. had the filet mignon next to the chicken balls on the table oh yeah no the mm. food is good it, you know it's, it's hey, a to be clear pricey. by the way yeah it, it's a ball of chicken meat <laughs> But yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's it's really like labeled wrong if you think about it. Like it's, I agree. it's not a chicken ball. Like it's that's wrong. Like that's just wrong. But like, anyway, yeah, whatever. You, it's a Timbit. It's literally a Timbit. Like yeah, it's really. I, a I guess so. No, imagine getting a chicken ball in your Timbits. That's crazy, bro. Um, yo, we're gonna we gotta start dipping Timbits in sweet and sour sauce, man. It might oh, hit God. different. But no, it won't, man. Anyways, it's a little pricey, but I love the vibe of the place. I a love little the food. pricey, bro. How much was this? 
Ah, oh, man. I'll tell you no, the fair, man. I, no, I, I'm I, looking up the menu right now. I, I, I need to see what a little price he needs for I footed the bill, you know. Uh, oh, you and, did? Oh, man. my my Yeah, I was, I was stressed because it's been a while since I paid for friends. And uh, Bro, I, I, I didn't know my my uh, my PIN code to my credit card because I usually just use debit. Oh, wow. Um, okay. No, no. Me and Joseph. $72 for a prime sirloin cut. I mean, I guess that's, that's standard. Yeah, that's, that's pretty expensive, got. though. Yeah. yeah. And then all the dishes are about 15 to $20. Like, mm, if you get, like, I love it, broccoli. Man. Things like Listen, that. Listen, man, I've already made this point before, man, but there's no reason why Chinese food has to be substantially cheaper than other cuisines, you know? No, for sure. I, I, have, I have no problem um, paying a little extra, you know, so supporting local businesses. Mm. So anyways, that's uh, that's the update. Finally okay. uh, branching out a little bit. Uh, any other uh, updates before we get to segment two, which is what called uh, Raptors News? What else happened in my life? Uh, so we did the pod together and realized that you were eating Ricola's. And I thought, oh, because you had like, you had COVID and then you had strep throat yeah, the, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, strep throat, yeah. So I was like, okay, maybe you're eating Ricola for that. And you're like, nah, I just like the taste, which is so chaotic to me, man. You're it's eating like honey, Ricola it's for like candy. It's like honey candy. Yeah. That's that's wild to me that you're just eating Ricola for fun. Like, I Listen, mean, I told you yesterday, man. We recorded, I woke up at like 8. We recorded the pod at 10. Yeah. Like, it's just hard for me to function in the morning, man. I get most of my Without Ricola? No. <laughs> no I'm calling you, you Ricola Jokic at the next <laughs> Yo, that's insane. Uh, but, like, I just, like, I work at night. You know, past midnight is when I usually lock in, mm. you know, be able to, to work on my book, work on other things. Like, when, like honestly, anytime I got to wake up early in the morning, it just throws the rest of my day off, man. Like, that's probably why I was struggling today to, to get up at noon because, you know, hung out. Hung out with the folks, you know, House of Chan, got to check out Mark Savell's new loft. Uh, beautiful, by the way. Um, wow. You know, opened up a nice bottle of Crown Royale, which we gifted him, and then we drank ourselves, I guess. Um, so. Did you, why'd you call it Crown Royale? Is it Crown <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to put <laughs> Wait, French on. on everything. <laughs> what? I'm just trying to put French on everything, like the Montreal Alliance. I was like, wait, what? Uh, yeah, I, no, I, we, have we, I been saying no, it wrong this no, whole we time? Had the, we had the Crown Royale. <laughs> Crown Royale. Um, yo, I'm just trying to slip in French, man. Just let me do it. <laughs> just stop, stop acknowledging okay, it. Right, 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 right. Um, but anyways, um, uh. so yeah, it's. I just, I don't know how you are. I just can't function in the morning, man. Like it's yeah. just, it's not me. Like it's just not me. No, I, I agree with you. Um, but honestly, it's like a mode thing for me. It's like if I have to wake up because like two the past two mornings I've been waking up like fairly early, mm. and by that I just mean like before eight. Like I, normally I would wake up like you know eight to nine. Um, honestly uh but yeah and i don't know once you get into that mode you kind of just stay in it and then it's not hard like for me i just instinctively woke up at seven today i had nothing to do at seven just like you know just around the house took the garbage out you know regular stuff but like um i don't know you just kind of click into the mode but yeah you eating ricola for fun is, is chaotic to me what else um also speaking of chaotic so i got back from montreal wednesday uh, got home, took a quick nap, and then went out to play my weekly soccer game. Uh, we were severely undermanned, so I had to go in net for a while. Made a couple of saves, and uh, pretty good ones too, but honestly, like we were just getting shelled, so I gave it like four goals. Um, then I saved the penalty after our keeper, after he arrived late, uh, made a slide tackle. Shout out to my guy Callum, man. But um, <laughs> yo, not another yo, not another five hour soccer story. Some listener wrote in and I was like, I can't believe I had to listen to that John Lucas story. <laughs> bro, you don't understand, bro. Yeah, listen, come, you know, stands come not to watch me. Definitely not to watch me. There's nothing to see. Uh, but definitely come to see John Luca, bro. That guy is he's he's a gifted. All right, finish your soccer story. <laughs> 
but our, our keeper after coming in late, he 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 also came in late on a slide tackle, which you're specifically not allowed to do in this league. So he got a yellow mm. card, which was I think the first yellow card of the entire season. Um, so then someone else had to go in that, and the 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 ref was like, "All right, if the if the penalty kick goes in, um, you can the goalie can come right back in." Um, but then I was like, "Someone's got to go in that for the, the thing." So I, I went back into the net, no gloves. Uh, did the whole classic. I'm gonna point uh, left. And because she was a right footed shooter, and I'm like, I'm uh, you probably want to swing it this way anyway. Because usually when I'm shooting right, I with my right foot, I like to go left, so I, I kept pointing to uh left and basically baiting her to shoot that way. But then I stayed middle and mm. and was able to trickery, right? Yeah, man, a little bit of a Steph LaBay in the uh Canada final uh, of the uh of, of the gold medal in at Tokyo, but no, seriously, it was uh, it was a great moment, and then after, but the thing was afterwards. I'm all sweaty. I'm trying to just get home. I'm at Keel Station, a fan. She's like, yo, Will, man, it's like, I love what you do. I love it. And I was like, yo, this is sick. And he's like, yo, you want to get a photo? I'm like, oh, man, I look terrible right now. But I'm like, you know what? Let's get a photo, man. Got a photo. I'm like, Ho- hopefully this is not going to hit the timeline. I'm not going to retweet this. Maybe like it. But you know what I'm saying? It's just like, it's not an optimal time for me to take a photo after, you know, playing soccer uh, for an hour straight. Then I was like, I, I got out to my, my bus stop at Lansdowne. I was like, well, you know uh the, the the my bus is not coming for like another 15 minutes i'm gonna go grab some food there's like a korean place like beside the thing i got there was like it was like the end of the night so all they had left was bimibop which i don't even usually like but i'm like i'm kind of hungry let's get some bimibop and i was like can i sit and eat in the restaurant they're like no we're actually closing so i was like okay so i'm just gonna eat out on the street essentially there's like a there's like a coffee shop there and they had like a metal bench outside so i'm eating bimibop on the street looking all sweaty as hell this is prime panda pod and then someone else comes by is like yo will what's up man and i was like oh god this is like not the time for me to be seen man i just want to be here i just want to be anonymous sweaty uh and eating baby bop on the street which is a chaotic thing to be eating but uh no other than that um it's been uh it's it's been a great time and salute to all the fans so the the moral of the story is you have a lot of stance i already knew that man no the moral of the story is i think sometimes like uh you like to be left alone visibility should be optional (laughs) visibility you you need to go is it the java walkies who have those masks like you need you need to yeah okay you need to mask up bro that mask will cover up my cheek maybe yeah, you know, you definitely need to mask. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be your COVID mask. <laughs> it's just going to cover your mouth, man. Oh, uh, All right, we're anyway. writing timestamps for producer JR. So 50-minute mm. mark is when the Raptors news Let's segment is starting. So I guess the biggest news to come out of this week is the Raptors have announced that they are going to be holding training camp at the University of Victoria in Victoria, BC, and then they're going to play five preseason games, including games in Edmonton, Alberta, and our favorite city, Montreal, Quebec, where they're going to be closing out the preseason schedule against the Boston Celtics. Montreal Mm. basketball fans, get ready for a lot of Sam Hauser that night. Oh, yeah. So, wow. so the so the schedule October second, they're gonna start uh, in Edmonton. That's their first preseason game against Utah. Then they're gonna play in Boston, in Houston. Come back to Scotiabank Arena on October 9th against Chicago, and then wrap up like I mentioned in Montreal against Boston. Yeah, man, damn, this is where we should do our uh, nationwide tour. 
Yeah, this this should be, but I, I think I might be taking another vacation. Oh, right, right. You did tell me this. <laughs> yeah, but listen, so man, this is awesome. Ready, I, if if I were in Canada for this, I would definitely be trying to make my way to all these games. I think yeah. it's especially cool, especially for like like a, an NBA game in Edmonton. Like that's got to be a first, you know? Yeah, and... I want to say it is. Yeah, okay. Because I know back in the day, the Raptors used to do a lot of this too. Like travel around yeah. in preseason. So um, well, I mean, they used to go as far as like Italy and stuff, right? Like they used to have like preseason in like yeah, didn't they have preseason in Italy one year? I wanna say so. Um, but but yeah, Raptors but, yeah. fans just just let us know. But it's cool, yeah. you know, once in a while, you know, a couple of years ago they went to Quebec City for training camps. So yep. this time they're going out to BC. Didn't they do well, British I mean, Columbia a few years ago as well? They've done it before as well. I think the okay. connection there is uh, Alex McKechnie is, is lives in Victoria or something like oh, that. Okay. O- OVO, um, OVO so- model Alex McKechnie. Oh, yeah. bro. He looks sick in those in, in those photos, by the no, way. Salute to fine. whoever was taking those to, photos. You need to get you in an OVO shoot, man. Uh, sick. Yeah. You know what? I wouldn't mind, but, uh, you know, l- let's make that happen. Um, but I, I think the upside, the real upside here is that it's being held on Victoria Island rather than um, in Vancouver itself. Because when mm-hmm. I went to Vancouver, the one thing that stood out to me was. I can't believe an NBA team left here because there's like 10 cactus clubs <laughs> like in the city. Literally, there's cactus club everywhere. There might be more cactus club. But there's like cactus club, this coffee shop called Blends Coffee, B-L-N-Z, <laughs> Blends. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so Blends Coffee was big out there. And yeah, cactus club was everywhere. So I'm like, yo, for an, for an NBA player, like this feels like a great place to come to. Um, I don't think there's cactus clubs in Victoria, but I, I didn't go, you know. Uh, as much but yeah no this is awesome this is great i think it's gonna be uh you know i mean look this it's preseason so you got a lot of time to sort of see like you know which of the guys should get the 14th and 15th roster spots and this kind of conversation to get ourselves excited um but ultimately um it's just cool that like the raptors have made this commitment to like growing basketball in canada you know yeah they invest in a national team they they give they share resources they share the platforms um and yeah i think the the fact that the raptors have embraced the the responsibility of growing the sport of basketball itself in canada obviously it's partially self-serving in the sense that it's good for business but i think it's truly genuinely just like uh an initiative that they feel that they should take on um on behalf almost as a service on behalf of the country and, and the sport itself and i think that's really cool no, yeah, I think it's super exciting for for fans, obviously, in, in BC to be able to probably see some of the Raptors maybe around during training camp, and then you know for the games to take place in Edmonton and Montreal. Two matchups against Boston. I'm telling mm. you, man, we're gonna be seeing a lot of Sam Hauser, man. The, the, Bro, the, the Sterling Cooper Hyde- Draper Price lineup's coming right out, man. Oh my god, man. Mm. Um. Anyway, so I guess Raps will have media day here and then fly out right away, and then we won't yep. see them until. They come back. Uh, still waiting. I guess the, the one last thing we're waiting for in August is just the regular season schedule. I feel like that should be coming out soon. Yeah. So, but also, we'll, like, who yeah. you know, who, who cares? Really, I love looking at the schedule. Really, you don't like looking at the schedule? I'm gonna you make you I, go you know through what, all 82 games. Oh, we're gonna man. predict how all 82 games will go. My my least favorite type of stories to write. Back when I was like writing news aggregation at at mm. the score, which was like a three four year period for me um was the 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 season schedule being announced because usually because you're like i'm there for an eight hour shift regardless of what happens right in the summertime not much happens so i'm mostly just playing ping pong with my my co-workers and i got really good at ping pong (laughs) and a pod no (laughs) damn god damn it man (laughs) no man i was playing with white people but uh, you know um 
Do you call it ping pong or table tennis? I think I code switch depending on who I'm with. I, I call it ping pong because that's what it, that's like the Chinese okay. gen, like, like okay. we kind of say it like that too. But anyway. Right. Um, it's Asian tennis. Uh, come, all right, bro. <laughs> what are you doing, man? But yeah, so, but while I was at the score, I had to write these news uh, articles about when the schedule was released. Because all of them just like, yo, the schedule released, you know, the season opener will be this, Christmas Day will be this, Martin Luther King Days will be this, playoffs start here. And NBA Finals be here, right? That's really how the story should be written. But it was always like, my, you know, my supervisor would come over and be like, hey, why don't you go through that schedule and write about uh, five anticipated matchups? And I'm like, who, who cares? Like, it's not like I would write this or- article and then people would be like, oh, wow, I'm going to make sure I, I put into my, my calendar that December 14th, the Cavs are going to play, I don't know, the Boston Celtics. You know, like, who cares, right? But anyway, so I really hated writing these stories. And it got to the point where I was like, I just don't like writing about the schedule itself. Like, the games will be played whenever. I don't really care how many back-to-backs they have. If you know how people always make those charts, they're like, oh, my God, Utah has, like, five more back-to-backs than the Lakers. Like, how's that fair? Adam no, Silver. No, actually, my, like, my favorite is Oh, my is God, my, the complaining is, is fa- just ridiculous. <laughs> if I was my Adam fa- Silver, I would honestly, like, I would be so tempted to take a Kevin Durant approach towards Twitter. <laughs> my favorite is when they track how many miles each team is going to yeah. fly. They're like, oh my god, Denver has to fly more. I'm like, yeah, there's no cities near Denver. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, you know what? It's great. Toronto. Because you can go to, like, every single team of the, uh, the like, it's a two-hour flight to every team in the Central Division. Uh, two-hour, like, within two hours to every team in the Atlantic. And honestly, even, like, Washington, D.C. in the Southeast is, is still fairly close, right? So, but, like, I don't know. The complaints are just like, oh my god. Anyway, if the schedule's gonna happen, and the games will be played wherever they're played, um... But uh, yeah, I yeah, I, d- I didn't, I didn't know you're anti-schedule, man. I actually love when the schedule comes out. Like, oh. I want to see when certain teams are coming to Toronto. You know that we still have guys from the 2019 championship team that the fans haven't had a chance to say um, hello to, like Serge Ibaka. Um, you know, in Milwaukee, like he he came back. Oh, that's right, it was empty. Yeah, yeah. So like, w- there's still some of those. Norman Powell came back in an empty arena too, I think. So like there's there's still some of those and just to see like when the you know tough stretches are and things like that. No, I love when the schedule gets released. But, uh, so here's the thing though, but you you're not gonna. It's just like a momentary like oh wow okay yeah this this schedule might be tough. They're on the road. No, for I six get games. it. But then I you just it. forget about it because I there's nothing it. to actually hold in your mind. That's all. No, I pop all the games into my schedule so I know when I'm gonna be busy, man. All, all the you, way. You know they April. just they just have like a Google Calendar link that you can just hit. <laughs> You don't God have to. Do you physically? Do you hold on? Do you manually put them into your calendar? Yeah, man. Because I have a spreadsheet where I just track my schedule. Yeah, maybe wow. this is why. Maybe this is why I'm staying up till three in the morning. There's like um, it's like three clicks. I'm I'm serious, man. You can please just, just do it for me, man. I've become uh, one of those I, I, I old you, people man. that's like just incapable of knowing like technological shortcuts. By the way, it's really hot in my place, man. I'm sweating like Patrick Ewing. Um, mm. so. Uh, roster news gonna need your help here. Uh, Raptors wave Armani Brooks. I know yeah. you had a chance uh, to talk to Armani during the season. It, yeah. it was really cool to hear about his story. Uh, what do you, What are your thoughts on, on the Raptors making this transaction? Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm not surprised in the sense that like I don't think he was like a standout in summer league. The thing with two is like summer league feels so weird because not just the the whole process is just feels so short, right? Like they got a training camp for like maybe a week and then they play a week of basketball and then they're gone. Right. Um, I didn't think Armani was a standout. He had one good game out of four games. Uh, otherwise was just really looking to get his shot off and wasn't hitting like a significant portion of those. In fact, a lot of these games, you might look back and be like, well, he was chucking the ball. 
Um, I think ultimately it's just like I know what his skill set is. I, I obviously he is a shooter. He ha- he could shoot it off the bounce. I think he was making a concerted effort to extend his range. I think that was one thing that he was talking to to us about on the show was sort of just like when he was coming to the Raptors, the development plan the Raptors gave him was like, you know what, you're a good shooter, but we want you to extend your range even deeper. Um, you know, and and you know we, they can point to sort of like the success of that and how that changed Fred's career, right? Uh, especially how that changed Fred's trajectory in the 2019 playoffs. Like the funny story is, well, you know, he had the kid and then everything was fine. But the the bigger story was Fred was working on expanding his range. Um, that made the closeouts longer and it allowed him to actually get some clean shots off to like actually contribute to games because obviously that Philly series he was struggling. Anyway, whatever. Um, I thought Armani had some decent moments uh, last season. It felt in the moment like, okay, they just need to get somebody because Fred was hurt. Malachi was, you know, in for those four starts and then he got hurt. So then it was like, we just need another guard. And so they brought him in. Um, but I liked him. And it's 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 a shame that he wasn't able to make it to training camp. Um, but, uh, you know, what the Raptors really did need was another 6'9 forward with a 7-foot wingspan. And that's what they got with Gabe Brown. That's right. Gabe Brown was the Raptors signing this week. What What is the scouting report on Gabe Brown, Will Lou? Oh my God! I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> Why are you so mad at this question? Oh, uh, I mean, listen. I, if I'm going to be completely honest about it, um, yeah. I mean, Blake. I saw Blake immediately tweeted that it was on an Exhibit Ten, most likely going to go to the G League. So I was like, all right, I'm in Montreal. Like, do I really want to take 15 minutes to look up Gabe Brown? And you know, I mean, he played. He's a senior. He, he played. He, so. You know, he's already 22, but, you know, there's a skill set there. He seems like a more well-rounded kind of player, wing player, obviously. Um, you know, doesn't have, like, I've seen one of the things, like, doesn't have a standout skill. To me, I'm like, I haven't even watched footage, so uh, what can I really say? Um, I doubt he would get a roster spot, but then again, you know, it's one of those guys that the Raptors like, and I think he's, honestly, it's 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 not even a meme at this point. It's just the style of guy the Raptors like. It's just six seven six eight forwards who have like a seven foot wingspan yeah and no so, they, they they have one like press release template they might as well just keep that paragraph there like like yeah. the six the six nine wingspan because because i mm-hmm. think that's just expected at this point so so you're saying not much to add about gabe brown and end of the roster you know training camp invite we'll see what happens realistically we can do more research into this and i feel like for the show i probably should have done more research into this but I've been spending my time, um, at least like showtime, quote unquote, uh, researching Nick Nurse, which we will get into later on. No, definitely. If, if you guys are watching more, a series um, of hour long videos with Nick, so no, man, that's taking long. up my my Gabe Brown uh, scouting reports. Yeah, I might I might take a pee break when you do the Nick Nurse segment. Um, <laughs> if if you guys want more Gabe Brown coverage, uh, you know, just hit us up. We're always here to to you know service the listeners. Uh, let Let's see what else happened in the past seven days so scotty barnes made uh the cover of slam Mm. last week um not to make it about myself but i think i was gonna write that story but i was in cancun um oh so wow Wow. um, one of his um one of his one of the quotes that came out of it's a great story everybody should check it out um he looks incredible on the cover And, and one of the things that came out from the story is he uh, listed as go-to food spots in Toronto. And I know you're not surprised, Will. Uh, they are Harbor mm. 60 and Cactus Club. We really need to do something about this, man. 
like yo this cannot be the representation of toronto when nba players are putting restaurants out there okay do the players know that like this is a meme that's my question no it's like okay objectively these are not bad places to go like there's like like I don't know, I've never been to Harbor Sixty, but Harbor Sixty, Harbor Sixty is a uh, is is where I proposed. Uh, but again, it's oh, this is not about me. This is not uh, about me. But yeah. but yes, you already mentioned Cactus Club, like yeah, earlier. Yeah. Uh, you know, as as a joke, because like we've mentioned Cactus Club. I no, I don't think the players think this is a joke. Like this is really just where they love to hang out. Yeah, I I, I mean, I just to me, it's just like Toronto really is a place that has a lot of great food, um, and so. It just makes more sense to sort of venture out, but I mean, at the same time, it's like I think the one thing you as like a as a civilian that you have to give them, you know, this consideration is like they can't just pull up anywhere because they might get like surrounded or mobbed or whatever, you know. So maybe they have to go to these more like I don't know is it is it more exclusive to kind of come to these places? Maybe is that a consideration? Because to me, otherwise, it's just like number one. Please venture outside of downtown core. Like, I'm sorry, man, but like, Scotiabank Arena, like the nearby, like even just like, even just walk east or or west, but like walk like ten minutes. You know what I'm saying? Like, just <laughs> just go to please. like Alouette, even on like Queen and Spadina or something. Yo, seriously, like go to Alouette in the arena. But like, um, yeah, it's just there's it just is so fr- much. You know food, what? Man. It is frustrating. Like, actually, it is a little frustrating hearing this. And maybe we're being a little hypocritical because all we ever talk about is like super fresh in two places. But like, yeah, yeah. like, like it's just you're right. Like, there's just Toronto's such a great city for food, yeah, and for hangout spots. Like, there's just got to be better. No, but like, I, I, I think it's is it just like a I don't know if it's like a, a, a laziness kind of thing or not a laziness, just like a it's convenience. But like yeah, Cactus Club uh, but, is like literally a five minute walk from Scotiabank if you walk north on no, Bay, I, yeah, or if you want to go to like Harbor Sixty, it's literally a two minute walk south on Bay. So it's like, but like you can't just only eat by your work, man. It's like, not explore yeah, the city. You know what I'm saying? It's not even like this is not even a slight against Cactus Club. I think it's probably cool to hang out there once in a while for the players. But like the the fact that this has just become the hub is, is incredible to me. And um. Yeah, by the way, new Kanji Queen on Young Street, man. Can't wait to, speaking of oh. being close to work, can't wait. Oh, I can't that, wait man. to go. Yeah, no, Panda we're pod. We're, we're, we should we're record hypocr- a Panda pod. We're, we're hypocrites, man. We're, we are, we're like, don't eat close to work. Go yeah. Explore your area. Go outside your comfort zone. I'm like, oh, a Chinese spot on Young beside the office? Like, let's go. Yeah, Panda pod. No, but yeah. So anyways, it's a great story. Everybody should go to the the slam site mm. and that's too bad that I, out. that's too bad that you didn't get to write it man i would have loved to known uh if he prefers uh horror or rom-coms <laughs> moving on so nick nurse had his charity golf tournament at wooden sticks this week uh you know kyle lowry was in attendance spoke to the media dr uh-huh. julius irving was there i know a lot of media members were there i don't think they got to play like a full round, but I think they maybe got to tee off. They got to tee off. Um, yeah, they yeah. got to tee off. Uh, again, Raptors, if you ever want to do golf content, hit me up. You know, just have my dad teach Nick Nurse how to golf. Uh, I'm telling you. Yo, be, be better than a be better than a lot of content out there. Is all I'm saying. Um, so Nick Nurse right, did Josh, have a few. You heard that, <laughs> Josh Sue, hit me up. Um, but Nick Nurse had a few quotes. Uh, number one uh-huh. on Pascal Siakam's summer, he said, "Quote." He looks absolutely spectacular. You sit there and you watch him work out. His athleticism is electric. His focus, his shot is smooth and soft. He looks great. Mm. Uh, what do you make of these quotes? 
Yeah, no, I, I, I believe it. Um, you know, I, I know Pascal's been in the lab for for months. Um, the only funny thing is, so I again, I fully believe this quote. But then the Rico Hines footage came out from day one, and I don't just maybe it's just the way the video was spliced. <laughs> it's just Pascal was like he was he was rusty and he's missing a lot of like, uh, give a, like just give me shots. Now I think the one th- good thing was he was able to get to his shot like pretty much whenever he wanted to. Which was nice to see, um, but yeah, it was just kind of funny because that was so like the quote you had in mind, and then you see the next time you see him, you're like, oh, damn, mm. that, that wasn't good. But you know, I, I think that's like a good reminder that like as much as we're like super hyped and like starving in the summertime for basketball content, um, yeah, don't put too much stock into these pickup runs, man. It's literally a pickup run, man. Well, this is what this is what I was going to ask you about the Rico Hines runs. It's like, how yeah. much are you actually taking away from it? Because to me, I think, like you said, it's August. You know, we want some content. I think a lot of a lot of Raptors fans just just want to see these uh, the footage from the scrimmages. But I mean, I see Scotty Barnes, you know, driving to the basket, hitting threes. But again, it's a it's a pickup environment, man. There's not for me personally. Like, there's nothing to take away. It's nice to watch though. Yeah, there's not a lot of. Uh... I mean, okay, listen, it's really good because it's great to watch. I think it's really great for the team um, because you have the whole team out there. Um, This is not unique. Other teams have done this too, where they sort of like have their core group together and for like a week or something in in some place and they sort of train together in the offseason and stuff. Basically have a training camp even before training camp. Uh, And we know that this is something that the Raptors have done going back a couple of years. The most famous example was the bench mob year where it was like, whoa, the Raptors were really playing a lot together. And, and Pascal, who who lives out in California in the summertime, um, he's able to access, obviously, these runs quite easily at UCLA. Um, there's also a connection there between his agent and, uh, and and just Rico as well, UCLA alum. But it's like, um, yeah, like it, it's it's really good for like team building, team camaraderie. I've, honestly, at one point, it was funny because it was like a, a rare look at a Raptors scrimmage. Um, because it was like one team of Raptors versus another team of Raptors were playing each other. So I was like, it's a Rico Hines one, but really it's a Raptors practice where they invited James Harden and Tyrese Halliburton. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it's it's fun from that perspective. But I, my, my caution is just like, don't read too much into this, man. Like, please don't read too much into these. Like, this is sort of like the players to not even, because there's like a difference between like working on a skill and then just like playing the game. Like, you know, like... It's they're, they're, this. This is not like when players are working the offseason. They're working on like drills. They're working on like specific moves, specific like like doing hundreds and thousands of reps on like a relocation three, like uh, a, a free throw, uh, uh, you know, a mid range pull up or something like that, right? Or even like something as simple as like screening and the diving and the dunking the ball. Like there, that's like skill work that the players c- kind of put into. This has nothing really to do with skill work. This is more like just like get some endurance in and get some confidence up and just put up a lot of shots. Like, you know, so I think that's where it's like when we can easily identify, well, well, you know, um, oh, the Drew League. Oh, you know, like Malachi put up 50 in the Drew League or 52. It was like, oh, he put up 70 points in, in the, cro- the the crossover. But it's like we know that it's like, OK, we can't fully, you know, buy into that because sort of just like the level of defense played there. And even though there's like tons of NBA players and they're doing this against NBA competition, these guys are going half speed. And just like and for honesty, NBA players are so skilled, especially for the, the very best. They're just able to score or at least get their shot off so easily when people aren't actually paying attention to defense or playing any team defense or communicating or even showing any sort of huge commitment towards defense. So. 
it's fun. It's great. It's great for people to like put clips together, put them on the line, get some engagement. It's great. Let's just, you know, let's all, let's all do that. Let's all get excited. But it doesn't really confirm or deny anything you actually uh, know about any of the players. It's really just like a good like camaraderie building experience for everybody. And, and, and they get a lot of just enjoyment out of playing hoops. Yeah, I think it's just, I mean, it's always cool to watch NBA guys scrimmage. You know, I think that's yeah, of course, really of course, the most basic thing. Like, like we don't see them in, in, in that environment a lot. And obviously when they're playing in the regular season and playoffs, it's a much more structured environment. You know, you, you're thinking about different things like, you know, strategies and different defenses. And here it's just like pure hooping, right? Like mm. the guys are just out there, like you said, just just working on their moves. Uh, I got to ask, though, you know, uh, any clips of James Harden working on any new moves? Could, could we be seeing uh, one you know, legged uh, fadeaway three, anything like that, that that he showed off in any of these clips. No, I think that was probably the worst part of watching this was like, okay, Pascal's missing some shots. I don't really care about that. But man, just even just seeing James Harden score against the Raptors over and over again, I'm like, damn, that's tough. Oh, man. That's that's literally (laughs) the last thing I saw. You know, in game six, James Harden was going off. Obviously, the other games, whatever, it wasn't mm, really. But like That third quarter? Mm, yeah, that's right. Like, that was the last image I had of the Raptors. And then the first look I had about in the summer was the same thing. James Harden scoring on them. So, oh, man. it was annoying on that perspective. <laughs> I just want to know if his hamstrings are buzzing, man. Um, nah, so we'll, unfortunately, we'll he's fine. Ah, so... Uh, another quote from Nick on expectations yep. for the Raptors this season. He said, quote, I see a little specialness with mm. this group. I'm seeing some really good signs for some cohesion and some belief and building. I think he's just speaking the same way that a lot of Raptors fans are speaking about the Raptors coming into this season. Interesting. And, you know, I think there's a lot of excitement about the internal development. There's been some improvements to the bench. Uh, you know, I think clearly, you know, if you go up and down the roster, you can still see maybe they need a little bit more shooting. You know, there are still some spots, you know, maybe the same issues that, that we talked about last season. But yes, um, how are you feeling right now in August in, in terms of excitement for this upcoming Raptors season? I'm pretty excited. Um, I mean, it. I, th- I was pretty happy with the team basically from January onward last year. So like them reinforcing that with a few more additions like more minor additions if we're going to be completely honest but i i don't really see a reason not to be confident in them like i I already feel pretty good about them just based off last year i think what nick is also sort of referring here is like some workplaces have like people who are like work friends you know like how you know what i'm saying which place which which place are you talking about man i'm work friends you know like okay so for for me and you like we hang out outside of work all the time i mean to Mm. be honest we also have we get invited to events collectively because people will see us as like a as a as a as a pacific mall Jesus and meryl panda panda invite (laughs) just a panda Jesus and meryl okay uh panda and red panda um (laughs) but uh but like I, I we we would actually like hang out after work, you know. what I'm saying like we we, we play poker, we we go play sure. basketball, you know. <laughs> yeah, I rebound for to, you we, at the we, park. <laughs> we, we go to Super Fresh. Yeah, we we go to Ramsden. You know, Adam yeah. Sandler's not there. It's yeah. awful, but like, you know, there's coworkers like that, and then that kind of translates whatever to 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 the to the actual work portion of it. But I think yeah. what the Raptors have, have shown is like essentially that, like they're like you see oh, the whole multiple... team the whole team has been like together all summer yeah, from like summer league was... to working out and everything yeah. yeah the whole team was out in vegas the whole team's yeah. out in california right now right even nick nurse at the event was like the reason none of my my players are here all my friends are slightly out of frame you know what i'm saying like but it was like 
he's like, all my players are not here because they're all working together right now. Everybody except for one guy who's overseas. That guy's precious. He's he's doing camps in, in Nigeria, which look amazing, by the way, it's, it's the reception he's getting out there. Um, but, like, you know, they've been collectively together there. They've been in Toronto for quite a bit. You know, you heard them sort of all working out in Toronto. You know, whatever. That is technically the workplace. So that's hanging out at work. But, they, you know, they're, they're working out together. You saw multiple players together in Miami as well. And it's like, I think these guys actually just genuinely like each other, which I think is kind of cool, too. Um, how much of that will translate to them being better at basketball, it's, you know, to be seen. But it, it's cool. Like, I, I, I genuinely think that a lot of the players on the Raptors are, like, actual friends and not just, like, work friends, you know? Yeah, no, I've been slowly telling people that the Raptors are going to finish as the number two seed. Um, Off the power of friendship? In the East this season. No, I don't think the friendships are going to be like, you know, I do think it is a positive contributing factor. Uh-huh. Um, I do think it does make a difference. Like like you talked about in terms of your like workplace friends theory, you know, spending that time together. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not going to make all the difference. But, you know, I think if, you know, Pascal plays the way they did second half of the season, Fred is healthy, you expect a, a bit of a jump from precious and scotty and then we still haven't even gotten to you know og and, and gary there's just a lot of pieces there mm-hmm. um to 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 have that room to grow and i know right now everybody's got boston and milwaukee penciled in as the top two seeds man things just don't always go according to plan man go back and check your predictions every year man like like things happen yeah. teams might not necessarily go for every single win available win over an 82 game schedule especially if you have a team like Boston and Milwaukee who are just trying to get themselves prepped for a deep playoff run. And I think the, the way the Raptors are, are lined up with their roster and with just how hard they play over the 82-game schedule, like there's no reason for me to think that they're not going to win 50 games um, and maybe more. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I also think that, too, is just like regular season, it, it depends on your depth and also like the health of your main guys. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm those are like two huge determinants to me. And it's like, number one for, for Milwaukee, I feel like that, that core parts of that core is starting to get old in a way that I feel like is not insignificant. Like the fact that Brooke Lopez missed a lot of last season, um, really does throw off their defense. And then their backup center is now surge who also missed a large portion of the last couple of seasons. Cause he's older as well. So it's like, I do think that there's like, meh, you know, and, and the thing too, is like, okay, they could still go hard in the regular season, but there's no reason for them to do that anymore. Um, they've like, they basically been like the number one seed in the East for like a couple years in a row now. They've 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 done that whole like regular season dominance thing. Uh, they won a championship. Like they kind of know how to pace themselves. You know, you know, uh, Coach Bug. He's only going to play his guys thirty minutes anyway. You know what I'm saying? Um, with Boston too, it's like okay, like they had great cohesion last year. I'm curious to see because you know what I'm saying. With Boston is um they have this rhythm where once. You know they have a they have two versions of the Celtics. One is like, oh my god, they're really young and they're really talented and they're going really far in the playoffs um, because they basically make the Eastern Conference Finals like once every two years. The other off year for the Celtics is like, oh, they're like just feuding and they're talking about they got to split up the Jays and and Marcus Smart is talking about you know calling people out and stuff like that. And by the way, that both versions of Celtics literally played into the the team last year. They had two. Yo, teams it was that, every that they alternated every eight minutes in the playoffs. <laughs> That exactly right. So they have this weird duality about it. So like, I'm just curious to see like, you know, how upset is Jalen Brown about the whole thing? Yeah, get upset, I, get real upset, Jalen Brown. Right? Get real upset that you you were being offered for Kevin Durant. Man, if I was being offered for Kevin Durant, this would be one of the greatest compliments I've ever received in my life. No, for real though. Like, what if I was like, yo, I'm trying to trade Alex for uh, who would I be trading Alex for? To be honest. <laughs> yeah, careful what you say, man. 
uh bill simmons let's say bill simmons yes. <laughs> okay okay damn yeah. man yeah actually that yeah. would not that that would be a good show me and me and bill simmons you that and bill and cousin show. sal just bantering for four hours bill oh. be like yo man <laughs> he's like you, my you, first pearl jam no this guy's like, <laughs> this guy's like yo but first jay chow <laughs> Panda pod. Um, <laughs> oh lord! Oh, no, man. I, no, like it's so funny. I, I I get it from a certain perspective. I totally get it. You just went to the finals. You've been talked yeah. about in trade rumors. They've talked about. By the way, the two J's is one of the worst nicknames. Can we oh just yeah, get like the, it's just so bland. J's, yeah, uh, the double J. But like you know, Jalen Brown's been talked about in trade rumors. They've always talked about even start of last season where they should split them up. So I get mm-hmm. from his perspective how annoying that must be. Yeah, you know, course, when, when you were one of the top players on a team that came within you know two wins of, of winning the championship, but at the same time, like. You know, like it's Kevin Durant. Like, of course, you're gonna throw a player like you in there, because like yeah. I don't think they're thinking about trading Jason Tatum. Although that's a kind of an interesting conversation too. But we don't need to get into that. Here's the thing: I feel like for a lot of players, like I think the difference is like for for us as fans, we're like that's Kevin Durant and that's Jalen Brown, and like Kevin Durant is uh, like Jalen Brown's very good, obviously very young, you know. Um, but Kevin Durant is like an all time player, still in his prime makes a lot of sense to us. But I think for players are like every single player sees themselves as Kevin Durant. Or maybe not every single player, but especially if you get to a certain level, you just like have such a confidence about yourself. Like you basically have to have that much confidence anyway to like make it as a pro athlete. You almost have to delude yourself in a way to be like, you know what? I have this kind of because how else are you gonna really go out there every single night and, and compete and, and at a, an elite level, right? Like I think you really need that level of confidence. But yeah, I mean, I, I get why he's upset. But uh, look, listen, I'm just kind of hoping on the Celtics' downfall because I do think they'll be the number one seed in the, in the Eastern Conference, or they should be. But, uh, you know, the Celtics have had off years. Let's just say that. You know? Yeah. Again, I'm speaking just... of Bill Simmons, man, one of my favorite clips is him being like, you know what? I'm looking at my crystal ball, and I'm seeing 67 wins for the Boston Celtics. I'm seeing they're playing that, like, what's that music they play in Boston? Like something Geno, Geno time. Oh yeah, or you know like sweet, don't they play like Sweet Caroline too? Or oh, that's like yeah, the Boston Red Sox. That's that's yeah. the other organization. But like yeah. you know, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they played Sweet Caroline in there as well. Uh, you know, like Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving are just high fiving each other on the bench. Oh yeah, they're know, just looking at each other, smiling. point yeah. win. And I'm just like, all right, bro. Like that, and then that season was like a year where they infamously fell apart. And it's just like the Celtics have these cycles, and I'm hoping that they go through a down portion. That's bro, that was say. the year that it's the not Raptors even a basketball won. analysis. Yeah. It's just me being a hater. No, this is fandom. This is pure fandom right now. And that was the year that the Raptors won the championship, man. And no, I already <sighs> friend of the program, Love it. Tim Bontemps. Um, you know, is he? he? he... <laughs> I don't know, man. You He's the only guy we, we couldn't get. We no, I mean, yes, we are friendly with him, but for yes. the only one we couldn't pander to. Speaking well, of the pander pod. Yeah, but you can't hate on someone just because they don't follow what you want them to do. Have you seen Raptors Twitter? Yeah, but that's different. Um, so. Anyways, he was talking on the Hoop Collective I'm the she of Raptors Twitter. Anyway, what? a few weeks ago, and he uh, he was like, "Yeah, I'm expecting the Celtics to win 65 games um, next season." And I just mm. I just don't think you can pencil those things in. Like like th- there are just factors that'll come into play over an 82 game schedule that you can't yeah. predict. I mean, like there are certain teams that hit those thresholds. Like when you, whenever you're talking about like 65, 60, I mean, I, I guess the, the the Suns just won 66 games, but like there's certain teams where like when you talk about that range of wins, I'm like, oh, that team was super special. Like you know, like the LeBron 
D-Way, Chris Bosh, like, then they had, like, a 27-game win streak or something like that. Like, it was, yep. like, okay, yeah, that team winning 60-some-odd games, I get it. Because that's, like, that's a special team. Or, like, the Warriors, even when they were first breaking out, you're like, wow, this style is different from everyone else. Steph is the MVP and the Draymond and the way they're playing, the small ball and all this other stuff. It's like, wow, that makes sense to me that they're really good because they're special. Like, the Celtics are, like, really good to me, but, like, and especially defensively, I think they're, like, they're awesome. Um but there's they're closer to me like to like a oh, wow that's a really good team than like wow that's a special team and maybe that's like um, a distinction that i don't really think is fully necessary and again it's just me being a hater maybe but like no i'm com- i'm completely with you i think there's a level of just an, a little additional layer of hype that's attached to the Celtics team that that i think is not yeah. warranted and i think it trickles down to like the player evaluations too like we talk so much about Jason Tatum um and, and whether he's him Mm. Um, and, and I think, and like, I'm looking at the standings from last season. Listen, I, I totally agree that when you make a run to the finals like that, you come back a different team. We saw the Raptors, like after they won yep. the championship, they come, they came back a different team. Cause you know who you are. You've been in those high pressure environments, but you know, let's not forget that last season, the Eastern conference, like Miami got the number one seed with 53 wins and, and Boston was at 51 wins along with Milwaukee and Philadelphia like there's a lot of parity at the top and this is very arbitrary like the Raptors finished fifth with 48 wins like they could have been the number two seed if they just beat the Detroit Pistons three times um so like Yikes. it was a very like there wasn't that special team at least in the regular season um you know last year in the Eastern Conference so to just pencil in Boston for 65 wins I think you're asking for a lot that's like best case scenario Mm-hmm. That's that's best case scenario, and they would have to essentially capture the same magic they had last year, which is totally possible. I just I don't know, man. Like, there's just yeah, I don't know. I, it might just be me hating. Like, this is again not basketball analysis. This might just be me hating. I want to be very clear about this, but no, I think there is some I, objectivity no, there. Like, I, listen, I've seen. I, I'm just saying, I've seen good teams. There's good teams every year. This is there's not like a special, special teams that like special team. This is not a special special team. To me. Just, maybe they will be. Maybe they will be, and we'll eat crow or we'll eat bamboo leaves. Like, like we'll have to. Oh, come on, you man. know, take it back. But like, I just think I will put Boston and Milwaukee at, at the top of the East because mm-hmm. you know I think that is a sensible thing to do. But I just wouldn't be surprised if if a Toronto on another team kind of creeps up there in the regular season. Mm. I just mm. think it's it's going to be pretty close. It's going to be pretty close. And, you know, it's always fun to just, like, you know, expect more from, from the Raptors than less. Like, what's the point of predicting them to win 45 games? Like, Yeah, it's just, not, it's just not as sexy. I agree with you. It's, it's no fun. Uh, yeah. But anyways, let's see. What else? Some assorted Raptors-related news. Former Raptor free uh, and a free agent, Bruno Caboclo. Oh, yeah. This is Boston Celtics news again. Damn, he's agreed to a training camp deal with the Boston Celtics. Yo, have you seen photos of Bruno lately? He looks so different, man. He's like a f- adult now, and he's ripped. <laughs> he is a ripped adult now. <laughs> wow, damn. The basketball talk of this show has gone downhill, man. Oh, the... No, no. This has always been the standard for me. I don't know I don't know what you've been listening to. <laughs> I, I guess I just noticed. But, no, I mean, um, yeah, uh, good for Bruno. Like, he just continues to get chances because people are like, well, he's like six foot – Honestly, he might have grown closer to seven feet at this point. Like when you saw, like, so the Raptors actually played, um, I believe Utah was the team that he was playing summer league for, and so the Raptors played against Bruno. Um, so we saw Bruno there. You, you, you know, you weren't, weren't you watching that? weren't you watching uh, Bruno Caboclo summer league? Um, yeah, content? that's when I came away being like, he's a ripped adult. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's been trending in this way where he's sort of like more of like a, I guess a power forward slash center, probably a center nowadays. But the craziest thing is, so he entered the league in 2014. He's still 20, he's still 26. Yeah, that's why he's still getting chances, I think, uh, plus all the things yeah. that you said. And so people, you know, fans in uh, Montreal, you know, going to get, I think going to get a close up look at Bruno if he's still there. And yeah. the final preseason game. So I honestly I hope he makes it, man. I hope he makes it. I think it'd be super cool. Um, mm-hmm. You know, obviously, I don't know how far his basketball uh, game has progressed, but we're going to find out. I just don't want Bruno to, to you know, have a game against us with the Boston Celtics. That would, just that would be a bit. that would be a horrible timeline. Um, oh man, that would hit yeah. harder than like Peyton Pritchard like crushing us in Tampa and in well, any other arena. Yeah. When was the first time you started to lose hope in Bruno? Uh, I I don't know. Like I don't think I ever had that high of expectations for yeah. him. Like okay. it was really hyped the first time he checked in, right? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And definitely. he had that monster game against Milwaukee. I think they blew him out by by fifty. Everybody always talks about that one. But did you ever think Bruno was gonna? Like, did you realistically think he could have developed into, like, a rotation player here in Toronto? I think, for me, Bruno, his high in Toronto was the G League Championship. Right. Um, He had, like, 30-some points in, like, the game. It was, like, a best of three. So, it was in game three. He had 30 points or something like that. Maybe 27 or something. But he had a bunch of threes. And it was like, oh, wow. Right? Um, But, yeah, aside from that, no. I mean... I just feel like, like, okay, so the idea and like of here's a player who's like new to the game, doesn't have like, if we're going to be completely honest, the skill set is just lacking as a basketball player, but it's like he has all the, he has the right build. He looks like a basketball player in, in all the sort of physical tools you want to give him. Can you teach him to play basketball? And it's just like, I think you could teach guys to play basketball to, to a large degree. I, obviously, it's a learnable skill. No one's just born with like the ability to, you know, cross over or whatever, right? But like, um, I I just it, it just it really Bruno started off from like so low. It's like me learning how to play basketball now in my late twenties because of the pandemic, and I needed something to do. And I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna like actually learn how to play basketball a little bit. And then it's just like it's just it's too much for me to catch up on. There's like years of like playing at the gym as a ten year old. Like a lot of these NBA players, like they literally went to AAU and played like eight a.m. to like four p.m like six games, eight McDonald's in between, and just like hooped all day, every single day. Well, not all day, but like for like a weekend, they hooped, right? And that was like their life from like 10 to 18 or something, you know? And I think there's just like that actual catalog of like basketball life experiences that Bruno just lacked. So everything was new to him. Like how to how to box out was new to him. How to shoot a free throw was new to him. How to like dribble basketball was new to him when the crossover was new to him when the screen was new it was just like and when you watch them play you're like wow that's just weird like just seeing a guy on the court that like lacked core basketball skills like there's one thing to be like oh that guy can't shoot like happens all the time you know that guy can't shoot or like this guy can't really dribble or like blah 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 but like there's got to be like an acceptable like oh like you know but there's a fluency in all the other skills that you just take for granted and what bruno was like there's so many skills lacking here that he just he's just he just is big and and has like a good basketball playing body, but didn't have the skills. So hopefully after like eight, nine years in the league, he's, he's picked up enough. Uh, He's again, he's still only 26. Yeah. You know, maybe it'll pan out. And I think all those things you said, plus like, you know, if you're going to be a long-term project, because everybody always, you know, refers to the two years away from two years away joke, 
like you you got to have the work ethic too right like i don't know the behind the scenes but you know i think you know when you're coming in and you have to catch up from like a development standpoint i think it takes takes a lot of time in the gym to to pick up a lot of those things anyways bruno caboclo is is on the boston celtics um kevin durant non-update you ready for this one um, oh, okay yeah he is uh reportedly going to meet with joe Sai at some point this week sit down to discuss his trade requests uh yeah that, that, that's mm. the end of the kd update so okay. he's having a pan he's having a panda pot of his own <laughs> oh my god oh my god yo how do you think that combo is gonna go man i feel like joe i feel like joe Sai is a pure hater right now when it comes to kd and Kyrie. he's oh, like you messed man. up my billion dollar toy like i thought i was gonna have like two larry ob's by now and instead i have one playoff series win you know, I had to had to watch James Harden play on like one hamstring, mm. and you know I didn't have my point guard for like half a year, because because he wouldn't get the shot. Like, I don't know. I'm still of the mind that the trades are going to happen, but at this point, it's hard for me to see like where KD's going based on all the packages that we've heard they've been offered. Yeah, I hope KD like makes a whole issue of it when he meets him, because the whole the the, the sentiment of this is that like he didn't contact the the he wasn't like returning calls or whatever. To the front office during the offseason it's just mm. like if i didn't return calls to, to to our boss dan tolman while i was in montreal it's like yeah i mean why would i i'm on vacation you know what i'm saying but anyway it always gets blown up <laughs> more no but that's it, fair yeah like uh hopefully katie goes and makes a snake if he does then maybe they'll push him more towards the trade but it's very clear that like things have stalled out and they need another push so whether that's KD going to management, whether that's KD going to management and then telling the media and then starting the whole ESPN cycle all over again. Um, I don't know. But I think most people kind of reach the fatigue element because there's nothing left to talk about. No, I'm absolutely exhausted yeah. about KD. Like, there's just nothing to say. Lastly, in the Raptors news segment, Kyle Lowry was on Vince Carter's podcast recently. I heard that one too. Yeah. And he, yes. Yeah, so, so you give me a hard time for listening to every single podcast when you consume probably as much as I do. Uh, what we, I realized we listened, was th- we listen to different types of podcasts. No, no, no. What happened was so normally I have like a pretty like set uh, list of basketball podcasts I listen to, um, but like I don't know. It's like everyone took the same time off, right? There was just like no episodes of like Low Post for a while, or like no episodes of the True Who podcast, or like no episodes i mean even the mismatch things like that like there was like just wasn't on for a little bit or there yeah, were time no things that show, i didn't really care about. no raptor or, show even this raptor week. show which no. i got i got kind of lazy although we're gonna give you a four-hour classic here but um yeah so i was like okay that week i was like i gotta i gotta extend out so i was like let me let me see what interviews draymond had so i listened to the one with uh with damar which was really cool kyle kuzma one was kind of mid but whatever it's fine things happen um you know, I, I I listened to some some of the point forward with Andre Godala because I like Andre Godala. He comes off as a little like I'm I know I'm smarter than you, which I'm like I get you're probably you definitely are smarter than us, but there's a way to sort of present that. Is as, he giving you like crypto advice on on the pod? That's or? what I'm saying. I'm just like, how smart are you? If you're giving me crypto advice, but whatever, that's fine. Um, I like Evan Turner though. He seems really chill um and then i was like all right let me go listen to vince carter show because it seems like he had a lot of great guests i I liked his interview that he did with uh the lakers head coach darvin ham and so i was like okay definitely check this one out with kyle and it was cool it was very clear that they liked each other because i think similar to the way we record podcasts we just cut each other off nonstop. like we don't really let the other person finish a point and then just kind of do whatever (laughs) we're just interjecting with like random stuff that no one really cares about 
and they talked about golf for like a solid 30 minutes. Oh, you know? man, I'm going to check that out. Damn. Oh, yeah. See, you're a sicko. But anyway, um, yeah, so the, the, I did hear that. And I did hear. <laughs> so Vince's, moral of the story uh, is you, you you listen to the podcast. That's the whole story. Yeah. This is why the shows go 40 minutes or four hours. Appreciate this. you interjecting, man. This guy is so meta. He's talking about, he's talking about interjecting while he's interjecting. I'm just saying that's that's kind of Vince's style as an interviewer right now, which uh, is I'm recognizing to be annoying on someone else. Maybe I should internalize that too. No, my favorite is you telling a 10 minute story in the first hour about running into two stands. Bro, I'm, I'm telling like, you, man. There's certain times where I'm like, I appreciate you know, right, I, I, I love okay, it so much, list. but I'm like, damn, <laughs> if, if this is a tough scenario to be caught in. That's all. No, we're gonna we're gonna make a list at some point. Ten things yeah. uh, of ten ten life situations where do, you should not approach William Liu if if you're a stand. So so I we'll mean, get to that. Yeah. But anyways, the one thing that's did uh, stand out to me on the podcast is Kyle revealed that you know towards the end of Vince Carter's career when he was you know with several different teams as as a role player, Memphis, and then at the end with Atlanta that. Kyle and, and Vince actually had serious conversations about Vince coming back to Toronto mm, to, to end right. his career and that Vince was all in and, you know, Kyle kept, kept it pretty vague. He's like business and other things like got in the way of actually making it happen. But it was interesting because that was a, a topic that, that came up over and over again, whenever Vince came back to, to Toronto in those final years, like, Oh, it'd be cool to have Vince, you know, on, on the team, you know, as a vet coming off the bench and things like that. So I thought that was interesting to hear. Like, it would, it, you know, thinking about it, like an alternate reality of Vince being on that 2019 team um, when they won the championship, like from a narrative standpoint, like I'm not sure how yeah. much he was going to contribute on the court, but like from a narrative standpoint, that, that would have been kind of cool. Yeah, it, it would have been interesting, man. Um, and I, I don't know how this slipped my mind because it was very clear that this happened, but Vince played till he was 43, man. Damn. Yeah, you know he like he had to retire because of uh the because of the pandemic suspending yeah, the season. Yeah, yeah. Like they That's got right. him into that final game. Well, he was supposed to come to Toronto. That was one In of the April. like yeah. the other yeah that was one of the things that got knocked out. It was that yeah, yeah damn Vince's last game in Toronto was supposed to be damn that that really does suck thinking back on it. Um, I know. Well, he was a free agent. I was just trying to say when he, when they had, when they had this conversation, um, I was like, okay, well, which year would it have been? And he was a free agent like quite a few times. Like the last time, like long term contract, I remember him getting was like the Grizzlies. He got like a three year deal with the Grizzlies, but then he like took a year in Sacramento, which I totally forgot. And then he was like just like the generic vet guy in, in Atlanta for two years. Um, and that's also, by the way, the, the the one of the best quote memes. The, I got one more in me, <laughs> right? Yeah, where Vince Carter's in a Hawks jersey. Um, that one is also really funny to me, but. Yeah, I, I guess I, I guess I'm curious in terms of like which year would have been because if it was gonna be for the championship year, that would have been super cool. Because he also described in that podcast, like so he was at Game Six in in in, in um, covering the game for NBA TV, and he was sitting with Tracy McGrady, and he was describing how like it was super cool to see the Raptors win the championship, and he was super happy for all the guys, and he was telling his perspective of the story, and I was like. Oh my God. I was literally on that court. I saw Vince. I have a video on my phone of Vince, Tracy McGrady, and I think Chauncey Billups was also around there too. Also a Raptor legend, I suppose. Um, but there was like a super emotional, amped up um, super fan, super fan of who like literally reached around and like grabbed these players and got them in a group hug. Him, Vince, 
Tracy and I think Chauncey might have been in the hug as well. But just like and him telling them like, hey, you started this. You're part of this, too. You're part of this, too. And that moment was just like super cool. It was like, what were the odds that you had these actual Raptor legends? Well, I mean, Raptor legends is a little generous outside of Vince. I mean, like Tracy is like definitely became a way better player outside of Toronto. But, you know, if you want to include him as a Raptor legend, I'm not trying to hate. We could spread some love here. Uh, but like the fact that they were all here in this crowning moment for the whole organization was just such a, um, I guess it wasn't a stroke of luck. They probably chosen to do it and they were also there for work, but it was super cool. So the idea that if Vince was actually on that team, it would have been an extra element. But it's like, whose spot was he really taking? And also, like, did he really just want to drop in and sort of take away from the the narrative of the team? Because I think that that's too. It's just like, yes, he would have been great coming in as a vet. But A, the Raptors were using the end of the roster for pretty good roster development when you think about it. Like, the the end of the roster guys were like Norm or like DeLon Wright or like even Chris Boucher was an end of the roster guy. And it's like these guys eventually did grow into like bigger rotation pieces for you um and then b it's like would that take away something from like the narrative of the team would it feel too much like a flashy like hey we're doing this you know like look at us doing this you know reunion thing i don't know yeah no i think those it would have been a constant storyline is what i'm trying to say like people would have always (laughs) talked about vince but i guess like i think i think it would have just been it would have just been distracting in a way where you know the Raptors yeah. were dealing with a lot that sh- that year already. If you look at the championship season, like you know with Kawhi and the whole storyline hovering about, you know whether he was going to stay or go, um, and you know acquiring other players like Marc Gasol, I could easily see at home games like fans would have been chanting for Vince to like like pressuring Nick to to put Vince into the game, you know, in the mm. fourth quarter of games and things like that. Um, I don't know if he would have been a distraction, like, you know, by all accounts, uh, you know, towards the end of the his career, obviously, he was one of the few guys who was able to transition from from being a superstar to, to being this like role player leadership type. And it's interesting, you, you talk about like, thinking about which year could have made it happen. I feel like they could have made it happen anytime. Like it was one of those things where like, if he wanted to leave Atlanta, they could have just like waved him, bought him out and he just came here. Like I well, think if we, there was we actually- We did get somebody right? for who was bought yes, out from Atlanta. It was Jeremy. Right. That's right. Yeah. Um, and so like, you know, I, I think in the end, I'm guessing the Raptors probably weighed all those things and, and you know, and, and just decided um, that, you know, it wasn't worth bringing him in for a roster spot. But I don't know. Just a cool, like, you know, what if to think about, yeah. you know. Well, I, I just, it, it's just cool that, like, look, I mean, I, I don't think Vince necessarily needs to do this big apology. Um, but I think a lot of fans would like him to do that. A, a certain segment of the fan base would really like that. And, and I think you were part of that segment. But, like, yeah, but, and how, but that, you know and how much that would no. mean to you this many years after the fact. Like, we're talking about stuff that went down in 2004, man. No, it's... Or 2005, listen, man. like... Like, like I know, I, I know I always just speak out about the way... You know, I, I don't... I don't need an apology from Vince. And I don't think yeah. Vince needs to apologize to the fans. But do you want like, him to own it a little bit? And be like, yo, the way I left was kind of was kind of dirty. Like, I wish oh, he I was, did. I wish he did. I was did, telling but people like, the Raptors plays. Like, yeah, hey, no, I wish, we're going to go to me. Instead of Mike of, James, like, but, but a surprise. lot of these, but a lot of these, um, a lot of these things, you know, between like a player and a relationship with fans, like they just heal naturally over time, right? And, yeah, like, we already saw the way, like, you know, Vince has always spoken very highly about Toronto, especially in recent years, and you know, we saw the ovations he got when he came back, you know, with mm-hmm. Memphis, like he was crying when he saw the tribute video with Atlanta, and and that's one of the things too that does suck now that you did bring it up earlier. Is I'm sure the Raptors had something really big planned for him yep. when yep. when he came here in April, like definitely, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. like it's a shame 
that never got to to happen. So if anything, like I, I just hope at some point, you know, people always talk about like the Jersey retirement and stuff. I'm sure at some point they're going to do it properly and, and honor Vince and, and give him that moment. So um, I, well, I guess all that to say like, yeah, man, I'm over it, man. It's all good. Well, to that point, it was like, um, I remember because actually there was a there was a game where Vince was hitting like the twenty five thousand point mark, I think, and he mm. was like, he it was again it happened against Toronto. If you remember, it was like in the fourth quarter, the Raptors are going to win the game no matter what. Vince checks in and starts like checking up shots to try to get to the record, and he did, which was super cool. I think he got it on the dunk too in his forties, which is amazing. But um, there was a game that I remember where in that uh, pandemic season. And I'm looking this up. It was January 28th. The the Hawks came to Toronto. The Raptors won. Vince played. He actually scored 10 points. Good for him. Um, but I just remember, like, um, in the tunnel, back. this is back in the OG days of, like, remember it was like, okay, go hold the mic and go into the scrums and, like, you know, like the regular media stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, we'll leave it at that. But it's like, I remember going to the scrum that Vince was holding. And outside that scrum, when all the reporters are asking questions, like, hey, how cool is it? You're back in Toronto. Waiting beside the scrum just for everyone to finish up was Masai. And mm. when Vince was done, you know, him and Masai had a long hug and they talked about a lot of things. And even me at that time was more of an inexperienced reporter. I was taking the videos of it and I was like, you know what? I'm not ultimately going to share this. Uh, or I think I made it, maybe I did share it, but then I deleted it, whatever. But it was just like, I want to respect their privacy. But it was very real to like see them like have this respect for one another. There was clearly a relationship there. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Raptors did something long term to sort of honor Vince. I think it would be the right thing to do considering his like importance to the franchise. And to me, it's just like, I don't know, man, what like the Jersey retirements and the stuff like that shouldn't necessarily be like, you know, um, as exclusive as it is, because I know even when you look up at, at Scotiabank Arena, you look up, there's like literally like 20 black and white lease players. And it's just like, <laughs> can we eventually get some Raptors up there? Obviously, the first one should be Kyle. But if you right. wanted to retire DeMar's jersey, if you want to retire Vince's jersey, you know, if you want yeah. to, like, I'm, I'm cool with all yeah, that stuff. I don't you know want to talk saying? about like, jersey retirement. When we talk about that every three months, it's like such a tired topic for me. It's like how I feel, how you feel. Bro, like I just want one jersey up there. You wouldn't even know the Raptors play in that building if you look if you look upwards, other than the, the banner, which we're is tired awesome. Of, we're tired of the Will Lou jersey, man, number 88. Um, Damn. Th- yeah. Man, they should do that. Man, I'm getting chills thinking about your jersey Come retirement. Come on, man. What are you doing, man? <laughs> No, but you know, I, I think, yeah, you know, I remember that. I remember that January game too, which turned out to be Vince's last trip here yeah. to Atlanta. Like I was at, I was at morning shoot around. Um, probably one of the few times I woke up. Wow, you went to shoot around? Yeah, for what, I don't bro? know. I must have been talking to somebody for a story. I can't remember. Oh, but then okay, I was like, okay. I was like in the Vince scrum, and you know, obviously a lot of questions directed at him was about Toronto, mm, but mm-hmm. there was also a sense where he kind of, I think he kind of just said like, you know, we'll we'll talk about this in April. Like, we'll talk about this yeah, when, yeah. when it's actually right, my last right, game. Right. It's a shame. It's a shame that, like, we just didn't get to have all of those moments. But, no, listen, man, he he had an incredible career. And, um, you know, I think you're right. Like, eventually they're going to they're gonna honor him. He's such a big part of, of this franchise's history. What did you think of uh, that conversation that they had where Vince was like, Kyle, it doesn't hurt me to say this, man, because I got to give you respect. I know all the things you did here. You won a championship. You won all these all-star games. You know, you you know the legacy that you leave here in Toronto is, un, you know, untouchable. I'm not afraid to say this, man. You are one of the greatest Raptors of all time. 
And like, <laughs> did he, he say just that? Kept I didn't, saying, think, he, I, I didn't he, hear he that part. Yeah. He just kept saying, you're one of the greatest rappers mm. of all time. One of the greatest rappers of all time, man. And he's mm. like, he's like, Kyle, you should believe that, man. I, I don't know. Other people might not put you there, but you're one of the great. Well, like, he, he didn't I'm give like, him really, the, he, eh? didn't, he, get, he didn't give him the groat title, eh? Well, I, the thing mm. is, I've, I've heard him. The thing is, like, I've heard him say, I, I remember in that press conference in particular, that, that scrum, where he, the, his last game in Toronto, which, you know, he talked about how Kyle is the greatest rapper of all time. So it's like it's not like I don't th- I don't think he's like hesitant to give it to him. I think it's probably real like banter between friends, right? Because okay. they are friends, they're golf buddies and stuff like that. But it's like it was funny hearing because I was like, "Oh, Vince is gonna say it," and he's like, "One of," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> he called him the Ogro man, one of the greatest Raptors of all time. Oh Lord, no, that's somehow <laughs> somehow the Groat nickname, the Throat Groat, the Ogro sounds even worse than the Throat Groat. The man. OG Groat. <laughs> Oh. One of the greatest. Yo, please stop spelling it Groat. Just call him the greatest raptor of all time. I just hate seeing the word Groat. No, um, it's even anyways. worse to say. I don't know. It just sounds like awkward coming out, you know, I as a know, phrase. Man. But I don't know. Well, that that wraps up. That's all I have for the Raptors news segment. I don't know about you. Anything else that you want? Uh, did you hear about Vince? His idea for a statue. He's like, Yo, Kyle, you're gonna get a statue, right? What if the statue was? You throw me a lob, and I'm like, "What? No, man, we're, that's fan fiction, man. That didn't even happen. What are we doing, man? <laughs> I'm like, what? what, what Vince I'm like, throwing a pepper pod, man. Not, not him throwing a lob to Kawhi. Not him throwing a lob to Demar. Not him what? throwing a lob in in time, past in, in back through time to Vince. No, man. I was like, Vin- I was like, oh, Vince, man, man, come on, man. First you know, off, if you're gonna get a statue, you should get your own statue. Second of all, yes. like, because it's not even like Kobe and Shaq throwing the lob to each other, you know, like, oh, okay, you know, like, or like Stockton Malone, they probably have a statue together, you know what I'm saying? Like, but like, it makes sense. Like, if Kyle had a statue in tandem, it should be him and Demar. Yeah, but like, and, uh, Kyle throwing a uh, alley oop to Vince, like, what? No, what's Vince doing, man? Um, so <laughs> I don't know. The know whole conversation was like, oh, this is cool, but it's a little strange, but it's a, anyway. <laughs> You know how outside of Scotiabank Arena, uh, by the entrance where that great hot dog vendor is, uh, shouts to that vendor, there's that... Mm, Let's Legends, get him on the pod. <laughs> I, I think <laughs> there's that... I don't know if they call it Legends Row or something. There's all those statues of the hockey players, right? Like, that's that's right outside. Do you know what I'm talking about? I like, do know what you're talking about. Are, okay. are, there su- are they supposed to be of specific people, or is that just a general, I, like, exhibit? I, I believe they're supposed to be specific, specific really? but, like... We should have similar to that, uh, you know, for the Raptors, like you mentioned, like, I, you know, what I think it'd be super cool. You know, the place where like they should put the exact spot where Masai did his like F Brooklyn thing. And then mm. he like put his hands up in the air. They should just have a statue in that exact spot, like like where he did that. I, I mean, he's had greater moments. So so maybe that's just one um, that we can workshop. And like you mentioned, Kyle and Damar should have a statue. Vince clearly should just be one of the one of his poses, like from the slam dunk contest. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, it'd be cool to have a Kawhi statue of just you know the shot, obviously. Like, I don't know. Like, I think yeah, we should like the Raptors have enough history now where I feel like there are enough moments where they could put yeah. their own row of statues. This is my this is my general beef with the rap the uh, like the the physical spaces in which the Raptors um, take up. There's obviously the OVO facility and there's like Scotiabank Arena, right? On the outside of Scotiabank Arena, you can't really tell that the Raptors play in there. I mean, obviously they have signage, but like they don't like the statues and stuff like that. Like there's like what do they call the cinnamon sticks? The two like rusted posts with like the stars in it. Like I don't what what even is that? Okay, but whatever. That's there's that. There's like the random like hockey players, which I honestly thought was like 
gargoyles, but okay, I guess they're regular people. <laughs> nah, man, there's, please. There's the please actual... There's a demographic of listeners, man. <laughs> nah, those are gargoyles What are you doing, man? There's, a, there's actual gargoyles c- coming out of the center, the side of the Roger Center. <laughs> views, right? views are his own, man. God damn. But, like, where are the... Like, you, we need more physical signage of the Raptors. Like, I like that yeah. Masai has the, the humanity installation now, right? right. That's really that cool, cool to me. That was cool, um, yeah. Can we have more like actual statues of the Raptors, like actual physical embodiments of the Raptors? Like even if you walk around town, like yeah, for a while there's the Kawhi banner and the the Kawhi mural and stuff like that. I think one of them is still up in, in on Queen Street. There is, right? yeah, yeah. I walk past it a lot, so it's still there. It's covered yeah, okay. up by some ads now and stuff, but you know it's there. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. But like yeah. you know, at least that kind of exists. But like, where are the physical spaces where the Raptors exist? Like, can we have like a Raptors theme bar? Can we have like? like statues of places can we have more arts and murals and all this other stuff because it's like i don't know you go to other cities and it's just like all you ever see every other day is just like a laker mural of lebron of kobe of like yeah uh, of, i think of Shaq, of whoever i, I think it's Magic, coming you know? I, I think there's still like a when debate. when is it coming though well, no, the raptors but, have been good for 10 years they're the I most know, valuable I, franchise now in, in canada in terms of professional sports like they've been winning all the time like can we have more of this actual investment from the city itself um, whether that's city sponsoring artists or even artists sort of taking their own initiatives to sort of do this. So like, I just want to be like, I, I want to like, when I enter Toronto, I want to know that I'm in like, I'm in Raptor territory, you know? Well, well, the one thing, you know, at Pearson, you know, I think in the departure, sure, you know, I've yeah. seen that, you know, they got the, they got the Kawhi shot there, a photo of it. Um, every flight I'm, to Philadelphia mm, or fr- uh, the, the, every arrivals fright from Philadelphia has yeah, to go J- through there. J- James Harden's uh, hamstring is just like tighten up. Um, but like, um, I think I'm completely with you. I think people will push back and I don't agree with this, but I think some people would say, oh, like the Raptors are still very early um, in, in their franchise's history. It's been like 25 plus years, which I, I don't agree with. You know, I think it is time Bro, to, on, to honor these things. And like, my thing is, it's not even for people like us or for like Raptors fans who have grown up watching it. It's for like the younger fans. Like, like if a if a fan's going to Scotiabank Arena or walking around downtown, yeah. it's cool to see those statues and maybe you learn a little bit about the history of it. And so, no, I'm completely with you. I think, I think they got to make it happen like soon at some point. Like, there's just enough history there, and you just won a championship. You've been great for a decade. Like, it's mm. I think it's okay to start celebrating all that stuff. Yeah, I'm just thinking about like you know how we have lots of like Canada. It, the Raptors are trying to market themselves as Canada's team. I think they are Canada's team as well. Um, yeah, but like let's say you're a fan from Montreal and you're coming to Toronto and you're a big Raptor fan. You're like, oh wow, what can I go check out? Whoa, look at the outside of Scotiabank Arena. There's a there's a gargoyle that's supposed to be some hockey players. Stop going gargoyles, <laughs> it's man. like wow, I just biked along the lake and I saw the outside of the OBL facility. It's like. Can I, as a fan, where can I go to like even take a selfie and be like, hey, I'm in this spot or like I'm at this environment? Like, unless you're actually at the game, it feels like the Raptors don't exist. Well, legit, you're the only statue, man. People take selfies with you. Like, I like guess, you I are. Guess that's true. Damn. You are the present day All Raptor right, statue at the moment. And we how, need to how aim is higher. this about me again, man? No, no. It's we need to aim higher, man. We can't have this big head Chinese guy be, be the statue. I agree. Like, I agree. Yeah. Enough is enough. So does that wrap up our Raptors news segment as we move on so I can time stamp for producer JR? Let's do it. Um, okay, so we are heading 154. We're heading to segment three. Um, you know, I don't I don't want to like, um, you know, you know, get too far ahead of myself. But, you know, for me, at least personally, I feel like this is the best banter pod so far in terms of me not being tired yet. So uh, I feel like I'm in a good rhythm. So segment three is called uh, listener 
emails. So last week, uh, we did send out uh, an SOS for listeners around the world to, to let us know, you know, how they're listening to the banter pod and where they're from. So I got a lot of messages and a lot of great, wonderful emails. I'm going to try right. to get to all of them. If I don't get to these, um, you know, I, I really do apologize if I miss anyone. Please just email me, remind me. We'll, we'll get it done on the next six-hour pod. So first one is uh, from Anne Karen, and she wrote, I've been listening to Will for a very long time on many platforms, and I would like to congratulate him on how much he has improved. <laughs> so you are terrible. Yes. Before. And how much I enjoy listening to both of you and your banter. I've seen Will at Scotiabank Arena several times, but did not want to disturb him. Uh, to tell you the truth, he has been eating for most of those encounters. <laughs> uh, so you definitely ran into Will. This is definitely, yeah, yeah that was okay. Will. Um, probably eating. But by the way, like, just, please, please come and bother me. I, honestly, this is like fun for me to like to to to, to laugh about. I'm not actually upset about any of this. this all of it is very yeah, 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 yeah. Until until the uh, 29th person at at the CCY Celeb Classic is like, can you please stand up again? Like, so oh, we can take a photo. Um, uh, nah, I was literally like, uh, it was like the DJ Colin, <laughs> up down, up down, up down. I was like, oh man, but it was I'm great. Not, it was, uh, I'm was not really familiar great. with that song. Um. And and Karen said, uh, continued, um, you know, I do not want to disturb him before the game begins. Anyways, she is from Toronto, uh, Maple, uh, from Maple, but currently vacationing in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Um, it's a remarkable, beautiful place, and there's so much to do here. I, along with my husband, go on long hikes and bike rides, and I am kept entertained mm. by your long podcast. Thanks for that. Can't wait for the season to begin. So shouts to Ann Karen, her husband, um, just, you know, hiking in beautiful Jacksonville, Wyoming, while I ask Will, who is your favorite Pokemon? Uh, what an experience. Uh, there's nothing in life like it. Uh, that's why I salute the... <laughs> do we have a... I, I guess the loser kind of nickname was really starting to pop off for a while. People did People did like the losers. Um, a lot of people that. signed their emails as losers, but we'll continue to workshop. Okay. It's not. It's not horrible. It's just it's I don't know if horrible. you guys want to call yourselves that, but yeah. So yeah. like, we'll we'll figure that out. Um, next up from Stephen. Um, you know, from one Stephen to another. Uh, um, so he said, "What up, Alex? Um, I am a I'm a reporter from Washington D.C. and a massive Raptors fan. Listen to every episode you guys put out, including the four hour banter pods. It's probably the funniest podcast in my feed. I love the rapport you guys have, especially like that. You two don't come off as douchey bros." the way so many people do in sports media anyways keep up the kick-ass work dude you're awesome so there we have a so we have someone vacationing in jackson hole and we have someone from uh, washington dc so far yeah i i think that's cool um i think for us like that's actually not intentional i think because it's like also the way we are normally as well but it's just like i don't know you and i were having this conversation yesterday like the this the space that we create in this case is like the show that we create specifically, like we make a very concerted effort or we're very mindful of the fact that like, we want this to be an inclusive space and yes. not to say that you can't be an inclusive bro, but most times you're probably not going to, if you're bro, you're probably not going to be an inclusive person. And for us, it's just like the, the people that we, the conversations that we have, what we talk about, the people that we talk to, what we end up talking to them about, sort of like way we talk about it like we want to make sure that like it's an audience that we, we can respect the the diversity in the audience you know like i think people especially when you listen to a lot of sports podcasts 
I swear, like, 90% of them are by men. Actually, probably 90%. Like, it feels like just podcasts are just overwhelmingly male. But that's, you know, especially sports podcasts, especially just being in sports. And it's just like, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, I guess more men watch sports in terms of as a chair than women. But it's like it's like 60-40 if you look at the numbers. And it's just like, which audiences are you not even catering to, but just being cognizant that they're listening to, you know? And that's not to say that we censor ourselves or anything. Again, this is just how we are normally. Um but yeah, like we're we're pretty intentional about not being broy because who wants that really? Yeah, and I think no, bros are exhausting. I'm, I'm here gonna be a lot, like if you're a bro when you're 15, I get it. If you're a bro when you're 20, I get it. If you're a bro when you're 25, there's you gotta like start to improve. I don't know, man. I feel like we all bro it up sometimes. No, we um... bro it up, but it's not like you know. No, I get it. You know, you know what I'm trying to say. We, we no, don't really don't venture into toxic stuff. No, I get it. And yeah, no, I think I think it's just cool to have like conversational um, podcasts like this. Like this is just, you know, I wanted to do banter pod because like this is like most of my favorite podcasts and a lot of them probably outside of sports. It's just like I gravitate to because I just like listening to people mm. like it, it. Like the topics have to be the topics. Like if you're doing a fashion podcast, if you're doing a sneaker podcast, like people are coming to you to, to listen to a particular topic. And like people are coming to you to hear about the Raptors. So but, but I think, you know, just the personality, making it more personally, personality driven, I, I think is a is a more important thing. Um, but not losing sight of obviously what the main focus is. That's why Banterpod has, a, has it's like it's like a limited shelf life type thing. You know, like we can exactly. only do this. We're only using honestly the, the off season to 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 kind of do this. And then, you know, when the regular season starts, I'm going to have to talk mm-hmm. about basketball again. Anyways, um, Gabriel from Munich, Germany. Oh uh, yeah, wrote me right. a complete census in point form. Uh, first okay. point, male. Uh, second, twenty four years old. Uh, Raptors fan since twenty thirteen. Will Lou listener since the early Raptors Republic days. Mm. Um, intern at an event agency. Single. Uh, monthly income <laughs> around eight hundred. I believe this is euros. He put in parentheses, uh, parentheses a bad <laughs> for his monthly. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought he's gonna be like a thousand dollars Canadian, but it's like, oh no, just bad. Okay, all right. Single, uh, Gabriel. If you want me to, to why'd to you say actually... single twice, man? Stop. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, no, sorry. Gabriel no, and, but... <laughs> and Munich is very single and makes a very regular wage. No, Gabriel, if you if you know, I did reply to all these people to let them know that I was going to read these on air in case they had any issues with it. But like, yeah, of if, course. If, if I wasn't supposed to read all this, let me know. We'll tell Jr. to hop back in and edit it out. Um, six foot two, uh, been to oh, Toronto okay. in 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 twenty sixteen and watched five Raptors games. In all seriousness, I uh, love the show. Hmm. You guys seem very genuine. Have incredible chemistry. I automatically, I now automatically assume every Asian person I encounter, bracket, not too many here, is the funniest and chillest person in the world because of you. Um, and then I said, thank you very much for sharing this. And I think he was the one, somebody said they wanted to come to Toronto and be a super fresh uh, dishwasher. Okay, it wasn't Gabriel. Never mind. It wasn't uh, we'll Gabriel? Get to that. Okay. All right. No, it was someone else. Uh, and he had a question. For, for us, yep. uh, most memorable Raptors playoff game outside of anything during the championship run. What is your most memorable Raptors playoff game? <laughs> like that I've been to or that like... I, I guess that... just like for your Raptors fandom, like memories, okay. like what stands out to you? We've uh, answered this, but we'll do it again. That I've been to hilariously is game four of <laughs> oh my Raptors God, game four story, <laughs> Cavs. Again. How much 2017. 200 bucks which was a pretty good deal for mm. lower bowl 
That was like the House of Chan uh, receipt so, last night. Yeah. Wow. For four yeah. people, you pay $200? Like, that's Keep a regular moving, bill, man. man. <laughs> Keep it moving. <laughs> For four people, you complain about 200 bro. 50 each? I, Come I, on, I, man. I didn't complain. I oh, did I, I sounded like we'll you complained. We'll check the tape. Yeah, all right, but, all right. I'll try, okay, I'll so the that's tape. the but, game. They were down 3-0. Yeah, and it was just awful. Like, that was just like Corey Joseph struggling to score shot for shot with Kyrie Irving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, man. No, um, no I, I just haven't been to, like, a lot of great uh, Raptor games in person because uh, mm. mostly I didn't get the credential until uh, more recently. Um, most memorable outside of the championship run? I would, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, game seven against in 2016 against the Heat was very memorable to me. Oh, sorry. What am I saying? My most memorable uh, in-person Raptor playoff game was Game Five, first round Raptors Pacers. Super painful. That was the game where the Raptors almost uh, were pushed to overtime because of Solomon Hill hit a three at the very <laughs> oh, yeah, end. Yeah, but he took and six like, seconds to get the shot off. <laughs> no, the, like literally his like they looked at the close-up review and the, his fingertips, like two skin cells, were touching the basketball still. Mm. It was like one of those, you know, I mean, you know, he, Gabriel will appreciate this because he's in, in, in Munich. Like the VAR when they do that and they're like, oh, his he's offside because um, the, 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 the bagginess of his shoulder uh, on his jersey is, is slightly uh, ahead of the last defender's heel. Um, so like there was like that level of like detail, but yeah, that game was just wild, man. The comeback that was also Norm stealing the ball from Paul George. I guess that's the more memorable moment was Norm's dunk. But in the arena that game, it was so loud. I was cheering. Just imagine like how loudly I cheer right now in the media as like an almost thirty year old, and this was me at like twenty five in the actual stands. Like I, I wasn't like I was not one of those people that like turns around and leads cheers or whatever. But I'm just gonna cheer loudly. And I lost my voice that night. I wrote about it as well. It was like one of those games where like you leave the arena and you're, you put on headphones, but your like ears are still buzzing because it's just like so much energy in that building. And that's probably my most memorable one. Yeah, I thought you were going to say uh, when you got uh, sponsored uh, on AC Fan Flight. Oh, uh, yeah, that to, was to go to a Raptors playoff game. I believe this was against the Wizards. Yes, that was against the Wizards. This was 2018. Um, so Air Canada reached out. Uh, Air Canada, Hulu, literally, okay, this, this is the experience, man. Yeah. Yo, salute to Air Canada, man. Um, they reached out. They're like, yo, we love your show. We want to do something with you in terms of like a partnership. And like, they're we like, yo, to, we like, love those screenshots of 10 things you post and, and they were like, on your Twitter. Yo, just like t- basically be an influencer, come to this event that we're going to fly out to, take some videos and pictures. And mm. it's, it's an ad campaign, right? Mm. I was like, absolutely, 100%. So, they send a car to my house. I wake up at 8 a.m. They send a car to my house. They pick me up, drive me to the airport. Was There's it a, a Honda? Pro- was it a Honda Civic? Or no? Hell no, man. It was like okay. a, it was, you know, it was, it was, it was a, some sort of one of those fancy like all black cars, whatever. All right. I, all right, I don't right. even know what they are. Um, right. uh, get to the airport. There's a private jet. Apparently, it's the jet. It's one of the jets that the Raptors actually used, like a, like oh, a team man. jet. Right, red carpet treatment, man. Bro, it was literally a red carpet. Super fan was there. Yeah, um, Faisal Kamisa, friend of the program, was there. Cardin Afshaw was there. Faisal was there. Yeah. Uh, some other friends were there too, and it was just like they flew us to Washington D.C. Uh, in the morning. We had lots of time to like go around, and and they gave us they gave us like uh, um, those gift debit cards too. It was just like there's like eight, fifty bucks on this. It was like go ahead and just have lunch on us or whatever. You know, obviously, knowing me, I paid like twelve bucks for lunch and I kept the leftovers. I still think I have Why, that card. Man? I still I think I still have thirty six bucks American oh. on it. On right, let's on go a to Kanji Queen. Let's go to Kanji no. Queen on that. Yeah. Went around, literally, like saw much of DC. I'm a big history buff, so I was like, cool. Like I never been to DC before. Then we were like gone to the game itself. 
and that was the game. I think it was Raptors Wizards game four, 2018. So that game, Bradley Beal fouled out, um, mm. but the Raptors still lost. Um, but I ended up like writing about it, and even for ten things, I put hashtag AC fan flight on there. So I, have to put, <laughs> I have to put like five like media posts, and like I don't have Instagram, right? So especially yeah, I didn't even have Willu Fitz at that time, so it was like all the posts were going to be on Twitter. So I'd just be like, oh, Demar, he's he's missing. Oh my god, Demar was missing a lot of shots that game, but whatever. Um, but I will just post like random tweets that I post throughout the game, but what's AC fan fan, fan flight or whatever. But yeah, that was sick. And then the end of the night, the private jet flights back to Toronto, and then you know we're driven home and stuff. It was uh, it's a pretty dope experience, man. <laughs> you know, honestly. I pass. You know, I pass on that one, right? Like they why they, they, they reach out to because I didn't want to send five tweets hashtagging AC fan flight. Bro, what are you talking? Once they put that, once they put that as the condition, huh? I'm like, I don't want. I don't want to do that. You really said no to all of this. I'm anti hashtag, man. Yeah. For 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 hashtags. Are you serious? Yeah, man. I'm serious. Are you serious? Are you damn? Yeah. Oh, you could have been on this flight. Who would have, who would have that bumped off me? I don't know. You would have been there too. It probably just would have been like one more person. No, man's got to have a code, man. Um, okay. No hashtags, code. even if you get an ex- exclusive trip. Okay, all right. I mean, it depends on where we're going. I mean, I've been to Washington before, um, <laughs> so <laughs> it wasn't like I mean, where would you have to be going, man? Like Europe or something? You go to Monaco or something? You know, F one race there or something like that? Like, yeah, I'll hashtag. AC fan flight. Oh yeah. yeah, here I'm hashtagging M. <laughs> what what is it? Monaco. No, I love open. how you're just like. I love how oh, you were man. just be like, oh, Bradley Beal sucks, man. Hashtag AC fan. Yeah, flight. it was legit. It pro- honestly, I'm gonna search my own tweets and I just, hold on. Yeah, I'm see if you can pull those up. Them, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read. So Stephen, who actually wrote in, um, you know, from from Washington D.C., um, he's the one that said maybe I should move to Toronto and start a new life as a dishwasher at Superfresh. Um, Steven, um, please don't do that. But but um, Trevor from Superfresh, I did relay this message to him, and he said they're definitely hiring. So um, mm. if if you wanna if you wanna just you know uproot your life and and just you know destroy everything um, and come here, you know, please please, but just don't do it. Just don't do it. Um, mm. So did you find did you find your AC fan? Yeah, I, I, it's so embarrassing. I'm not gonna read them. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Okay, maybe DM, yo, DM me a few. I just want to see. Just them. search them, man. Just search my, my I, Twitter I, I handle. Com- ha- I completely remember you being like, oh, man, the Wizards are an embarrassing organization. Hashtag AC <laughs> fan flight. Uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the worst part was the Raptors lost. That was the thing. <laughs> you know how crazy my memory is? I definitely remember you posting like a clip of the fans leaving or something. Like something yeah. about like the, the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, the, the memory is insane. Okay, let's see. Mm. Next up from uh, Cameron. Scott, he says, hey, Steve, uh, Cam from Gold Coast, Australia. Um, I listened to the show. Uh, What up, mate? Is that the one? No. Um, I listened to the show. It it, it is the one. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I listened. Somehow it is the one. (laughs) I listened to the show when I'm exercising and driving and have been listening since the Yahoo days um, during the novel uh, COVID era. Um, I actually have never been to an NBA game. However, I am planning to fly over to Scotiabank Arena this season for a home game. Uh, it's never been desirable to fly to the U.S. and Canada in the winter. So it's always been a timing thing. Mm. Um, let's see. Right, because he's coming from summer. Yeah, yeah. So okay. I'm in my own mind, unofficially, officially the Raptors, outsider with all the scoop on the food vending options, which rightfully comprises a 14% of the pod. 
Yeah, we do talk about food a lot. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I'm thinking about panda it. Pod. Uh, the panda pod is not actually that different from the regular pod. <laughs> yeah, the panda this might express, just be who we are. Panda Express pod, please sponsor Bro, the panda. Yesterday, pod. I wanted to treat you to Panda Express because you gave yeah, me a free ride to the recording. You said no. I was saving myself for House of Chan. Also, like. Oh, you did want to have Chinese food twice in one day? <laughs> no, I can't. I'm as as we've established, I am anti Asian on this show. Um, no, also it's the morning, man. I just I can't function, man. I yeah, you know, you're here. It was like twelve o'clock. Just, like that's not a good time to eat. I needed to just go home. Um, so then, um, he says, get uh, producer Derek to put an Australia flag up in the studio, uh, like the Raptors do at OVO. Mm. um so he's originally from melbourne uh which has been compared to toronto as a diverse city uh really solid chinatown here so i'm a big yum cha fan which means dim sum so Mm. shouts to cameron scott no it's cool man getting these emails um from from around the world because because here's the next one from uh from Mirko from bologna italy oh Um, that might be where they held training camp Mm, thanks for engaging the fans during the show. I'm not sure I finished the last episode. <laughs> Might have fallen asleep after Damn. three hours. But I think the podcast format compared to the radio show is great and allows you the flexibility to give us content in the dog days of the season. Never been to Toronto, but I get a nice touch of the vibes of the city listening to your show. Um, one of my best friends lives in Toronto, so it's like connecting with him somehow. Um, I'm not an orthodontist because I think I joked last week. I wanted to hear from an orthodontist. Um, I'm not an orthodontist, but I hope this email qualifies. Um, I am a Wulu Stan, uh, parentheses, loser. Slit. I am in the high performance computing field, working as a senior specialist in a nearby supercomputing facility. You know, that sounds okay, insane. Cool. Um, and he loves listening to the React pods while communicating, communing, commuting. Damn, I was learning how to speak English. Yeah, yeah, commuting to work you know me man after two nah, you, hours you know what you, you can't keep a senior citizen working for four straight hours man this oh is, man. after two much. hours it starts crumbling a little man mm. um i i listen to the react pods while commuting to work in the morning super cool hearing from people from australia from from italy man yeah 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 man. definitely man um i'm trying to figure out where in italy the raptors held training camp yeah you, uh, you two, ha- raptors that. training camp 2007 this is like the peak Maurizio Gardini. Mm. Uh, era of the Raptors, okay. and they were definitely in Spain and Italy, but I don't remember where. I can't. Why can't okay. I find this? But anyway, um, we've that got was cool Clayton. to hear about. Yeah, yep. we've got Clayton from the Acadian community of Evangeline, Prince Edward Island. Hopefully, I pronounced that right. Um, Fifty-five okay. shot there. Um, Bi, yeah. I'm I'm loving the long fan banter questions episodes. Can you drive around the entire perimeter of Pei in four hours? This is my okay. Clayton, my Clayton, if you if you hear this, just um. Please reply to this email thread that we have going. I've also just started email <laughs> threads with all these people. Um, okay. You guys have, uh, you know, the best friends chemistry vibe going on. Literally anything you guys discuss is entertaining. I draw, I draw the line at asking him who his favorite Bro. Pokemon is. The hoops culture has been growing here very slowly. We miss the NBL, uh, but uh, you, University of PI and Holland College have really good followings. My team... My school never had a team or program, so I've been playing street ball forever and have been going to pick up ball. I work Sick. in the lobster business, so if you oh, guys have to stop by the island, um, you know, I'll get you guys some for free if it's in season, May to June, August to September. Keep up the good work. Wow. Thanks for keeping this old fella company. And then he followed up, um, I believe a day later, he's like, oh, 
damn, I wrote in before I heard Will crap on PEI. Ha ha ha. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> what did you say about PEI? I think you Nothing. were just like... Nothing. I think it was okay. just, it's just small and there's the sand is red. Oh, okay. So but I mean, like, it's a, I want to go. By the way, so I looked this up. It takes three hours to drive around PEI. So you can okay. literally drive around the whole province and then mm. the, we're still talking about Pokemon. Okay. So, but no, That's salute it. to... Salute to our listeners. I would love, to, I, I, honestly, lobster probably the most elite seafood. Oh, definitely. I guess I should not be probably. It's definitely the, it's definitely my favorite seafood. No, so. no, it's uh, yeah, it's I'm definitely. Gonna to, I'm yeah, gonna make a trip lobster, up to PEI. Free lobster sounds great. Um, Arika wrote in. Alex and Will love the show. Left five stars, but could not figure out how to leave a review on Spotify. I don't think you can review. Yeah, on you Spotify, can't leave right? reviews on Spotify, unfortunately. Okay, uh, okay, okay. But uh, if you're really that dedicated. Download iTunes, make a whole account, and then mm. write one there. But yeah, you don't, don't need to, honestly. Five stars anywhere is, is, is don't great go for to, us. Yeah, don't, don't go to that extra effort. Uh, said, I listen to the pod every night before bed. And if I fall asleep in the middle of it, I re-listen the next day. That's actually how I listen to a lot of my pods. Sometimes I'll throw on a pod as I'm sleeping. Um, anyways, uh, also said, sometimes I make friends listen to it if they sleep over. Um, oh. even though they do not watch basketball at all it's like, oh, okay. listen, listen to this guy talk about the rubbery texture Bro, of are, are you feet. are you wait hold on hold on hold on hold on this is what i used to do with like i used to burn cds and come to my friend's house and be like yo kanye west just dropped late registration let's listen it together oh yeah damn like man. no but yeah, no, I don't know. this people, is people, wild, man. People passing this around like a mixtape, and 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 uh, also wow. said, I vote, I vote for losers as a stand name. Uh, hashtag creme glacé. Um, nice, so nice. There we go. So you know, shouts for writing in. Yeah, a lot of people. You're like a nighttime activity for people. Man. This is a listen, man. I, I'm I'm cool with people listening in any context, but uh, yeah. the amount of people who have written in about going to sleep, listen to this is uh, yeah, it's good. I don't know. Maybe I got maybe I got to sleep time voice you know like one of those uh all right you know what never mind actually this is getting yeah i don't want to talk about your voice man um do that with like big j or something so this was actually just a question and it's actually a really good one from matthew in kingston if you were to be sponsored in a poker tournament full buy-in by a fast food company but you have to dress up as one of their mascots during the tournament oh oh mascot okay who would you dress up as and what would be the lowest buy-in amount you'd be willing to do it for Damn, this is a good one, man. So you would be sponsored yeah. fully in a poker tournament. Let's say it's the, well, I guess you'd have to determine what's the lowest buying you'd be willing to do this. But you have to like dress up as like Ronald McDonald while you're playing. I mean, if I'm sponsored. Like, I, I, I guess I'm. I, I guess I don't get to keep the money anyway, so I, I wouldn't be too worried about what the buying is. Like, you know, this is essentially a free chance to play. But would you uh, do it if it was like a hundred dollar buying tournament? But you'd have to be dressed up as a mascot for like three days. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, what's the price okay. where you'd be willing to embarrass yourself? Yeah, I mean, a hundred <laughs> yeah, seems yes. a hundred seems pretty reasonable for me. I don't know. I'm gonna. Um, it's gonna have to be the main event at the World Series 10K. Sure. Me. Yeah. I'll yeah. say same. Yeah. For sure. Same. Yeah. Same. Um, <laughs> times are hard out here, but like, man, I think I'll probably go with. I think the 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 Colonel makes the most sense because oh, you could like okay. reasonably say the Colonel's playing poker. You know. Right. Like it wouldn't be too out of place if I sat down with a clown like face, like a Ronald McDonald thing. Yeah. Like, first off, I, I'm terrified of clowns. Right. Like I don't, I don't really like things that are like 
look like humans but aren't humans and i realize clowns are humans but like there's just something like mannequins and stuff like that kind of clowns are, sc- clowns are scary man clowns are Straight scary up. there's a Straight there's up. a picture of me as a child in china sitting at like a ronald mcdonald like bench oh, send that for and there's the like fits. Mm. yeah my mom's holding me i'm crying my eyes out and like ronald mcdonald's right beside it and the reason my mom took that photo is because my dad's english name is ronald which is kind of funny oh. as a family portrait, but whatever, right? I never really liked Ronald McDonald, but imagine you sitting down as a clown, like playing poker, man. That sounds horrible. At, at least if you're dressed up as a colonel, you know, it, it'd be like uh, it's, it's like when Kyrie did the Uncle Drew thing. Like it's not. No, it's fine. You just you would just look like you just look like Phil Jackson. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like actually, you, the like colonel really a... is built after Phil Jackson. No, like it's really not. <laughs> the colonel's got eleven spices and eleven rings. <laughs> God damn. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, also, Ian, do other do it? other places have mascots? Like, is there oh, like is, fast does, food? Does, I mean, like, I know KFC has a mascot. I know yeah. Burger King has a mascot, like the King guy, whatever. And then there's McDonald's has a mascot. Like, who's A and W mascot? Like the 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 guy that do the commercials? Yeah, that's actually that's actually a good question. Uh, maybe this is something we can explore another time. I really oh, don't okay. want to be getting into fast food mascot. As you can tell, the energy is fading over here. Um, so next, next, next email comes from Ian emailing to say how much I love listening to you and Will on the show. You guys are hilarious and also give good Raptors takes. I originally started listening when the show debuted last fall, but I'm an OG. Um, but last fall, I wanted to find a Raptors podcast. Now I come to you guys because I find you guys entertaining as hosts, even listen to the four-hour banter pods. Nice. This is why I wanted to get in touch. As you mentioned, you have a 90s hip-hop Spotify playlist. Yeah, I sent the, a bunch of playlists to a bunch of people this week, um, okay. including you, Ian. By the way, I think you should be – oh, this is good for my contract negotiation. Uh, by the way, I think you should be on air more during the season. <laughs> I agree. You and, you and Will have great chemistry, and your takes offer a good change of pace from Will's. If you could move from producing to more on air, that would be awesome. Yeah, I'll mm. think about it, Ian. Clip um, that. Clip that. Time code: two hours <laughs> nineteen minutes. Uh, based on the last pan- uh, banter pod, I know you like to know who your listeners are and where they uh, when they listen. I'm a recent university grad. Will be starting my master's in sociology this fall. Usually, listen to half of the pod when making and having breakfast, and then I hmm. finish the rest of the podcast when I'm working out in the evening. Uh, sincerely from a true loser so they really do put the podcast in like (laughs) tinfoil and then put it in the fridge (laughs) they put it on rice (laughs) panda pod uh no but oh god yeah no i find it so interesting that i guess everybody has a different way of listening to pods and i guess people actually have real life things to do because like if yeah. I see a three-hour pod that I like listening to, like I'll just go for a walk and a bike ride and just like blast through it at like one point seven five speed. Yeah. yeah. No, so. I mean for me, like I don't know, like I, I like to listen to pods while I go shoot, like so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like- um, we have another uh, uh, listener from Virginia, uh, Nicholas. I don't know how serious you were about people from outside of Toronto hitting you up. Uh, my name's uh, Nico. I'm a full-time college student slash part-time grocery store w- worker from Virginia. Found you guys during the Yahoo days. I'm the only Raptors fan I know in real life, but the community I found through you two has meant the world to me. Most of my friends are Celtics fans, so oh. my lord, the propaganda I get from the Raptors show is a breath of fresh air. Keep up the great work and will from one massively headed man to another salute. Mm. Damn. Now we got to yeah. do a head nod. And, and not bump heads. <laughs> no, man. That's, what's going on, man? There's just a couple more. Actually, there's a lot more. Uh, Wilson. Yeah, let's do it. 
Wilson wrote, I just finished listening to your four-hour marathon show. Nice work. Uh, I love this. This is my favorite backhanded compliment uh, that I read. I didn't think I would enjoy it, but I did, uh, Wilson nice. says. Nice. And he said, I, I just want to say that you guys are bridging the gap for me during the NBA offseason, more specifically the Raptors offseason. Been following the team since DeMar re-signed with them after his rookie deal. Love the regular seasons, but since then, it sure was devastating after every playoff loss to LeBron. I listened to you guys on my e-bike ride into work. Uh, mm. Two to three days a week um, from Coquitlam Co- to Vancouver. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. It's about a 27 kilometer ride one way and That's takes me ride, about an hour and 20 minutes each way. It really helps to make the rides much shorter uh, listening to you guys. So I thank you for that. P.S. Can you make the podcast longer to fit exactly my ride so oh. I don't have to stop and load another podcast? No, I'm not catering to one fan, but shouts to you, Wilson. Um, mm. And he also said, when are you guys coming to Vancouver? Let's do dim sum. We should just have I'd a be 100% down, man. I was literally just in Vancouver. AC so. fan flight, step up. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yo, AC hashtag. fan flight to Victoria. Let's do it. I'm, I'm ready for, to, for the hashtag game. Um, yeah. Jacob, Plus, we already showed we could slander Flair. By the way, Flair, perfectly acceptable service. <laughs> Flair might say. have some associations with the company we work for, so let's move on. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, Jacob said, big fan from Perth. Australia. Beth. What up, mate? That's where uh, um, that's where Trevor Gleason coached. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's uh, like he's like a Greg Popovich out there. Has a question. Was wondering mm-hmm. where you got hello and welcome from. Uh, I don't know. It's just isn't that just a normal thing to say? <laughs> yeah. I, I, so it was just like a saying that just stuck because you've been pretty consistent with it. Right? I, I think I didn't realize how strange it's because it you know it's weird because it's like most of what I'm saying is like in the moment or like unique to each show or like unique to the context but there's like an automated portion of me like when i do the reads at the beginning of every show mm. that i i like before it was like scripted for me like when you literally script it out because i can't remember the like just what to say each time but before that it was like i would just automate that first segment mm. and then and then go into like what i'm actually going to say and then i just realized it just i think you pointed it out or you were maybe Keyshawn was just like there's just this big headed man saying hello and welcome to me every single day. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, it, oh, it, it is kind of funny. So, you know, when yeah. you walk into like a store, sometimes they have like those automatic things that just ring or like it'll just like ding and then it'll say hello to you or something like that. Yeah, like yeah. it just, just feels like every time turn on a pod, it's just like, it, it's just the same, you know, man being like, hello and welcome. Like it's like walking to the same store over and over again. But there's been a, you know, I, I guess that's just become part of your bit. Hello and welcome hats coming soon. Yo, that'd be um, fire, man! Hello no, in the um, front, welcome in the back. Already, already got, already got front of the program. Dana working on this. Um, Amazing. So it's it's on its way. Um, so Kevin Coop last time, um, mm. you know he he wrote in from Carrot River, Saskatchewan, and then he followed up when we when we shouted him out. He said, "What a shout out! Appreciate you taking the time, Will, to Google Carrot River." Um, I can't yet confirm if there are any other stands here, uh, but if you mail me a hello and welcome hat, I'll wear it for a week um, and let okay. them know if anything anyone says anything to me. Kevin already replied to your email. I got you, man. When the merch is ready, um, he, he says I'm a I'm a new era thirty nine thirty size medium to large. I do appreciate when you know this is a good tip for people asking for free stuff. Let them let people know your sizes. Um, I, I listen. I usually listen to the show after work while making supper for the family. Um, honestly, you guys do an awesome job at helping me decompress after 
some days uh, when work can get pretty serious. Um, can't think of a way to say what I do for a living without getting totally judged, but I am a professional clergy person, aka pastor, minister. Mm. Uh, now back to the final two hours and 27 minutes of the pod. He also gave me his P.O. box number, but he said, don't mention it on air. So Okay. All right. I feel like you, you can maintain your anonymity pretty well on Carrot, Carrot Lake. He also followed up when we chat. He's like, you mentioned contract negotiations and passing a few times. Mm. So whenever mm. the actual situation is there, I hope you're able to be part of the show for a long time. Mm. Will might be the star, but you're an indispensable part of the team. I agree, Kyrie. <laughs> oh, come on, man. So those were... Those were the people who wrote in with e- uh, uh, via email. What are your thoughts on some of those? I love it, man. I, I actually kind of like a longer correspondence with people. I think, okay. you know what? You should forward me these emails as well. So I think I could directly uh, I just chat with deleted them well. all of them. So let's oh, do that next time. Yeah, yeah well, so. they're still in your deleted box, man. Why are you an say- old man, bro? What do you think happens when you delete the email? They just <laughs> <laughs> disappear? Oh, Lee, bro. This guy learned nothing from Hillary Clinton. But like, uh... I'm going to be so tired when the regular season schedule comes up and I got to spend four hours inputting every game into my Excel spreadsheet. So, no, it's really cool. But we're actually not done with this segment yet because those were those were the emails, but then also got a lot of DMs um, over on Instagram. Everybody, please, if you're still listening, definitely follow Willow Fitz. Um, let's get let's get him to two thousand followers. What are we at right now? Like about nineteen hundred. Um, so I think every time we wow. mention it on the show, you pick up a very good momentum. Yo, uh, someone and, tagged my brother. I saw. Oh, where? Someone tagged my brother because we posted a photo of me and my dad. Oh, I po- I posted the family photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did. And someone was yeah. like, "Yo, George," yeah. and I was like, "Damn, Damn. he, he got yeah, that's his Instagram that's his this? name." Yeah, I forgot his name for a second there. Wow, um, come on, bro. Yeah, it's George. Seth Curry, man. It was a very bad caption. It just said the Lou family. Once again, I'm really mm. struggling with captions for you. How, why is this so hard? For I, you, I don't man? know. Also, also give me a follow to Stephen LeBron. Just mute. Me. Oh, okay. Uh, trying to get trying to get my numbers up so then you know brands can start sending me stuff again. Um. So, anyways, right. that's, that, that's what you're lacking in this in this market is just free stuff sent to you for, for Honestly, no reason other than clout. We don't need to get into it, but you know, I'm kind of a D-lister in that category. Um. Oh, but really. Rabbi uh, wrote in, uh, I believe we gave him a shout out last week when we answered a mailbag question. He says, mm-hmm. at this point, the four hour banter pods have become a routine. Here's how I consume it. I hit play as soon as I yeah. log off work early on a Friday. It's on while I do a deep clean of my condo. Um, okay. And then I drive to Hamilton where my yeah. parents live. You know how it is. Once a week, they guilt trip you. Uh, yep. You know how Asian parents are, and then I—I I was gonna say I knew yeah. this guy was Asian. Yeah, then, I was like, so he's going home after a Friday and cleaning his house, and then oh, going to see his parents. Man. That's an Asian, bro. There's pa- no pa- panda pod. Um, <laughs> and then, and then, um, uh, he finishes the podcast during his cardio session at the gym later at night. Um, he's been saving before the banter pod era. He would legit save a few episodes so he could listen to them wow. consecutively. Um, you guys rock. I'm gonna create a few burner accounts to keep rating it five stars. Oh yeah, that's um, what I like. On Twitter, um, from Mike, Saskatchewan fan, uh, Raptors fan here. Currently going to Alex's old profession of accounting. Consume the pod typically on my Friday afternoon shifts or while I'm gaming at home. Um, nice. I'm still listening. Uh, glad to see another person from Saskatchewan. Uh, Kevin from from Carrot River listens. Um, to the pod and he says unfortunately i'm not from carrot river but i'm sure 
it'll be easy to find another loser in Regina. So if you're a loser in Regina, let us know. Um, yeah, Dana says she listens to the podcast while she works, and she hates that when she has to write or talk to anyone at work because it interrupts the pod. Um, mm. So she's a pod listener, a loser, and a marketer second. Um, by the way, we got some feedback last week. This is from Mary. Remember, I was complaining about the twenty-seven dollar uh, yep. popcorn and drinks. Yeah, you're, 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 you're Doug Ford cosplay. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Still, yes. Come on, man. We got to fix that, man. Where, where's my buck of beer? Uh, so uh, Mary said you can hit up Costco and get uh, two adult movie passes, two popcorns, oh, and yeah, two drinks for thirty dollars. Yeah, yeah. I actually was not aware of this. That is a sick deal, man. I did not know this. So, yes, I'm oh. definitely going to go to Costco with my parents next time. Definitely have their classic hot dog, one of the best mm. hot dogs in the game. No, facts, and actually, though. No, like, facts. That food court is so underrated, and I'm going to pick up But it's always hectic. It's like a the way that, like, Costco serves food is how I imagine, like, the end of the world happening, where oh, it's, man. like, the aliens have invaded Earth, and we've set up, like, some, like, uh, some camps to, mm. like, keep human existence alive. But, like, you mm. know, there's people serving you essentially prison food and that's like that's like the the the, the chaos around like uh ordering food at, at costco in general is just so like whoa it adds to the environment like there's a vibe but it's like a desperation vibe it's like yo i'm annoyed i just like waited in line for 20 minutes to to buy like a 10 pack of underwear for like two dollars off and and my kids are here and i need to feed them and there's like 25 other families waiting in line to buy a one dollar fifty hot dog, which is pretty elite, and so are the fries too. But the food but, is yeah. amazing. I feel like they got, at some of the Costco's I've been to, they got a pretty good system though. Like they're ready. You, you like know, they're what? ready to serve the line. Sometimes, sometimes, but yeah. a lot of times they get overwhelmed or flooded. And I'm just thinking about like, can I go to Costco, mm. but like as a restaurant, not as no nah, man. Like, the co- I actually wouldn't mind going to an IKEA restaurant once in a while. The Costco, uh, the Costco food court experience, like honestly, like that that's yeah. an that's an Asian favorite. And, and it was it was really sad like during the pandemic. I remember going to Costco one time and you couldn't sit there uh inside because it was still wow. mass on and didn't have the seating. And I had to like sit in my car and like take a couple ketchup packets out and like, you know, do my yeah. condiments and then just, you know, eat in my 01 Honda Civic. But um sometimes that, that, you gotta that sound really sad, actually. <laughs> yeah, you gotta <laughs> you gotta do it though sometimes, as we always say for the love of the game. Uh, also yeah. someone else wrote in uh but tagged <laughs> tagged Rob Wong. Shouts to Rob Wong, oh, yeah. uh, and said That's that I can Wong. I can relate uh, to the movie concession prices, um, and then posted a screenshot of like Canada's Wonderland with with all their add-ons as well. When you get like a fast lane pass, oh yeah, yeah. so because well, there's like it's... a drink, there's like a drink wristband um, that costs like seventy dollars for four people, and this screenshot like this ended up I think for four people all day dining is like one hundred and twenty seven bucks. It came out to seven hundred and seventy-eight dollars for four yeah. people to go to Wonderland. What? Well, well, that's where you just got to pack a backpack full of food, right? And like, what? yeah, the, okay, the fast pass is very useful, but it's literally like a class upgrade. Like, if you if you have the kind of money to throw, then you would do it. But like, Wonderland itself is not too unaffordable if you just go for the experience itself. Man. If I remember correctly, but I mean, if you do want to add all the, any additions, then of course it's going to get pretty pretty bad. Um, it is fairly expensive. I agree with you. Like to buy food there. Um, actually, I was thinking about t- in terms of the movie pass thing. So recently, I, I was in Montreal, and this oh, this is why I didn't do the pod on Tuesday because I want I wanted to go see Nope. Oh, so, right. um, you know, I'm I'm buying tickets for Nope, 
And I was like, oh, it's, uh, I, I, you know, the, the website's in French. And I was like, oh, it's, but it's like a Cineplex. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is just this, uh, the movie. Nope. But it's in French because, you know, I'm in Montreal. Haha. Right. So I was like, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll get I'll get two tickets to uh, what was it called? Um, ben something. Ben Nope or something. Anyway. Um, so I was like, yeah, yeah, this is just Nope in French. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll buy tickets. So I got two tickets. We go to the thing. And I'm sitting there, and I was like, "Oh, the the trailers are in French." But I'm like, "You know what? I, you know that, that that sounds like something you would encounter in Quebec. You know, they're very uh, protective of, of the the French language and the culture. That's cool to me." And then the feature presentation started happening, and like that opening scene with like him at the at the ranch, and he's talking to his dad, and the whole time he's speaking French, and he's like, "Oh yeah, something a bon cheval," and I was like, "Oh, a good horse." But I was like, "There's no way I'm gonna be able to watch this movie, bro. This this whole thing is in French." I realized I just went to a French theater and I bought two tickets. So uh, yeah, ultimately I had to like go to the 10 p.m. showing at a different theater near McGill. <laughs> Which was actually an English-speaking um, uh, movie theater, so I actually paid for the tickets uh, twice, I guess. Mm. But the tickets themselves, because it was a Tuesday, it was only seven bucks. Oh yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah, this is so that's that was pretty great. Damn. Oh, this it's Ben Non. Is is the it's, and, but I w- I just thought it was fr- it was just because yeah. Anyway, I don't know. It was hilarious. Yeah. I I would have enjoyed watching it in French, but yeah. the only two words I remember is Bon Cheval. Oh, shouts to a uh, Crown Royale. Yeah, I. This is like when we were at training camp for Raptors in Quebec City and you wrapped up your trip watching Joker because you had like two hours to kill. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, That wasn't in French right. though, right? No, no, no. But again, okay. I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, oh yeah, two, yeah. one ticket to the Joker, please. <laughs> Joker? One ticket to the Joker <laughs> is actually your Joker origin Yo, story. That's right? actually a, a, such a chaotic thing to do. One person cool. by himself going to see the Joker at, at like 5pm in Quebec City. he's got City. probably all his luggage with him. He's all packed Yeah, up. yeah I did. I did. He's like, yo, come on, ça va. Like, you know. <laughs> no, this is, the, this is the complete opposite of two tickets to, to, to Gru. <laughs> It's like literally, like, it was the meme. One ticket to Joker. <laughs> oh man. Oh, oh man. Also, Actually, man, like oh. I, I feel like I understand more French than I can say, which is just so it's like a weird experience. Like I, it's like sometimes I'm like, all right, I'm I'm like I know like most people in Montreal, especially like service workers, like they they probably speak English as well. But I'm like I'm trying to show this respect of like let me just attempt to say this in French first, and then I just give up and be like I'm sorry I don't speak French. But like, yeah. Sometimes they'll be like, yeah, like, uh, like they'll say like on terrace. I was like, do you want to sit on the patio? And I'm just like, I'm like, yes, I know to say, or no. I was like, yeah. So they're like on terrace. Like for for how many? And I was like, I'm like pour deux. Like it's very easy. Like I I, right. I had a French education. Like for two is a very easy thing to say. And I don't know for some reason in my mind I just said parados. And I was like, what's wrong with me? Why can't Damn, I just get one what's more par- language in what's my brain? Parados, man. <laughs> It's like is this is that Spanish for for two? Oh, okay. I thought you were like yeah. naming a brand from SVP or something. Yeah. Okay, um, all right. No, French is. I always found French to be really difficult. No, I just panic. Um, oh, okay. I know. I know okay. what it is. If you I have to just like throw write up, it you down. can just throw up the deuce, right? You can throw yeah, up the come deuce. Come on, man. Yeah. Come on. But I think they like, seeing, seeing, they, they like seeing someone struggle. I think. Oh They're no, like, people yeah. love. I remember you like Anglo. going to no. I remember like going to Mexico City and like speaking Spanish, like very basic words. Like I think people just respect like locals everywhere. Like they respect if you at least attempt. Like exactly. when you show the respect, yeah. you show the respect to try. 
Um, so so Joe, there's, a whole, there's a whole economy of just like if you look up YouTubers of white people in China speaking Mandarin to people and people being like, what? Oh, shoot. Panda pod. Um, yeah. yeah. So everybody check that out. Um, yeah. So what were we talking about? Okay. Uh, I, I can't remember. Now. Oh, yeah. The, just ticket prices. Oh, you're, oh you're, that's, that's right. the thing about family. Yeah, family. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, you know, let's just keep that moving. Um, by the way, most chaotic thing I did today, you talked about me eating Ricola for fun. Uh, today I ate an <laughs> apple fritter from Tim Hortons with a knife and fork during the pot. <laughs> no, I don't want my hands to be dirty, man. I'm touching the laptop and stuff. Like, I actually... No, we did, we did a power rankings of what's the best uh, donut from Tim Hortons. Okay, maybe when we Unfortunately, I have Boston Cream number one. I, I feel like that's 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 controversial. I, I, yeah, like I've said, I don't like any anything with like a cream filling. It's just weird. Uh, Shanda, mm. regular listener from, from Newfoundland, uh, family doctor says here's how i consume the podcast luckily we've had two long road trips in the last two weekends uh my kids and husband are always like again there's more <laughs> oh the whole family's but, listening but, so i actually got a chance to meet shanda and her wow. husband. she came here for for the game three and game four against philadelphia during the playoffs okay yeah yeah but um she said that they love hearing uh, my shout outs um because she's written into the yeah she head. writes it all the time this is great. yeah many times and, and she said little known fact i grew up in a basketball dynasty my mom was on the canadian national team and was what? at the 1976 olympics my dad played in university and they both coached at uh, umb for years and my brother wow. coached too at, at ubc at waterloo and now works at basketball new brunswick uh, my mom is actually in a celebrity charity golf tournament in st andrews uh, New Brunswick this weekend, so it would have been last weekend. Uh, a bunch of Raptors celebs are in it too: Eric Smith, Paul Jones, Michael Grange, hmm. uh, Maestro, Fresh Wes. Um, damn, this is like OVO fest. Um, but like, yeah, damn, that's that's crazy. You know, shouts to Shanda. Shanda definitely one of the regular listeners. I think that yeah, definitely a lot. So um, the whole family. <laughs> that's that's wild. No, husband's like, please, man. I just want to watch Raptors games, not listen They're to like, these dudes. A four-hour drive is hard enough, honey. Uh, you, <laughs> yeah. you, you, these guys again? It's like, uh, uh, dumpling or noodles? Uh, so <laughs> They're like, hello, welcome. He's just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yo, hello oh, and welcome is uh, is really triggering for certain people. No, listen, for kids on kids on road trips, I already hate it. Like For me, I mm. my family used to always drive to Chicago, which is a nine, ten-hour drive usually oh, right. from Toronto. And we also do it to see my aunt and stuff like that. But like, yeah, like on that that drive was just like terrible. So to to listen to to hello and welcome the whole time too is it. I just no, can't it's, imagine it's, it, it gets. No, tough. please give me the iPad, man. Please give me the iPad. Give me the yeah. give me the Nintendo Switch. It gets yeah. tough. Uh, Tom from Melbourne, Australia again. What's up, mate? Um, I'm on hour forty of of the banter pod uh massive raps fan usually listen on my way to work each morning so yeah i feel mm. like a lot of people commuting right like the commutes is, right. is how, right. how how it works for them and that's how or people like, just you know, listen to it during work like i i think a lot of people like work jobs where you're like you can kind of like just do your own thing right make sure you get stuff done and it's like that i think for four hours it's like easy for them to like burn like half a shift which right, is cool. right. Uh, Michael uh, wrote in and said that he also runs the egalitarian offense at the barbershop uh, from there Vancouver. There we go. So there he, we go. Yes. He also just goes into his barbershop and chooses whoever. This is okay. This is like one ticket to Joker behavior. It's like whoever wants to give me a number one, come and get it. Like what? Oh man! No, next time I'm going to the barbershop, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna tell him the story. I'm gonna ask them if they think it's weird. I'm gonna ask my barber next time, man. Like, okay, you ask your barber. It's weird. I'm gonna ask my barbers if if it's weird. Oh my god, this is like 
psychotic behavior, man. Um, Andrew said, huge fan of the show. Four-hour pods are perfect because I do a four-hour drive from Toronto to upstate New York every other week for school. And it, it means that I don't have to change podcasts. Um, and then he asked the Kevin Durant question. Sorry, sorry, Andrew. We're putting a ban on KD questions um, at the moment, but I appreciate you. Um, Gordon, this is Gordon messaging from Hong Kong. Listen to Willu regularly on my way to work on my mm. on the MTR. Uh, wanted to say hi and thank you for the show. Content is awesome. The show has become quite a big part of my daily routine. Also, I realize we're actually from the same graduation class. Uh, from Unionville High School. Not sure if you remember me, but we have some common friends. Good luck with contract negotiations. Yes, I do remember you, Gordon. What's up, man? Hope everything is wow. doing good. Um, that's uh, it's crazy. That's it's just the Asian connections, man. Put 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 pantapod. Um, um, Schwab Schwab. Yeah, if I'm pronouncing oh, your name wrong, please message me. Is this Stump the Schwab? Remember Stump no, the Schwab? That was a sick show. S H U A I B. I always honestly like all jokes as I feel bad when I'm like pronouncing people's names wrong okay that's I, definitely not Schwab. yeah yeah, yeah. but i hated it growing up you know when people would pronounce my chinese name wrong anyways yeah. just finished the banter pod uh first couple i had to split up since i went to sleep with them but this last one i listened to in one go during a long drive uh fully got that full experience of you guys slowly losing it over the the hours will seems better at hiding the tiredness <laughs> But then all of a sudden, without any filter, he'll say random things like throat groat <laughs> and Homer's nuts. Definitely, what, when, when did you say that? What? Uh, definitely keeps it entertaining. Love the show, especially like the diversity of topics makes it feel like genuine, a genuine community of people who also love the Raptors and basketball rather than just a sports show. Um, so thank you for, for wow. writing in Dawson, biggest fan in British Columbia over here. You have a lot of fans in BC, man. Um, Damn. there's a lot of, we, we, maybe, we, maybe we do got to do a continental tour. Maybe we, we got to do the Raptors preseason tour. AC fan flight. Um, uh, biggest. Yeah. Just finished the last four hours. We're, we're getting on a flare flight across the country, by the way. Goddamn. Had to reach yeah. out and say, I've been listening for over a year. You and Will favorite podcasters. You guys are hilarious. Uh, one question you guys are a daily podcast, so when are you going to go seven days a week and be truly daily? Uh, Dawson, never. <laughs> this is like, I mean, talk to... You I know mean, what, though? Okay, okay. All jokes really aside, seven days a week? Okay, I'm, I'm, all jokes aside, during the regular season, if you add up the React pods and, and games that take place on the weekend, like, uh, certain weeks probably putting out like eight to ten pods in total. I think that's like the average. Yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. what do the Raptors play in a week? Three games three a week, games? I want to say. Three to four games. So yeah. even if we say three and then we do five uh, weekly shows. We definitely yeah, do five shows. shows. Yeah, that's, so that's eight, eight shows. shows. Some okay, games, like some days are like, there's four games in the week. Yeah. And then if we do an extra banter pod per month. Yeah. And yeah. an extra panda pod. We should have a panda pod. Oh, it's just God. like Asian topics. So I'll filter out the mailbag so it's only dumpling Yo, questions. Panda pod is crazy. <laughs> Yo, panda pod is my new favorite. Oh, Yo. I mean, Yo. isn't every pod a panda pod? Let's Yo, be real. tired, tired banter pod, man. Wired panda pod. Um, and Dawson said he's 22-year-old park ranger in, in British Columbia and a huge loser. Um, he's so. probably he's probably dealing with bears every day, man. You know how many bears are. In, like, <laughs> yeah, bro, I feel like that's like, half a park ranger responsibility. Was just corralling like bears. Bear, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I got, got I got bear extinct, energy. We got an extinct Chinese barrier in Toronto. Uh, Michael 
says halfway through Bantropod number three, loving every minute of it. Um, you guys have such great chemistry. Everything flows naturally because you asked, I grew up in Toronto, hardcore raps fans from season one. And now I live in Vegas where I played poker professionally for 10 Yo, years, mostly cash. 10 games. years. Yeah. I have now transitioned into the sports betting industry. If you guys ever come out here for summer league, hit me up Ooh. by the way, I'm half Filipino, half Palestinian. Keep up the great work uh, and let Will know that recalling people's hand histories in poker is essential if he wants to improve and That's win. True. Yeah, That's I was true. talking to him. I was, I was actually chatting to Michael a little bit after he messaged, uh, sent this message. And it's um, just asking about his poker career. And it's like super like it's, it's so interesting. I find it so interesting when people explore that career because like mm-hmm. the lifestyle of being a professional poker player is just like insane to me. Yeah, it's probably not too different from your current lifestyle. Ah, okay, goddamn. No, but it's just like you're literally managing your your bankroll and money every time you're working. I, I, like, I mean, not to expose everything, but like, weren't you essentially what? living this lifestyle? <laughs> what are you talking? I don't. I actually don't know what you're hinting at. But so, let's no, just... weren't you playing at some high stakes games? And it, yeah, I mean, you, you essentially just... had to make these decisions anyway. But that was for fun. This is like waking up every day. Nah, that, like that much money is not fun, decade. man. That much money cannot be fun. <laughs> yeah, I know. I saw That's you for work to... at that point. Oh, <laughs> you wanted to throw up when I threw that forty dollar bet out there, man. Um, yeah. that, poker game, poker game doing. coming, poker game coming this Sunday. Have a New players entered uh, Trevor mm. from Superfresh. So we're going to get some updates on that. Um, Ancon wrote, I have survived both four-hour banter pods. Yo, there's been like four of them. Check out the other ones. Um, I've, I've survived the banter pod somehow. Uh, love of the game, I guess. Uh, I nice. liked Will's mention of Kitsilano Beach, Vancouver. He lives um, in that area. Oh, he's, a, he's, he's so yeah. lucky, man. Yeah, he's a nuclear medicine technologist at a nearby hospital. Um, Sick. Yeah. These jobs yeah. are like, man, this it's good to know, you know, remind ourselves that people have like serious jobs. No, the Raptor show transcends race, man. We we got uh we got students who are part-time workers, we have people who are working in I don't know what is this like. It's like uh, you know, you know when they put iodine in your body to like track to do tests and see like what's going on in your in your in your systems like Yeah, I, I took I took I took medical biology or Sure. Medical yeah. biology, I think, in, in, in year one of McMaster University. Damn. It was right. uh, perhaps the most boring course I ever took, but um, Damn. very technical. Um, last one. Um, don't really have an actual name here, but usually listen to the banter pods an hour or two at a time while playing Fallout or Rocket League while Sick. having a cup of wine. Um, although I probably should be doing something more productive, like some cardio on the exercise bike while I'm listening to the pod. I mean, it's all good. Not man. all of life has to be that productive. It's okay to relax and just Yeah, being non-productive with... is very underrated. Yeah. I, I I really like when people like overload themselves for entertainment because I kind of do the same thing. Like while recording this pod, I'm also watching Crystal Palace and Arsenal play. <laughs> oh, okay. Damn. And like, you know, usually like that's how I like I mean, to for the last like, hour, you've just like been listening sports, to me. Like you've just been poker, listening to me like reading. Play video games, yeah. shuffle chips, Listen yeah, to the podcast fine. all at once, man. Yeah. Meanwhile, so I'm just like, like staring at the laptop, trying to trying to hang in there. Um, you got this, bro. You got this. Okay, so do we want to do? We could, you know, we could wrap up the pod here, or we could do the final segment. Uh, what? Or what do you, think? <laughs> <laughs> you hit me with the West right now? No, man. Listen, if if you if you feel too tired, we'll stop. Mm. Otherwise, let's do the last segment, man. I'm, I'm doing great, man. Let's There's go. still another 20 minutes until halftime. Okay. So let's do this. Segment four. I am going to get the timestamp up. 
for JR, two hours, 49 minutes, and 25 seconds. So this was just a kind of a half-baked idea floated out because, you know, I think, you know, we, we're on Twitter, you know, we, we see general fan reactions, even how uh, Raptors players are talked about, you know, on Reddit and different kind of online forums. And I think players go through a progression um, of how the fans feel about them, right? Like you, you'll see yep. players come in, um, you know, as promising rookies and, and who can do no wrong. And then eventually, mm. because of, you know, the way that fans and, and all of us watch basketball, uh, you know, we pick apart their games and like, you know, you can see certain people in the fan base maybe having a different opinion of players after a while. And then sometimes these players redeem themselves. So I feel like they go into like kind of these different fandom tiers. Um, so to be honest, I didn't really think that deep about it. You know, I just made some very quick notes looking at the current Raptors roster. I thought it'd be fun because I think you got to tell me this, too, because I'm old now. But I, a lot of people yeah. on YouTube do these tiers now, right? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Tier lists are super popular on YouTube. Yeah. Okay. So this is not that because I don't really know how to do tiers. But um, so basically, I'm just going to throw out these brainstorming points I've had of, of tiering, uh, you know, putting uh, the Raptors roster uh, into these tiers and, and we can talk about it. Um, so let's do it. Tier one. I only put one player in this tier and I call this tier, uh, you know, just just uh, this player is like it's like untouchable. You can't mm -hmm. say a single bad thing about him. You would not trade him for anyone. And the player obviously in this tier is is uh, Scotty Barnes. Uh, do you agree or not? Yeah, I agree with you. And I agree that he's the only one in this tier. This is the tier I would describe as like the Gordon Ramsay meme. Oh, you know, yes. the, the one where he's yes. like screaming at somebody, but then hugging this other <laughs> right. little yes, girl. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yes. So like he, this is very much Gordon Ramsay hugging the little girl on, on, on MasterChef Juniors or whatever that show is called. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I also think about it as like if you say anything bad about him, like the type of response and the, the, the type of mobilization that would happen on like online communities, you know, like people, people, you know, if you say anything about Scotty Barnes, Raptor fans will just appear out of nowhere. It's like the Candyman thing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that applies to a lot of players too, including former Raptors like Kyle Lowry. Uh, the, yeah, the, the I agree. Actually, Kyle yes. might be the only guy who would be on this list, but he's not on the team anymore, of course. But yeah, somehow it still feels like he is on the team, you know? Like you see, you'll see him in like interviews, and he's always talking about Toronto when he does talk about things. And it's just like, I don't know. Kyle's just like, he's just, he's just, he's just, he just left it for cigarettes, but he'll be back. Um, I was trying to think too, which, uh, recent Raptors players do you think have reached this level? Because I don't think when Kyle and DeMar was here, they ever reached this level. I, I, Kyle, I don't after think... the Kyle, after the championship, especially how well he played in that season, still don't know how he didn't make all NBA. He should have. Hmm. Um, yeah, that season Kyle was so like, there was nothing else you could say about him, you know? And every okay, time so, like anyone okay. said anything about him, their comments were like brigaded with. Uh, images of Kyle Lowry at the parade holding the trophy. Right. Okay. So post champ championship, Kyle um, made it to this tier. Um, I don't even know what tier Kawhi was in in, in terms of fandom during that. Kawhi one was in his own tier. Like he was like fans didn't really know who he was and just like you know everybody walked around on eggshells around him tier. You know what though, the wine and dine tier is it might be actually higher than this current tier that we're talking hmm. about. Okay. You think about it, the wine yeah. and dine tier tier is like i've never seen the city of toronto collectively like <laughs> i don't even know how to describe this i don't even like using this word but like like simp for somebody like they yeah. really were just like we'll do anything for you yeah and yeah. he still left 
Well, <laughs> you know, and you for know what? what? And for why? what, Kawhi? Why didn't die would have worked on me, man? I know it would have worked on you, man, because because you fold you when you see me? the AC fan flight, man. Bro, yeah. Well, that's what that's what C Bomber gave him, basically. Oh man! Actually, so, we had we basically had a did we have cargo jet give Kawhi a plane or something like that? Like what? Yeah, man. Like, what and else was Kawhi needing, man? Like, come on, man. Just, just anyway. we don't need to revisit this, man. Um, I mean, yeah, maybe uh, we do. Yeah. Anyways, Anyways so, the, the wine and dine tier is on a tier of its own, but okay. uh, past that, this is the Gordon Ramsay yeah. meme tier, and absolutely, Scotty's the only one on the team right now who's in that tier. Yeah, so Scotty's in the top tier in terms of fandom, and I don't think there's any surprise about that, and. To be honest, I think a, a lot of people, um, you know, you you mentioned like getting pushback and stuff. People will push back when I guess I was more a proponent of this, of like very early on in the Kevin Durant trade discussions. Yeah. I was like, yeah, well, we should explore trading Scotty. And that was just like, like just blasphemy to, to like Raptors fans. Right. Which, again, mm-hmm. I understand. Uh, I totally understand when, when you're a fan, you get attached to these players. And, and you know, there's absolutely no problem with that. Um, next tier, I was struggling a little bit with this um you know like i put pascal siakam in this like kind of like f- the fans embrace him as like he's our guy so like you can't talk about him but like he's not like an untouchable type player like scotty um i feel like pascal was in another tier that we'll talk about which is like the scapegoat um mm-hmm. category and he's moved out of that now so i was actually having trouble putting pascal into like a, a tier because like he's in this weird phase where i feel like people are feeling optimistic about him again and, and are yeah. not disappointed about him again. I think it's like the tier is like, it's like the 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 kid uh, tapping the cap to Derek Jeter. The <laughs> I love how to Derek all Jeter. of these just relate to a specific yeah. meme for you. No, <laughs> there are meme tiers now. Yeah, the, this is the Derek Jeter tip of the cap tier. Is not to say that like we don't accept any criticism of Pascal. We can have conversations about his game. He's been in the league a long enough, a long time, and like you can sort of break these things down. These are things that we want more out of. There's still more that we feel promised about. But I think right now is like he re-earned everyone's respect. Like there's no longer like a disrespect from the Raptors fan base of Pascal himself. You know, like for a while there, it was like people were disrespecting Pascal from within the fan base. But I think that like his recovery from that, him getting better as a player, him making all NBA once again, um, and the improvements in the way he sort of stepped up as a number one guy on the team. I think everyone has to universally respect that. Everyone also, I think a significant fan base just likes him as well. He's a very likable dude. Um, so yeah, this is a this is a Derek Jeter tip of the Yankee cap meme. Oh, yeah. I like and, that. and Pascal. I think it's the only guy in there actually. By the way, weirdly enough, it should be two guys in here, but it's only one guy. Yeah, we'll get to the other guy. Um, but no, you're right, and I think Pascal's in that. Uh, Kyle Kyle used to be in this tier too, where I think Raptors fans appreciate mm, him more yeah. than any other fan base. And yep. I think Pascal's reaching that point where Raptors fans are very familiar with what Pascal brings, whereas a lot of other casual basketball fans still think of Pascal as like, oh, you know, you know, the spin move or like, oh, he struggled so much in the bubble. So he's kind of in that tier where like there's such a discrepancy between how Raptors fans see him and how other fans see him. What's wrong with the spin move, man? The spin move is cool. What's wrong with being an all all NBA third team player, man? Like Pascal's back, man. Pascal had some tough times. Yeah. After the and bubble. now and now we respect him and we tip the cap like that little baby uh, Yankee. Yeah. Fan. Or like that uh, quote graphic of Shaq after Christian Wood scored twenty seven points and he said, "I yeah. owe you an apology. I wasn't really familiar with your game." Yeah, um, sure. Which is which is what I thought when Don Cheadle started speaking Cantonese in rush <laughs> hour. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> 
I didn't know you had that in your bag. <laughs> Call Chris Tucker Aguilo. <laughs> Yo, that's honestly, <laughs> objectively, my favorite movie scene ever, man. Yeah, damn. <laughs> like, it's he really is not in the movie otherwise. Like, he's. <laughs> One of the great. This was like Kawhi with the Raptors. Yeah, yeah. he showed up, got the job done, and he left. Oh man. man. Okay, uh, next here I've got guys that are on the development curve, moving up. So at this very point, they're very immune to criticism. Um, I put Precious and Delano in here. I don't know if you agree. I don't know about Delano. I think Delano's not in this year. I was having trouble putting. Like, I don't know. How do fans feel about Delano? How do fans feel about Delano? I think some of them are just like, I don't see him as an NBA player at all. And the other people are like, well, I see the actual f- like flashes and the potential. Okay, like, I, so see the, they, okay. I see the vision. Okay. So uh, he's more divisive I, than I thought. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he is. I mean, I think there's a lot of people who are just like, he just he's just too loose. He's just turned the ball over. He's just like not a traditional guard. Mm-hmm. Not understanding that like the fact that he doesn't excel at a, as a traditional point guard. Like Malachi looks more like a traditional point guard. Right. Than Delano and has more of the traditional point skills in terms of like maybe being able to handle very efficiently or be able to like move from place to place and whatever. But like um, Delano being positionless is exactly the point. The Raptors don't even play positions like that. And when they do, it's more like roles and responsibilities on what you're supposed to do. But they don't like it's not strict. Like people overlap and play multiple positions all the time. Even a guy like Fred plays multiple positions, uh, even though he's like basically like has the body of a point guard. Right. So like. Um, I, I but I do think that there are people who who don't see the full vision with Delano and 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 just don't believe in it. So I think right now pretty much everyone universally believes in Precious. Um, to what degree is sort of to be debated? Like we keep seeing these graphs pop up where like players are plotted on a X Y plot, and they're like, well, you know, Precious is in the top like le- right quadrant here, and it's just like wow, he's <laughs> he's sick at this and this. By the way, like how is that all the offseason content is basically that? Also, one of them turned out to be a catfish. Which is oh, not yeah. a super yeah. wild to experience. Yo, the whole offseason is just quadrants. It's just how many miles the Nuggets are going to fly next season. Oh, God, and then you remember man. those lunch table memes? It's like, here's four oh, players yeah, at yeah. a lunch table, four NBA players. Which table would you like to sit no. at? I'm like, please no. just go outside. Meanwhile, Alex is eating by himself a Costco dog <laughs> in the height of the <laughs> pandemic in his 2001 Honda. Yeah, Civic. meanwhile, I'm just judging everyone's online activity. Yeah, I think Precious is in this chair basically kind of like mm-hmm. the, the darling of the fans you know what i mean yeah, yeah. like like there's, and people have hard yeah. eyes towards him right now yes you know yes. like and, and, and yeah we're yes. really and excited person, to see what happens mm-hmm. next okay and the person who used to be in there i think you would agree was was og um Absolutely. And, and i think in certain ways og is still there but i put him in a tier uh this this is the emma j brown tier you know it's uh yeah yeah he, the player that's about to break up the fan base uh you know when when segments of it start turning on him I think there's mm. going to be a, a critical, very critical lens on, on OG this season from the fans. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that doesn't help with the the reports that came out. Um, I think it doesn't – I completely understand. I don't. It doesn't change my perception towards him, like, even one bit. But I think for a lot of people, they just think about it in terms of, like, well, he doesn't love us 100% unconditionally for no specific reason. Then I'm out on him. Or, like, I – you know – I it's it's annoying or like this looks bad in my franchise or whatever and it's just like from that perspective i think it's gonna add um more expectations i also think that like people have expectations because they put a ton of them on him already like people were already making like the like how many times did we, this is you know what this 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 tier should be the previous tier should be called the og and and Kawhi leonard 
uh, mm. in the photos together. Do you remember the, that picture that kept going around where OG was wearing goggles for some reason? Right. He was wearing number two, or he's wearing number three, and, and Kawhi's wearing number two, and they're side by side. And you were mm-hmm. like, "Wow, he's baby Kawhi." Mm-hmm. This is like that's the tier that Precious is in right now. Right? Okay. He's in that he's in that baby Kawhi uh, tier. Yep. OG is just like you're like, well, you know, he's really good at what he does, but somehow that's no longer enough for people because they expected too much. They expected like a baby Kawhi. Right. And even though he had close to a 20 point season in terms of just like when he started the year and he was the one of the main guys, he was like averaging 20. Um, and he's a very efficient three point shooter now and he, he can do it at high volume and he could finish reliably on the basket and he could defend every position. It's just somehow underwhelming now. Like you just, I've had this before, Tier. I think it's like, it's like if you had hot dogs like every single day for like five days in a work week, and you pr- probably at the end of it, you're probably like, all right, I might not get hot dogs. This, you know, this is like this is like no, I think at, you need to use a different food. Yeah, the hot dog one doesn't. Yeah. All right. Well, this is this is what happened to when, with me at, with Lila's. I, I love Lila's. I love oh, rotis. That's right. Yeah, but it was like every single game. I was like, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna use my coupon on on Lila's, and eventually, mm. I'm like, oh man, another jerk chicken roti. I'm like, first off, that sounds delicious. I would love to have one right now, but for a while during the season, I was like, I'm having too much of this, you know. And that's kind of like what happened with OG. It was just like we hyped ourselves up too much, and yeah. now somehow just him by himself is not going to be enough. But there's a redemption tour. There's a redemption arc out of this very easily, actually. Yeah. Would you Would you put Fred in this tier too? In, in terms of just just from the just from the sense of like I think we've seen what Fred can bring to the table, but it's also like gotten to a point where I think people are so used to seeing things that they're picking apart things that like maybe he's not as good at, and and starting to like not appreciate what he brings to the table. You know what the the weird thing with Fred is that like it's the same. It's I'm gonna call this the 2015 Kyle Lowry. No, not 2015 Kyle. This is 2017 Kyle Lowry tier. Okay, where it was like. He's objectively very good. He's objectively like really important to the team. He's objectively like contributes more than his numbers would suggest. However, and 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 I think a lot of the fans really adore him and he's shown a lot of commitment to the franchise. However, there's like a weirdly like not insignificant proportion of the franchise that thinks he's like secretly a bad player or that he secretly doesn't fit the team or that secretly the Raptors would be better without him or that secretly he's holding other guys back. And it's the same kind of conversation that used to happen around Kyle. They were like, or I guess less Kyle, maybe more Demar. But it was like, oh yeah, he's holding JV back. Like it's actually like actually the the star of the Raptors is JV, not Demar Derozan, or the star of the team is it's JV, not not Kyle Lowry. Or like, you know, like actually Demar's actually a bad player, despite the fact that he's like, you know, the leading player on the team. He might actually be a bad player because of this advanced statistic or whatever. And like, I think people, I, there's a, like an actual segment. I see the sentiment all the time of like the Raptors would actually maybe be better off without Fred. Right. Which you I know? think is, which I think is like ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous, but at, at the same time, like it, it's, it, it reminds me a little bit of the other like B level stars, right? Maybe even maybe B minus level stars where people kind of like are in and out of based on how they perform at the end of each season, which is understandable to me to some degree. Um, but yeah, I, that's why he's in his own tier because he's, 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 he's might be the only Raptor who's underrated. Okay. Okay, so every Raptor is overrated. Like, can we be honest about that? Every single Raptor is overrated. Our fan base has like gotten to the point where like we're just gonna gas up every single person. Yeah, and somehow the one person that's like somewhat underrated is Fred. I almost think I don't know if overrated is the right word. That feels too strong. I almost just think that's just part of fandom. Like you put expectations. You know, it's like it's like again, I have no experience in this, but it's like you know, you look at your own kid differently than other kids. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You have you have expectations for them higher expectations than you would for other people 
Mm-hmm. Um, but but yes, yeah, so I totally get what you're saying. Uh, the scapegoat uh, tier, um, I believe uh, the person that's gonna get a lot of uh, you know flack and be the scapegoat if the Raptors struggle or gets his game kind of picked apart. I think it's Gary. Mm, I think the, I think the Gary. Fall is, guy. Yeah, the fall guy. So like past players, I was trying to think in this tier. Um, you know, Chris Boucher. Uh, you know, thanks to you, uh, Damari wow. Carroll, uh, Marcus Soul for a time too. I felt like he fell into that fall guy category a little bit. Um, Demar during the playoffs. You know, JV was a lightning rod. Uh, Norm uh, for a period of time as well. I feel like a lot of all of those players have have done a bid um, in in this mm. fall guy tier. And just seeing how things are, are trending in terms of how fans, Raptors fans, feel about the rest of the roster, I feel like it's going to be Gary this year. Yeah, I, I guess it's just to me, it's just like, I don't think Gary's like critical enough to the team's success that like if he underperforms okay. that people pin the blame of the game on him. Also, okay. he doesn't have like one specific tendency that was like is devastating in terms of like right to the team. Like, for example, like, People got on Chris because, like, he's the backline defender. He would jump, and then he's out of position. And then, um, you know, the, t- the defense is compromised. So it's, like, right. easy to, like, okay, it's his fault. Right. Like, it's not to say Gary doesn't gamble. He gambles for steals. But, like, there's still backline help. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, sure. like, he, he made a play. It didn't work. But, like, there should be help around that. And to me, it's, like, it's not as detrimental. Like, I think JV used to spend some time in this tier, too. Because it's, like, a guy was, like, well, his defense just wasn't good enough. No matter, right. like. What it was, it's just like, A, the Raptors can only really play drop. And honestly, there's a lot of ways to hurt drop defenses. And it was like, okay, there was like issues that sort of came into this. Like, even DeMar might have gotten a little bit of this as well. No, uh, for again, sure. This defense. Yeah. But I don't know. It's, it's hard to be like, oh, the Raptors lost because Gary played bad. I'm like, well, you, do you expect Gary to play great every game? Like, yeah, I not. almost, like, man. This almost, is not maybe, Gary's team, you know? Like, yeah, this, I Gary's like the put, fifth I, most important guy. I think I would put Fred in this tier then for this com- coming season. I think he he might be the type that would draw this type of uh, of criticism, um, because he is more critical to winning. But I mean, we saw conversations about Gary's defense. You know, you mentioned that game six against Philly. You know, in that third quarter um, against James Harden. So um, we'll see. And, and then, um, but I mean, like, also we I, I don't know. I mean, like, yes, that is the one reference point that was the most important. But sure, it's, it's like, it, so what if he couldn't guard James Harden? Like, I right. Like oh I, he got he got smoked in a James Harden Joel yeah. Embiid pick and roll it's like well like yeah I, I think yeah, that's that, supposed to happen don't forget I mean, that's the that's the number one pick and roll in the league um, well thanks thanks to Gary but no I'm kidding, <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, no but go. like no you know what I'm saying like it's that can't be the only way to judge it like objectively Gary had a really good defensive season well not he wasn't like a dominant defensive player but he was a very impactful defensive player there's lots of games where like he was really disruptive with the way he was able to create deflections and steals that's like the number one way the Raptors want to play. So, I don't know. Nah, I think I, know. I think too the reason why he might end up in this tier is because of the contract situation too, right? Like he's going into a player option after this season, and there's gonna just be just gonna be yeah. a lot of talk about whether he belongs on this team moving forward, and whether fans want him to be part of the core. And you're obviously gonna have to pay up um, for for the next contract. Um, lastly, but this is like a philosophical debate, though. Like yeah, you know, what I'm like I get it. it's like I okay. So if the Raptors can't be so inflexible that they're like only the most one style of player can play on the Raptors. If you're only if you're six nine with a seven foot wingspan, right, with a questionable jumper, can you play on the Raptors? Like that can't be like the way you build a team. Like yes, Gary doesn't fit the quote unquote style, but like he's objectively very effective. 
Yeah. So like, if you say like, oh, this very good player can't play for our team, like, what kind of team are you building? It's just weird. Like, you know. Like, yeah, but I think at some point it's a it's a money thing too, right? Because other guys are gonna. Well, have there's to also this idea that like he's he wants like this max contract kind of thing. Like, no one's paying Gary the max. I, I, I think everyone has a realistic expectation of sort of what he is, right? So, um, I I don't. I mean, like, it's not out of the question to me that, like, the, the Raptors and Gary Trent Jr. have, like, some sort of reasonable space in which they can negotiate a deal. Yeah. It's not like they're so far apart. We haven't even heard one report of Gary being like, hey, I want the max or, like, I want $30 million or something like that. Like, No, that's – um, I think that's fair. Um, I, I put Chris Boucher and Thad Young into this tier where I feel like there's not really going to be a lot of narratives. You know, I think we had a lot of conversations about Chris and he really settled into his role. Um, so kind of just like reliable bench dudes who, who we just accept for who they are. Chris, Chris and Thad Young. So no Chris Boucher, Will Lou, uh, beefs this year, maybe. Yeah. Chris, Chris almost, Chris has like a little bit of that Pascal, like tip of your hat, Yankee cap okay. tier too. I like that. Like, I respect him too. Like, it's like, okay, yeah, he like went that. through that, that, that whole period, but it's like, he got better and. Yeah, no, no, you know what? I like that. I, I honestly, I love reliable bench dudes. By the way, Otto Porter Jr. should be in this group. Okay, let's put Otto. Yeah, I'll tell you. No, no one's, no one's like, yo, Otto Porter is going to be. A huge addition for the Raptors. Everyone's like, Autoport is a nice addition. He's gonna do good. Yeah. He's gonna be solid. Yeah, solid role yeah. player tier. He he got the yeah. um he got the uh he got the approval from Andy Lou. That's all that matters, man. A- Andy Lou. Yo, Andy Lou loved Otto Porter Jr. Man. <laughs> yeah, probably because he was blacked out on Soju when he was watching him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> to Andy, Yo, every man. time we have Andy Lou on, that's the Panda Pod, man. <laughs> that that oh, is the three man Panda Pod. <laughs> oh man all right we're wrapping up so i had the rest of these players i didn't really know where to put them so just let me know if you have any thoughts on malachi flynn kem yo malachi might be the most polarized player right now (laughs) but for no reason like yeah people are like worth being polarizing here's the thing i'm not like i'm not like very optimistic about his outlook but like i'm also not one of those people who's like he scores 70 points and people are like buddy he's trash and i'm like why would you need to say that about your own player like if you want to get excited like imagine if scotty went to whatever league bro imagine scotty came to our tuesday run and scored 70 points people be like yo he's the goat he's the he's the the, the, the growth like like just let him score 70 points it's objectively cool man let, it was a pro-am like it was a pro-am game like it's just funny then- because like uh, Scotty can score like ten points at the Rico Hines run, and people yeah. will be like, "Yo, you know, and like two thousand retweets or whatever, two thousand likes." He's on that and then Malachi team. will score seventy points, and people yeah. will be in the retweets being like, "Yeah, but he sucks." And I'm like, "All right, like he 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 might not be effective for the Raptors next next season. He might not even have a role." But like, just let him let, let him score seventy points in peace, man. <laughs> Yo, serious, it's it's so hard to think of what role Malachi can can slot into. I think yeah. that's just been his whole problem, his whole time here. Yeah, but I think the other thing with Malachi was like we got really excited because the Tampa season we had literally nothing else to be excited about him and Jalen Harris. Um, then we had Malachi doing really well at the end of that season. Then we had um the uh his dad coming out, Eric Flynn. And then right. people were kind of like, well, maybe we got to start a discussion about Nick Nurse. Maybe, you know, it's Nick's fault. Then people were like, well, Nick is actually a really good coach. And therefore, I'm going to push back and say Malachi's really bad. And I don't know. It's it's kind of, it's ended up in a weird place, you know? Yeah. No, that's why I was having trouble slotting him in. The rest of these players, I'm not sure if, if there's enough, like, f- interest from the fan base for them to, to, to slot into a tier. Ken Birch. Juancho mm-hmm. Hernan Gomez, V Mahailuk, Justin Champagne, Christian Coloco. I kind of stopped there. You know, I don't know. I'm not putting David Johnson yeah. in the tier, you know. I, um, you know what, actually? Going back to the, the Scotty um, Gordon Ramsey meme, 
Yeah. Like he's Gordon Ramsay hugging the little girl. Yeah. Is Scotty. Yep. Gordon Ramsay berating the other chef yep. is, is Malachi. We can we can complete okay. that meme. Yeah, yeah no, I, I think that's that's perfect. Um, all right, yeah, that was just a quick uh, Raptors player tier exercise. I know there was a, a mailbag question last week wanting us um, to to you know if Nick Nurse is Cedric Daniels from The Wire, who is the rest of the detail uh, as Raptors <laughs> players? Uh, we're we're gonna get to that eventually. I actually need to print out. Uh, the Barksdale organization or chart <laughs> along with the docs <laughs> and, oh, and yeah, actually yeah. Right. think about this a little bit. Yeah. We need uh, to know who is B Russell. Yeah. Who's the Greek. Uh, but like, Who's a <laughs> Vondas. <laughs> oh man. Well, I guess that'd be Masai. Wouldn't it be? It's Masai Vondas. Yeah. Actually, no, that's more like, what is yeah, the Greek is Larry Tenenbaum? I don't know. I, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, and he's so not the, even Greek. <laughs> this, oh man, damn! This is this feels like homework to me. So like, I'm gonna have to get to that another week. But I appreciate mm-hmm. the person who did ask that question. It's it's a really good one. But we'll put it on the back burner for now. All right, I I think we 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 did it in a solid just past three hours. Yeah, um, it's a regular do, pod at this point. Yeah. Do you want uh, people to know? Um, do you have anything booked for next week for the Raptor show? Anything like that or? Still in the works. I, no, I actually do have two guests booked. Um, but you know, I'll let people like find out who it is when it drops. <laughs> right. But there will there will literally there will be a show on Monday. There will be a show on Wednesday. Nice. There will be a show on Friday. Next Friday, you are in Montreal, so like you're not actually gonna be doing the show. Um, yes. so we'll figure out some something else in the meantime. But uh yeah, we're gonna try to stick to the Monday, Wednesday, Friday, especially now that I'm back in the city, it's a little bit more consistent. It's like easier for me to access all my all my equipment and gear and you know it's easier to book people and stuff like that um also uh my my last thing you have to people for people who are diehard fans of the raptors like myself oh my like you go watch nick nurse oh yeah it didn't the, give me the space my bad okay yeah talk nick nurse yeah okay so this is gonna be like five minutes you you, yeah. you, you can use the bathroom too whatever if you want um yeah. but i'm just gonna take a nap with my eyes closed but i'm here yeah fair enough um yeah. so nick nurse went to hungary um, to do a series of coaching tutorials. Uh, I think in total, I've seen online, there's four one-hour-long um, filmed tutorials of Nick Nurse. A few of them are just Q&A. A few of them are like him with like players, running sort of players through drills and sets. It's very technical stuff. It's very like inside basketball, inside baseball kind of quote-unquote things where like he's talking about very, very specific things. Um and very, very nitty-gritty stuff. But if you're a real diehard fan of the Raptors, like he gives you so much insight into sort of the way he approaches it, the way the Raptors operate. And even though these are very dry, not because Nick was trying to make a, a content, he was trying to develop coaches. Um, but they're really much they're really worth uh, a watch. I can't really link I, I guess I could link the the YouTube channel. But uh, it, I mean, otherwise, it's it's a very long um, name, and it's in Hungary, so it's in Hungarian. But in anyways, just search Nectars in Hungary. Like you'll probably find these videos. There's four of them. They're very dry, but like for example, one of them, he just goes through his end of game plays, or maybe not even end of game plays, but like very specific scenario plays, sideline out of bound play, baseline out of bound play. We're down one. We're down two. I I, I don't think this is like a secret because. In another video, you'll see Nick Nurse with like a spreadsheet that he's talked about where when he first came from um, the British Basketball League over to the the Developmental League, 
um, him and Nate Bjorkman spent a whole summer together locked in the basement, coming up with scenarios for like what place we should run up one, up two, up three, up four with one, two, three, four, five minutes left in the game. Uh, and then, you know, same thing, you know, down whatever scenarios, like there's so many iterations. He's gone through that spreadsheet. that actually looks kind of nuts, but he, there has a whole video where he goes through his like, especially like, like let's say specialty plays. Right. And he will actually walk you through the mechanics because he's walking the coaches in that seminar through the same mechanics. He'll walk you through some of the most memorable Raptor plays. And I don't mean memorable, like, Oh, the Kawhi shot. That's, that's not a play. The Raptors run. Right. What I mean is like, if you remember when JV had that play where he dunked the ball to force overtime against Milwaukee, the JV keeper play, he details in particular what that play is, what the options are in that play, uh, why that play works, why the players are cutting here and here. It's really, really technical stuff. It's very interesting. Um, so he goes through his end of game plays, but there's even other videos where he just goes through like how the Raptors operate. Like, for example, he'll tell you things like, you know, if the Raptors are playing a game, there's a game day. And then there's an off day and then there's another game day. A lot of times on the off day, the Raptors won't practice, but they'll actually hold a, a more of a spirited shoot around the following day the next game day because they give the players that time to rest. And then they're more activated on a different day. They get to go through the trio. That stuff is very dry, but to me, it's very interesting. I like to see the way that they operate. Other things that are really drive, like, you know, how do the Raptors, uh, approach switching and like when and in particular when you do switch a lot one of the mismatches is like a small guard is now somehow guarding a big guy well how do the Raptors approach that right and he details you know how they want to front the post in that scenario right because the big guy's probably going to post up the small guy so how do the Raptors approach getting out of that mismatch right obviously fronting the post you're standing in front of the guy you're trying to deflect the pass in you're obviously pressuring the ball to make the pass difficult as well but then, like, where do they send help from, right? Like, you literally said, if, if there's a guard in the post against a bigger guy, there's still four other guys that are involved in the play defensively. If you're going to double team, which guy do you send direction the help from? And he details about how the Raptors like to help off the passer. It's a controversial thing, but it's the shortest and quickest double team to the ball, usually. And stuff like that, like, very, very technical stuff. Like, he went through details of, like, why the Raptors are so good at offensive rebounding. How do the Raptors approach offensive rebounding? while also being a really good team in terms of limiting transition opportunities. This is a question that I had in my mind like for the entire season. Because usually it's like if you go for offensive rebounds, you can't you're probably jeopardizing the number of guys you have back in transition. But the way the Raptors are able to do it this year, and not only because they have all these athletes, right, where they have like size mismatches, uh, because everyone's six nine. But the way the Raptors approached re- offensive rebound in this season, as Nick Thurs detailed, was that like when the shot goes up, Right. There's the strong side where like the person with the ball is and then the weak side is the other side of the floor. Everybody on the strong side would crash the glass. Everybody on the weak side would get back in transition. And there's like very detailed in terms of like the the path, the way that the players would run. If you're in the corners, you actually run kind of through the middle first, then you go back. Again, very basic stuff for a lot of people who have played basketball in an organized setting. But for a lot of fans who are curious to get into like the more nitty ditty details, that's what he was going into. Like the Raptors, like offensive rebounding strategy you know he's talked about like the the referees and like the way the Raptors will approach the referees and how somebody in the team would prepare reports of the referees of like what's their favorite movie what's their favorite food and then they'll know that so that you can build a rapport with the referees so Nick Nurse during a timeout will be like oh you like pizza me too let's talk about if pineapple should be on the pizza like just weird stuff like that like these little tiny things right Nick talked about the first time he zoned 
against um, in an NBA setting. It happened in game 11. The Raptors were playing Memphis. I remember this game too. Marcus All was roasting the Raptors. And, and, and honestly, I think a lot of it was JV and Serge just like not being able to guard Mark. The Raptors were down 17 in the third quarter, and then they switched to a zone. It really worked. The Raptors were able to one, win that game. And then the players were like, yo, coach is a genius. The zone is really good, and it really built confidence. Obviously, later on that season, Raptors play zone all the time, including in the playoffs where they play box and one, right? But, like, that kind of stuff. And then I think, I mean, to me, the most, the wildest story that he told in terms of, like, all the stuff. And, again, there's so many details. I don't want to bore Alex to death. I know he's already in the background just like shaking his head or using the bathroom i can't even hear him at this point but no i'm dming you uh, i just wrote the episode description while oh we were talking, perfect so i'm gonna dm in that too right I, I got you two more minutes the wildest story that nick nurse told was that when he was in london uh, his first job he took over the birmingham bullets right which literally sounds like a rival peaky blinders gang um this guy was in charge of the birmingham bullets the way he described it that birmingham had lost like had losing seasons in the last like decade. Right. And the London towers were like the team. Right. And so he would describe when it was off days for the team, he would drive to London from Birmingham, which is like not that far away. It's like two, three hours, drive down, sit courtsides, and then just watch the London towers. And he would like scout them and and be on them. Cause that's what he wanted to do. And then eventually he realized Everything that the London Towers do revolves around two guys. One guy was like a former player that was playing on the Lakers, then went overseas. And obviously, if I mean, he probably didn't do a great job with the Lakers or wasn't a standout player at an NBA level. But if you're going from the NBA to the BBL, you're probably dominant. You probably went from like being Shaq's third string center to like being Shaq himself in the BBL and another guy, right? And he realized the team only had two guys that created everything, but they were dominant. They were so good. And Nick Nurse literally invented his own defense for this the the london towers alone he called it the zmt which sounds pretty sick it's uh even though it's tmz backwards right zmt sounds like a hard london gang but it really is just like a uh, zone man and then trapper and he played a two-man zone of two guys standing right under the basket right um obviously like on on, on the edge of the paint but like essentially two guys to help the basket uh, two man in terms of the M and the, the 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 ZMT is just like two guys who are like face guarding their their other the London Towers two star players the whole length of the court they get exhausted after three minutes and they will substitute they put in two more guys to like shade them up and down basically what Fred VanVleet did to Steph in the NBA Finals um, but he would took two of those guys and then a trapper would come over and help and essentially force these guys to get rid of the ball and the way that he was describing was at halftime I think the his team Nick's team was down nine. And Nick was like, maybe we should scrap this defense. Like, it's not going to work. And his players were like, no, let's keep going. It's going to work, right? Because other guys were hitting threes because, as you'd imagine, guys were wide open all the time because they were basically playing like this, like the most gimmick defense possible. And then at the end of the game, they won and they beat the Towers and they beat them in the finals later in the the season too, um, partially because they were using the strategy. But like the, the, (laughs) the story Nick was telling was that that guy who was like the number one option for the London Towers finished the game with zero points and zero shots. Like, that's how, like, much of a basketball destroyer Nick is. Like, he's like he's like Jose Mourinho with the destroying football kind of thing. Like, so he's been doing this, like, yes. even before the NBA level. Nick is a like, – I, I don't I don't want to describe – I don't want to use the phrases, but, like, literally, like, that's the way Nick approaches things. And mm-hmm. so the, these – I think the Q&As are probably more interesting. They, they sound more like press conferences or, like, 
more like podcasts. A lot of this really nitty gritty. I'm cutting out all the boring stuff. Um, but like some of the stuff in there was super interesting. And yeah, I mean, this guy invented a ZMT defense, bro. What is that? And to to beat the London Towers and it worked. And the guy, look, bro, imagine playing a whole game and you took zero shots. <laughs> and you were the star player. He played the whole game too. Like the, it's not like the guy was on the bench or he got hurt or whatever. He played literally zero minutes or the whole game and he took zero shots because Nick Nurse essentially played a, a, a new brand of defense against this guy. But he's done that. We saw like, you know, yeah, yeah. over but the that, years that, here in Toronto. Like he's, shot, he's gotten guys like Dame and all these superstars, like just yeah. gotten the ball out of their hands. He talked about that though. That's like that's the idea, and it's just, he's just like you know what? For a lot of star players, like they really struggle with this, and they either respond to it really positively by just making the right pass all the time. Like James Harden, for example, he he made a whole like defense for James Harden too. If you remember, he made a ZMT James Harden defense where he trapped them at half court, like literally. Right, but they got but they got crushed because all the other guys made. Their yeah, because threes. Ben McLemore made seven threes or whatever. But it's right. like some superstars are willing to give the ball up every single time, like James was. Some superstars aren't like Kawhi really struggled. Remember what the Raptors? Remember the first time the Raptors played Kawhi after oh, yeah, he left? They, they you know, had the Rondé on him. Rondé was <laughs> on him so hard that he literally was. He had like seven turnovers and nine points. Yeah, good. Right, that's what, that's what you get. Yeah, no, they gave him the Kawhi and, uh, Kawhi and Dine defense. Man. They said Kawhi can't dine. No, they said nobody's eating tonight, man. No, he said Reggie Jackson and Luke Kennard better beat me. <laughs> like you getting and Panda Express tonight, man. Damn. Yeah. No, it's it's actually uh yeah, I'm shocked. It's actually pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's I mean not all of cool. it's that interesting, trust me. A lot of it is just him yeah. being like, Great job, great job, let's run it again. But like yeah. It's it's for for a basketball nerd like me, it was great, and honestly, it, it did feel a little bit like stalking. <laughs> that was weird, man. You were you were updating me as you were like tracking yeah. down all these videos. And I mean, look, like, I'm not gonna suggest what to do. Actually, you know what? You know, what? I'm past that. I'm, I'm past that in my career. I'm not gonna say what I what I what I sent you, but like, still, um, there's just lots of great details, and uh, especially the Q and A's. Check those out at least. Yeah, you, that's why I, that's why I think like not taking away from uh from Nick Nurse's book. Um, yeah. you know, Rapture, like uh, there's probably at some point in his career, maybe when he retires, another book where he could dive into a lot of this stuff. I think it's so interesting. Yeah. I, I think what you really need is like a really, really accomplished author, someone with like a, a, a best selling book uh, on the New York yeah. Times reading no, list I, to, to write that book. Someone like no, Alex. I, no, I think they need, um, they need someone who has, uh, who, who's willing to stalk um, him on YouTube. Um, you know, who's willing to, to beg for an entire year to get him on the show and, and who who is a basketball nerd like you should sit down with him and, mm. and do all mm. of this. So we're actually going to put this on your career goals uh, list. It's, um, it's a very obtainable goal. Also, I have interviewed such, Nick, but it was a different, you know, different it, setting. It, it, it's such it's such a it's such a like doable goal and, and i think you are the right person to do it so so there we go and and yeah. you know for people what an adventure what an adventure of a banter pod you know you, you guys there's some real know, hoop talk at the very end no man. you guys witnessed the invention of of, of the panda pod um <laughs> you know we we, we talked it was about the panda pod all along man we talked about raptors uh content and then you had to sit through an hour of, of listener emails and then we did the phantom tears and somehow as you made it to the end you know will gave you a little little dessert a little creme glacé of basketball oh, wow nerd talk at, at the oh, end man. So oh man speaking that, of nerd talk there's yeah. there's i'm oh, sorry last thing last thing i think there's he goes down a five minute discussion of what a closeout his philosophy towards closeouts which again it sounds so like dry and technical but the way he was describing it, he's like, don't even use the word closeout against the Raptors. Because the Raptors, 
he doesn't believe in closeouts. All right, all right. Nick's, Nick gets so slick sometimes. <laughs> he's like, I believe in like running guys off the line, no. flooding them. But like, I think the word, yeah, the, the word they use is called flooding them, where they like essentially like, like basically so, jump them off the line. Make so he's like, don't them. use don't use a uh, traditional basketball terms to, to describe how how we no, do like, things. I mean, like they still close out. Like that's not to say the right. rappers don't contest shots, right? But right. they close out in a very specific way. They want always the left hand to be the one that's the contesting hand, especially against right handed shooters. You know, like it's all sorts of really dry stuff. But he actually talks a lot about how like his philosophy towards like three point prevention and three-point defense, which I think for a lot of fans, including myself, who are like, I'm like, man, the Raptors give up a lot of threes or whatever, but it's like they're giving up the right threes. Like, it's not just how many threes. Not all threes are made equal. You know, like LeBron just said, two points ain't just two points. Mm. Like, there's said three points just ain't three points. Hmm. So go yeah, check but, out these videos, man. Yeah, I think it's really interesting because all these things you point out, you can see uh, those. Yeah. those. This is what Nick uh, Nick's teams do, right? Like, this is what the Raptors teams do. Bro, he's okay. literally yeah. he's literally giving you the playbook. Yeah. No, but he's it all makes sense because like this is yeah. what they do. They always take their chances with with having the wrong guy shooting threes. Yeah. Um, always. And like all this other stuff that you talk about. So yeah, no, like I'm I'm not a big big of a nerd um in this area as you, but like even just hearing you talk about it, like it is actually really interesting. So people should check yeah. it out. So what's the easiest way for people to like find this stuff? I, again, it, it's it's in Hungarian. Okay. Um, the title of, the, of okay. the channel, so it's gonna be hard. But okay. for example, you can search "end of the game philosophies and sets Nick Nurse." Okay, okay. Or if you just search Nick Nurse, Hungary. Right. Maybe when you post a banter pod, just like thread it, man. Post a link or something. Yeah, search Nick Nurse Hungary. You'll, you'll see a link. Okay. And then once you see the link, go to that channel. There's like four of these videos. Some of them have like only a hundred views. It's it's it's, but it's really inside. I think it's just cool that he was so open. That's the cool thing to me. Is like. These are random coaches in Europe that he is sharing these very detailed approaches and these trade secrets with. And I guess to us as well, in terms of as, as an audience, but like the fact that he's willing to do this to, to help develop coaches that he literally doesn't even know or hasn't met, he's very cool to me, man. Like he's actually really committed to teaching just as a, as a person, which I guess as a coach, you should be. But uh, it's just a level of access and honesty that I, I wasn't really prepared for when I saw these videos. Damn. And All so right, therefore yeah, I didn't watch yeah. Gabe Brown tape. I watched four hours of these uh, interviews. Yeah, no, I instead. think that's uh that's time well spent. Um, you know. All right, man. I, I guess that's it. No, 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 uh no panapod next week. Mm. Uh, but but it'll give us uh two weeks to to gather content and, yeah. and catch up. What are you gonna up. be doing in Montreal, man? What do you what do you what are you excited about? I haven't really for? made a lot of plans. Gonna be yet. on La Ronde? Yeah, I'm definitely gonna check out, you know, different neighborhoods, got some few restaurants and places in mind, but I haven't really pl- plotted out Mm. um all of that yet but you know i'm sure i'll give you an update uh when i'm back right. um in in french you know maybe we can do an entire segment oh um, yeah let's do it yeah, you know honestly way. you and me speaking in french would be crazy <laughs> no you know the panda pod is it's just us speaking cantonese and mandarin <laughs> like that, that that is the panda pod <laughs> like oh, oh my god all yeah. right that's it i sent you the episode description please take care of the rest yeah um, Thanks to everyone for listening to the show. Um, don't, uh, yeah, I mean, rate, review, subscribe. Continue writing to us. I really did enjoy reading those correspondences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, like, I should have said this. I- info top, at Stephen yeah. LeBron. Yeah, yeah. We should have said this up top because people, I think, usually maybe might have dropped off by now. But, like, yes, info at StephenLeBron.com. Hit up Willu Fitz um, on IG. Uh, keep writing in. Let us know where you're listening. If you want to send us one-off questions, uh, feel free to do that. 
um, just just no no Kevin Durant questions. And yeah. uh, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, yeah, man, I'll see I'll see you Sunday at poker, man. Damn. There you go. All right, thanks everyone for listening, and uh, I'll be back with a, a full slate of podcasts next week. Peace.